This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bailon. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're going to be paying the piper, the devil mm. piper, for our sins, RJ, as we Ooh. watch Spine 352 in the Criterion Collection, Nabu Nakagawa's Jigoku from 1960. But first, mm. mm-hmm. it's, RJ, it's spooky in here. What do you mean by that? Sure. Just like, I don't know, that overwhelming stench of the dead uh, that we've spent a few minutes with already. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach it, because we're not alone. What, what, it, it sounds like you're describing a presence. What, what are you describing, Jared? <laughs> the, the, the spookiest presence of them all. The, the mysterious, the elusive, the unknown, the great unknown, mm. the, the, one, mm-hmm. the one we call corpse. Ooh. I made it. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe it talks. <laughs> yeah. Long time coming. Dream come true. Yeah. Ooh. And, uh, shoot higher. Finally uh, crossed the last item off my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Be laid to rest. Wow. Mm-hmm. So did you always oh. dream as a little corpse that one day you'd be on a, a, a middling podcast? And then be like, that's it's, it. It's the only thing I've ever wanted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> as, as I tell, as I tell all the guests, you gotta shoot higher. But yeah. uh, because uh, we are sad men in our own right. But, uh, so okay, I'll throw this out there. Who's like the top of the middling podcast pile? Like who's like the the, the best? RJ, what do you think? Other than us? Yeah, who's up there with us? But like really, who's the top of the? I mean, there's like uh, people get like you know probably like, you know your your Joe Rogans are like you know they're like the the S tier of like yeah. cultural penetration but there's got to be like sort of the middle of the pack of like oh who's like people kind of might know about it but not really like, i mean yeah. we're not even in that ballpark honestly but uh no i mean i'd say like uh like comedians that aren't as big so you got like joe rogan you got mark Marin, you got like uh those true crime podcasts those are probably pretty high and then there's like t- the tom segura comedian podcast like i don't know if you guys know him he'd probably be like the middle of the pack of and he probably has like a couple hundred thousand subscribers or oh, something I, sure. I, I i suspect so yeah. I know i've been that, listening that. to uh i've been listening to adam green and joe lynch you guys knew they had a podcast i did i remember is it still going it's still going, yeah. yeah. Apparently, they were on like one site a long time ago, and then it crashed, and they lost like 250 episodes or something Ooh, like that. Nice. They, were, they said they just said it actually on a recent episode. They were in like the top, I don't know, I don't remember what it was, but they were doing quite well for themselves, and then all of a sudden took a big hit, and now people apparently don't even know they still go, they're still going. See, I mean, I would consider yeah. those like like uh, actual people that people have heard of were 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 literally nobodies. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, who, who are nobodies that have really hit it on the ballpark? That's, that's my question, <laughs> I guess. Oh, um, yeah, cause we, well, we haven't even done that with like, no, you know, sometimes tens of views on, some, yeah. on our, our, our uh, exclusive content. How much did, uh, how much did, um, millennia, millennium talk yet? What do we have? Three people listen to that millennium oh, at least, Patreon at least, episode? At least triple that. At least, uh, at least triple. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in the double digits now. Yeah. Well, I don't really listen to podcasts very much anymore. Maybe Corpse knows who's a who's someone who was nobody and then made it big. Oh man, 
I don't know. I just listen to horror podcasts. So none of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember listening to this one horror podcast ages ago. It was these two guys, I think from Ontario. Uh, but I, I think they just kind of, they went away. They petered out after like, they had a good, yeah. pretty intense run. Uh, one of them had like a theater background. I can't even remember the name of it though. It was not too bad, but I pretty well, like, yeah, I mean, during the summer, I don't listen to podcasts at all. And when mm. mostly it's just like stuff on YouTube that that's it. But yeah. anyways, I'm not sure exactly what I sh- how I should address you is Mr. Corpse, Corpsey, C, Daddy Corpse, maybe. Da- Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Corpse. corpse? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how comfortable I am with that. Yeah, uh, no, just Corpse is probably fine. That's okay. what my friends call me. So. Okay. Nice, nice. I, yeah. Had that, had that nickname for probably 20 years now. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, got it in <laughs> high school. Is, is there a uh, reason for that? Is it just general Corpse features or... Uh, is it uh is it that you like to do corpse things uh corpse things happen uh, it all started yep. i guess uh there i had a class right before lunch period that i would often take a nap in mm. and then the, the bell would ring and i would just kind of hop up and wake up and shamble down to the lunchroom and people would be like oh there's that zombie there's corpse coming or whatever uh. and it just stuck so oh the metaphor there's a lot of worse nicknames that people had back then so i kind of didn't mind having that one yeah. that one's pretty good I mean, people called me Barn Loaf for a while, so uh, I mean, it's so, nothing bad. Is there a story but... behind that, or no? Some dude just said it one time. <laughs> but I mean, that's uh, that's probably not as good as uh, Corpse, just because it. Ha- people are always like, "What does that mean? That doesn't sound good." And it's like, I don't know. You can make of it whatever you want. I get pretty sleepy often too. Yeah. Known to go to my buddy's house, watch the fights or something, and I'll just like fall asleep during the first fight and miss the whole entire card. <laughs> Well, I think the, that falls under the daddy corpse era. I see uh, lots of toys over there. Uh, probably uh, got some kiddos, or maybe they're just your personal playthings. But I know I know the big daddies uh, get tired pretty pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my excuse nowadays. Pretty much, kids yeah. go to sleep by eight thirty, and I'm not far behind them. <laughs> yeah, what's the dad corpse life? So uh, you you mentioned uh, uh, the dream of being on um, a very low tier, basically public access podcast uh what else is going on in the corpse world people have been wondering about you for a long time do you want to share how you found the podcast do you want to do you want to talk about what you like doing or do you just want to be a general corpse and just do corpse stuff it's up to you man whatever you want to do want to know a little bit about corpse yeah i got two kids they're both two and six so they take up most of my time my six-year-old's been playing sports the last couple of years. I've been coaching that. He's at hockey practice right now. It's the first one I've ever missed, actually. So oh, dang. That's how important had, this is to me. We had wow. to take you away from um, your family. That's pretty bad. They're never, and now that, that, and that, yeah. now that one's never going to forgive you for it. You had to go record some me, fucking podcast. <laughs> he's asking me, what, what are you doing to him? I'm like, oh, I have, I have a meeting. I'm <laughs> don't, don't come in the basement when you get home. <laughs> Is uh, they're, going, they're all going to a baseball game after hockey too, so I should be left alone for the next two hours at least. Uh, well, we'll clear way past two hours. Uh, is uh, is your kids into corpsey stuff too, or are they a little too young still? Yeah, uh, my kid. Yeah, he's pretty good with scary movies. Uh, what did we watch? We watched Jurassic Park. He watched Jaws finally one day. You'd see him like the poster around. He's got some Jaws swimming trunks and stuff like that. So he was familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And I told him, we put we put it on the one day. And I was like, if it's too scary, we can turn it off. And 
the girl was swimming in the water and he's like turn off <laughs> oh wow and so he turned off and then the next morning he was like can we finish watching that and he he got through it so he says that's one of his favorite movies now oh wow Thanks. And that's pretty cool he loves like the ghostbusters <laughs> he even likes the one with the the girls in it uh, <laughs> the new one which we What's put on with with some of his friends over and they made me turn that one off actually his buddies they got freaked out right at the beginning oh really <laughs> believe it or not yeah so the the Girl Ghostbusters are a hit with the kids, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's good. And yeah. and then uh, May Harryhausen there was a hit with yeah. the kids too. That that was actually awesome because past May's I can't really watch Fred and Ray movies with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> there there were, there were a couple actual kid movies that I watched with them that were super corny, but uh, yeah. for the oh, most yeah, part, you... I, I kind of got right. a fail for those movies. Yeah, I, I remember was uh, was it Invisible Dad? I think the Fred Olin Ray one that you watched with your kids. I think. Invisible Dad. I, I think it was the Invisible Dad. Is that? Yeah. Fred Olin Ray. To to his one hundred and fifty three film filmography. Yeah. Buffering. Corpse is calling from the underworld, so uh, oh. there's a there there's always some potential for uh, brief uh, brief things. I was gonna say, uh, was it Invisible Dad that you the Fred Olin Ray one you watched with your kids? Invisible Dad, I remember my son liking that one too. Uh, yeah. Did we watch Invisible Mom as well? <laughs> can't remember. I can't Which probably say better. Movie. I can't remember to be honest. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but no, uh, May Harryhausen was awesome. Watched a lot of those with the kids. And then uh, Mighty Joe Young was a huge hit with my daughter. Massive yeah. hit. I think I wrote in about it the one yep. time or whatever. But yeah, adopted. My son had like a 12-inch plastic King Kong action figure. She pretty much stole that from him. She was sleeping with it even in her crib. And, um, so for her birthday, we kind of had gorilla theme or whatever and got our big stuffed one that she could sleep with. And Pretty much any time I hit the couch now, she comes around now. She's like, Jojo, Jojo wants to watch King Kong movies, that kind of stuff. We've been watching Godzilla movies together, too, and she loves those. So, nice. yeah, Mary or May Harryhausen was a huge hit in this house. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, you did write in about that. That's uh, that's cool that she uh, identified with uh, with the Joe Youngs. I mean, she might yeah. grow up to be an animal con conservationalist or something. That Actually, today, my wife was looking it up, and you can do, there's those, like, WWF adopt an animal things or whatever, and she found, like, a gorilla one where you can send off a, some money, and they'll, uh, you can name a, a baby gorilla somewhere and that kind of yeah. stuff. So we're thinking of doing that for her Christmas present this year. I, I actually do that with uh, the orangutan sanctuary. Uh, mm -hmm. So I adopted one in the... Um, I can't remember what it was. It's not a lot of money. It's like $90 a year or something. And they like yeah. take it out, like whatever you tell them to take out. And then uh, they sent me like stickers, like orangutan stickers and stuff like yeah. that. And, and then uh, they email me an update every month. And it'll be like, she got in trouble again. She was uh, breaking it out of the, the sanctuary and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to adopt a gorilla and name it Jojo for her. And yeah, they, they send like a stuffy, I guess, or something like that. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. What do you think, Jer? Oh, I just wanted to add that my uh, one of my uh, kinder traumas as a kid was Jaws three. Uh, there's like the <laughs> bit where like they're floating along, like they're in the submarine, I think, and then like there's like one of the corpses floats by. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's particular. I guess sent it uh, in the chat here on uh, Skype. That this this make this thing <laughs> it it 
like scared the shit out of me so bad. So, yeah, so bad. that's pretty. That's actually not unlike what we're looking at right now mm-hmm. on the other end of this call. Yeah, I'm everywhere. <laughs> The, the hair is really similar, yeah. I gotta say. Well, it's kind of like uh, like that Dawn of the Dead blue skin, too. Yeah. Yeah, Corpse has some of that blue skin action. No. It's good stuff. No. Oh, man, that, that Jaws 3, I remember the first time I saw that. And I'm watching it, and there's a scene where the shark, like, comes flying at the gra- the window and is, like, smashing the window. And I'm like, that is, like, the worst CGI I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And I, like, I had to Google it or, like, look up a YouTube clip. And it's, like, known for that scene or whatever. Like, it's actually mm. super popular, like, horrible, horrible scene. <laughs> I remember, that's, like, one of the only things I remember from that movie. It's the abs- like, the worst CGI I've ever seen. And some of the best 3D you've ever seen? Yeah, probably. That's probably what, they, what it was supposed to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. I probably still yeah. gave that movie a good rating. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay to be light on the the horror stuff. I think uh, all three of us have some similarities. Not all not all things overlap between us, but I think there are a few common grounds between uh, all three of us. We're like, yeah, right. That that's good stuff. Yeah, for the that. most part. Uh, Corpse, have you ever been to the Calgary Horror Con? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go this year? I didn't go to the con this year. I went to the Joe Bob. Oh, interesting. <gasps> That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think I believe uh, RJ was also at this horror con. I uh, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, th- there were a lot of uh, shambling corpses, but uh, I thought those were cosplays. <laughs> cosplays, Jared. That's the real deal. Yeah. And maybe you didn't I, recognize uh, him immediately just now because he's deteriorated somewhat since then. It's yeah, possible. As, as corpses are wont to do. It, it is possible. You go through phases. No. Yeah, no, I've I've gone to the Horicon many times. Uh, usually, yeah, it's mainly like booths and stuff like that, going around collecting different things. I got all kinds of stuff all over my room here. Yeah, there and they do have like a screening room where they show short films too. So I usually spend a little time in there, and then they got the celebrities and all that too. So it's it's like your it's like a I don't know if you've been to a convention, you know what it's about, yeah. I guess. What it's was that? I, I usually try and get up there. Yeah. What was the best person you met at a Horicon? Oh, best person I met at a horror con. Okay. Um, actually, one of the cooler ones was uh, was Ryan Nicholson, actually. Uh, is that the Taint guy? No. He's, uh, I think Jarrett might recognize his name. I've heard you comment on gutter balls before. I don't think you've actually oh, I, seen I have, it. Yeah, I've never seen it before. So he he's like a special effects guy, right? Yeah, he or was, he, I guess. He directed he, his own like shot on video, like super low budget, like $10,000 movies kind of thing. Yep. And uh, super grimy stuff. He's from Vancouver. <laughs> yep. And he actually passed away a few years ago yep. from a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he beat it at one point and then it, it came back or whatever. Wow. So I, that's kind of cool that I got to meet him there. Yeah. And he... He, I, I stood around and talked with him for a bit and kind of got to pick his brain about just like he's pretty inspiring just because he he just kind of made movies just because he wanted to and I was like what kind of like background do you have and all that and he's like I just make movies <laughs> and he didn't even he's talking about like hiring other people to edit and how he just kind of sits over their shoulder and they're like editing this fucked up movie that he made and <laughs> he's just telling them what to do kind of thing he, he was cool he had like, like a Gutterballs is a slasher movie, and the the killer wears a bowling bag on his head, mm-hmm. and he had that there too. And you could take pictures of that. I didn't put it on. I yeah, that was kind of gross, but uh, um, 
No, I, that was cool to meet him. I met Doug Bradley. I got my Hellraiser Blu-ray signed by him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't usually line up for autographs or that, but I, I have a few times. Yeah. Um, Lloyd Kaufman is always awesome. It, and he does he does his booth up like crazy, and he stands like in front of his booth too, so that he's like super interactive with everybody yeah. and super appreciative. And yeah. You buy anything off him, and he'll sign it for you too. So I got what I got over here. I got the Citizen Toxie and Toxic Avenger one for uh, both signed by him. That reminds me, that movie is that still supposed to come out? The uh, new one. Yeah, with Peter Dinklage. Yeah. yeah, that'll be pretty awesome. I don't know. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. I think I tweeted Lloyd Kaufman the episode we did on Troll May, and uh, I don't think there was ever a reply. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the dollar bills weren't right on the tweet. Yeah, there's a guy. I go to the uh, Calgary Underground Film Festival every oh, yeah. year too. I really, I really like that one. They've they've got a lot of weird movies that they always show there. And uh, there's a guy that's involved with that who seems to have good ties with Lloyd because he's always bringing in whatever new trauma movies are out. And uh, mm. uh, he was at his booth with them too. So I always see that guy's with him. It seems like he likes to reach out and communicate with people. But yeah, he seems like a pretty generous person in terms yeah. of like. Uh, get, get understand it's like this is a business and it's good like whatever like let's, let's mm-hmm. make we let we can like you know at the end of the day make money together and have fun doing it and stuff like that and i i, yeah. I, I appreciate that spirit right yeah he's he's getting up there in in age i wonder yeah how much yeah. longer be, he's gone <laughs> it'll, it'll be well it'll be weird when he's gone like he's been there for what yeah. pushing 50 years now trauma's been going around oh, so. i mean mm-hmm. roger corman's still all still going so who knows mm-hmm. yeah yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> I think it uh, speaks to the um, the appeal of the Calgary HorrorCon that uh, people like Corpse, who are international world listeners of this podcast, because uh, it's like coming to close to Creepsville for the, for that matter to uh, the Calgary HorrorCon. You know, yeah. Jet it's pretty setter. interesting. Jet Setter. Well, well, who knows? Corpse could live in Lithuania with uh, George Halshminer. Nobody for, knows. For all he knows, yeah. For all he knows, yeah, or not. I'm a marauder. Yeah. <laughs> With my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've, and we've ho- seen ho- movies and like ho- that. hockey practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, traveling hockey teams, Jared. Right. Yeah. Those are rampant in Canada. Anyone mm-hmm. want to practice with us? Yeah. <laughs> pick up you know, games. I, yeah, pick up games. Any street, anywhere in Canada, there's always a pickup game. Yeah, really, though. Yeah. So, Corpse, uh, Taco Time, are you, are you a fan? Ooh, absolutely. There you go. Uh, tacos, any tacos, really. That's that's, um, that's good, too. How, um, how many sauces you get in that Taco Time? Sauces, like the cups, right? Yeah, like the, the, yeah. The, the, little, the, the little ounce cups, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I'd, I'll probably, if I'm dining in, I'll just go for refills, I guess. Okay. How many am I getting? I don't know. I, I got a dip well, you, every... You, usually uh, they ask. They're like, oh, would you like Mexican any? Stuff. Yeah, yeah every, I haven't every, been yeah. there in a while. I don't know about COVID pro- protocols. Well, yeah, know. they don't have the pump anymore. So right. that, that's a bummer. Um, and huh. I know that uh, some of them, they get, they get pretty uh, uh, reticent when it comes to uh, just giving it out too much. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've yeah. heard. I'm going to have to go test that out and yeah. see some help. Yeah. 
they they really slighted Jarrett uh, a couple times in the last couple months because uh, he's asking for a lot of sauce. And no, not me, not, per- not me personally. Though. <laughs> yeah. They they wouldn't dare if it was if yeah. it, this face. No, they wouldn't. But mm-hmm. uh, so these are these anonymous jobbers um, who uh, go on my behalf while I'm uh, mm-hmm. at at the store. Uh, they, they get told sometimes you're only getting five, and then they have to like, they, no, you don't understand. That's not enough. <laughs> It's I just can't like, go back with it's this. Like, you know, it's just it's unacceptable. You know what he'll do to me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Jared alone, I, I think I've seen him put down five or six sauces on, like, one burrito and one order of tots. Like, not even, like, multiple tacos. It's just, it's it's always one, one, burrito, one burrito, one tot. Yeah. One tot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. No ketchup, just straight oh, hot sauce. Yeah, ketchup. Oh, my God. For the tots. Tots oh. are definitely the best. I... I'm a Taco Bell guy too, but if you could get the tots from Taco Time mm-hmm. and like a cheesy gordita crunch, ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, we we went on a real fat kick for a while where Andrea was making a cheesy gordita crunches for me at home, and <laughs> it was blowing my mind. We had and, like this stone like thing we put on the oven that she was like grilling them up on. Holy shit, Jared! And nice. blowing your uh, waistline and your ass, and it's great <laughs> for your colon. Yeah. It's great it's for your everything. colon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made taco, pizza, taco pizzas the other day with like Ooh. I use like a just like a pita shell. Yeah, and then regular taco stuff. I I put a base of refried beans on there. There are a few people that weren't feeling the refried beans, but I, you could use sour cream, you could use salsa, yeah. whatever, right? But yeah. then yeah, throw them in the oven and taco pizza. I, I'm a refried bean man. I'm a big yeah, refried yeah. bean man. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're not uh, shambling uh, through the graveyards and to the coffins and stuff, uh, what, what is your fast food choice? What's your go-to? Like, if you're like, say you woke up one day, maybe you had a few soda pops the night before, and you're like, I need the cure. I need great, the thing that I question. know. Great the, question. The cure fix. is uh, is uh, what are they? Uh, Matzo burgers from A and W. That oh. that is the hangover cure right there. I'm not, yeah. their fries aren't the greatest, but like a matzo burger, like when you're ready to eat, you know, when you've got up, popped maybe yep. an Advil yeah. and go, go crush a matzo burger. That's the cure right there. Oh, I've been I wanting mean, to answer that question. Cause that one's come up a few times on the pod and every time I'm like matzo burgers, say it, <laughs> <laughs> somebody say it. Well, the last time we talked about A&W was when, uh, Jared felt bad for them. Cause, uh, what was it? He's like, my name's Tim. I'll be sales specialist. Your sales specialist. <laughs> you feel for those kids. Uh, yeah. So on uh, those paper spra- straws are trash, though. Oh fuck! Sure. I, oh, yeah, fuck. they're oh, yeah. real bad. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what? Like all bent. You're not even done the pop, and they're all like bendy and flimsy. And just there. do the spout lid, the spout lid, and then you don't need a straw. Like, like a sippy, spout like lid. a sippy cup. Yeah, like a like what coffees have. Just that should be on every cup. I don't know why that's not the thing. Just get rid of the paint. If oh. if we can't have plastic straws. Sippy cup lids on every cup. I don't. Right, I don't when, see why. What's, it's what's, this, what's this? What's the lid made of though? Plastic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How about just just leave leave well enough alone? Like leave us with the, <laughs> I, give us leave us the straws, please. It's it's so unappealing that the feeling on your like lips. It's just like it's already feels like it's deteriorating. It's like who likes wet cardboard? Yeah, That's what it is. That. It's like no. We we have metal straws at home that we we wash and reuse here. They actually they're kind of cold, so they actually can kind of like help keep your drink cold too, or they pick up some of that cold. It's nice. It's yeah. refreshing. Are, are you going to be uh, jumping on reusable metal uh, uh, straws at the fast food places then? 
Oh yeah, I, I'll, I'll go in. I'll say, don't worry, guys. Don't. I brought my own. No, no, yeah. no. They say no. You can't. You can't bring it out. There's an. Uncork- oh, it's there. Yeah, you have, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll let you use the ones that they just cycle through the entire population. It's like, have you seen the people that come in here? <laughs> no, I'd buy it. I would buy a deep fryer and start cooking my own burgers at home before yeah. I did that kind of just stuff. Have like a straw holster, so you can just carry your straw just, around with you everywhere you go. Oh, I would. I would definitely do that. I don't yeah. want to put my mouth on it's, other it's, people's it's, uh, mouths. Collapsible. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly yeah, all right so then, then you'll be cool then you'll be yeah so corpse is a matzo burger guy interesting, yeah. interesting. It's, it's that's a, the only yeah yeah i i i i'll co-sign that matzo burgers can be pretty good i am a <laughs> i am a fan of the papa burger with cheese the papa burger the papa burger really really yeah. you and the only reason I'm, i say that is because i think four out of five people are just teen burger people right like four out of five people are just like I just like teen burgers and no one ever fucks around with the other burgers. Oh, the, the, other the, than the, maybe the, the, the other burgers. the other members of the family. The other members of the family, the Papa Burgers, <laughs> the Grandpa the burgers. burgers, the Grandpa Burger. I don't. I think in the states, I don't think they have the burger family. So people, people not from Canada, might have no idea what we're Mom, talking about. Mama they, Burger, Mama Burger, Papa Burger, Grandpa Burger, and then there's like burger, is, is, is it Junior burger. or Baby Burger? Are they eat, are are they eating babies over there? Could be. They have chubby chicken. What's that made of? Do they still have chubby chicken? Are they still using that brandage? Is that appropriate? Is it? I don't know. All I know is that with Magic the Gathering, they used to have these like unit boxes. They used to call them fat packs. But that that is no longer uh, verbiage that uh, people are fond of. So now they're just called bundles. But they're not talking about people. They're calling Yeah, it's a cardboard box. You can't call that box fat. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like this is real. No, I, I don't doubt you. I'm just I'm just saying why I don't get it. Can't call that box back. Yeah. Hey. Hey. You ward. <laughs> oh my god. So well, I hope everyone's week's been uh, fantastic with this heat and the the deluge of uh, rain that we had the other day that lasted oh, yeah. like five minutes, but it felt like we were in some sort of like hurricane. Yeah, that, that was cool. I uh, I don't want to take up too much of your boys' time, but something did happen to me this week that I need to I need to get it discuss. off your chest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, you you guys are familiar you guys are familiar with like the scooters and the and the bikes the e bikes that you can rent. Corpse might have read about it uh, in his travels, but I yeah. am I am aware. I've I've seen the internet. I've seen uh, well, weird weird people in Facebook comments who are like really upset about them, but. Uh... Well, those things are nationwide, even in the afterworld. So, okay. uh, I, I think littered all over the sidewalks. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. you could imagine. <laughs> so, um, Sunday morning, I wake up, and uh, Andrea goes, "You should come look out the window." And I go, "Fuck." <laughs> so I go outside, yeah. and there are three neuron e-bikes on my lawn, parked on my lawn, and on the front. Okay. And I went. Son of a bitch, because like and like I get it. It's like it was probably some kids or something that just like parked them in front of my house or whatever. So I go out there to move them to like wheel them across the street. Uh, and uh, when you park these things, the wheels lock, so you can't push them. You oh have to pick God. these bikes up to move okay. them. And I didn't have the option of just leaving them where they were. They were on my lawn. 
So I had to pick up these fucking e-bikes and w- walk them across the street to like where there wasn't a house. Cause I, I, I didn't want to like put them in front of someone else's house either. So I was like picking them up and moving them over. And uh, then in the course of the day, I was like, gar- like doing gardening stuff outside mowing the lawn. I had five separate neighbors come up and ask me, they're like, saw you uh, got the bikes out here. Uh, they're blocking up the sidewalk this morning. And I went, no, no, <laughs> they weren't like actually mad. I was like, uh, they were just like, oh, you try those bikes out. We saw them. They were uh, on the sidewalk. We, in the we saw you. We saw you with them earlier. We saw you with them. And I was like, no, no. I said, listen, it wasn't me. I said, we we found them there this morning, just like that. An old guy with a dog. He said, well, they were here at 5 a.m. I, <laughs> I had to I had to walk on the street to get by them. And I said, listen, buddy, it wasn't me. I said it was oh. I was like they were just here when we woke up. It was probably some kids. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was a targeted and strategic plan because the the fact that the wheels lock, those people had to have known that, right? No. No? No. They didn't care. But my house isn't like my house isn't like on a corner or anything. Nope. It's like in the middle of a street. Like it's it's out of the way. Someone, I believe Knew who? You, you, do you think that this was uh, there was intent? I think this was targeted. Okay, it was calculated. So my question for you guys: mm. what the bikes thing didn't annoy me that much. I I also all the bikes are numbered. I could have contacted them and been like, hey, whoever was driving your bike last night parked it on my lawn. But then I had fear of retribution that if that person got banned from the like the neuron bikes, they would come back and actually do something to my house. So. uh I, the bikes, I was kind of like, whatever, but I was really annoyed that neighbors all day long. You sound like a real homeowner now. You know, all, the talk of the block. All day long. I, I'm not kidding. Five got, separate neighbors. <laughs> yeah, so you had those bikes out last night? Uh, what they're, were you doing? They're all going to start calling you Scooter. Yeah, hey, Scoots. And I went, it wasn't me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> So, so what would you do if Jared, if there were bikes on your lawn or yep. corpse, if right near the headstone or something, there was a bunch of e-bikes that like you felt like someone did intentionally to you. What would you guys do? What do you think about this situation? Is what I'm asking. I'd I'd write a, a nasty letter to the uh, the, the Creepsville Herald, and uh, really, it really uh, <laughs> just be very cunning cutting and uh mm-hmm. and really speak to like you know what's on my mind and then the uh, roast and toast yeah, and then like wait f- fervently for like feedback to see if anyone responds yeah and, and wait till they, till they expose themselves because whoever did it they'll be they'll, you know that they're reading the herald as well and then that's then you'll mm-hmm. then you'll see aha that's who it is mm-hmm. right under a pseudonym so they don't know it's you but they'll know They'll know. That's what I would do if I were you, RJ. Okay. Okay. What about you, Corpse? Uh, you look like a guy who cares about lawn lawn maintenance. Hundred percent. You stay off my lawn. That's number yep. one rule for sure. But mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd probably go piss on the handlebars myself. <laughs> wait till wait till nightfall. <laughs> wait for nightfall. <laughs> just see and just see what happened. Or... <laughs> yeah. And then then I would set up a video camera and see who rides off on them. Uh, well, but th- so that's the only thing though is like because people could come to them and then like they could be new, they could be strangers and just think that they're they were just there. But I don't know, boys. Down, uh, with, you, down with these scooters. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, frustrating. Have you yeah. taken one for a ride yet? I have. No, I have. That, 
That sounds I like an injury it. for RJ, for sure. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah. Instantly face flat off the curb. I was on a skateboard for 10 minutes, and I broke a bone. So yeah. I, I can scooter, and I know how to I, – I can bike. Too. Can, like, can I, you? Yeah, I, I, I know how to do those things. Okay. I can right. do that. I never skateboarded in my life, and I was trying I was trying to learn something new. I was mm-hmm. trying. Skateboards, okay. yeah. Skateboarding's the worst. Look, look, yeah. look where that got you. Yeah, I know. And now my my elbow gets like sore sometimes, like when the weather's bad. And it's only been broken for like two years. Like, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> Jeez, son of a bitch. Anyways, oh, you, this, this actually reminds me, and uh, I can bridge this over. So I don't know if you remember the story of uh, when Robert Zombie uh, had some like skateboard <laughs> kids near his house, and, uh, yeah. and they, they were really mad. Uh, so, uh, so corpse, what do you, what do you think of Robert Zombie? Uh, is he, is, yeah, Rob Zombie himself. Is he an auteur? Yeah. Is he? Uh, is he? Should he be stopped? Should he be? A, I do love you like his Rob movies? Movie okay. Yeah. I'm big time Rob Zombie movie fan. Yeah. Uh, there's okay. a couple that I really don't like, but okay. for the most, like I House of a Thousand Corpses is probably one of my favorite horror movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's your namesakes. What's that? Said yeah. it's your namesake, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, that probably speaks to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Let's uh, Devil Devil's Rejects is good too. Most people prefer that one. I think I prefer House of a Thousand Corpses. And then even Three from Hell had its problems, but once it gets going, I thought it was awesome. Like the the shootout in Mexico and uh, everyone Day of the Dead dressed dressed up to the nines and all that. I'm I'm all for that. I like mm-hmm. the gratuitous violence. I'm all about that kind of stuff and the crazy like uh pulpy like comic book style kind of characters over the top all i'm all about all that kind of stuff so definitely rob zombie fan but i guess those three would be the best i like his halloween movies even mm-hmm. the second one mm-hmm. um like the dream stuff yeah is weird but for the most part like i rewatched it i think this last halloween because it's got such a bad reputation i was like dude i don't mm-hmm. remember hating this movie so right. then i rewatched it, i was like i still like it like i don't know i, I like i like the his, the first one. The first I, one's I, pretty I, good. I, I yeah. think it's actually like good, but, but man, like I just, I sometimes like I'm not the I'm like fifty fifty on him. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. I just like see people on these like horror message groups and stuff like that, and they're just like the n- nuts. They're they're so mad at him, they're obsessed with him, where it becomes this he gets a thing. lot of hate, and I don't get it. I'm like I don't know. Yeah. He, he's like he he's way more talented than people want to give him credit for. But boy oh boy, his music I think is really good too. Like I'm not a huge metal guy. Yeah, but okay. like Hell, or like Hell, I guess Hellbilly <laughs> Deluxe Dragula is pretty good. Right? Who, yeah. Who doesn't like, like I, I like his music too. So yeah. Yeah. What are the movies of his you don't like? Uh, oh shit, what's it called? Uh, Sa- the Lord Salem. of Salem. Lords of Salem, yeah. yeah I, I rewatched that one again, too, because I was like, I didn't like it, and I gave it a second chance. I'm like, I just don't like that one. Was it, was it uh, Sherry Moon Zombies uh, Dreadlocks? It's just, I think it's just a boring <laughs> movie, and, like, nothing happens. Like, I'm not, I don't even mind Sherry Moon. Like, people no. really hate on her and him putting him, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, he's making his movies, like, no. I don't know. I'm down with him. I El, El Super Beast I thought was kind of weird too. Like I I've got the yeah, I've got the comic too and I read the comic first and then like the tone and the voice and everything in the movie didn't match like how I was reading it and it it was kind of like I like all the stuff that's in it but like just the it's really goofy and it does yeah. it doesn't quite land any of the jokes or anything. So mm-hmm. those two would probably be bottom barrel for me and then 31 had so much potential i guess it's got great actors in it and some cool like costumes and stuff but overall right. uh, like i could still I, i'd probably give that one a second chance another time too but uh 
And the last question, did you watch the trailer for the Munsters movie? I have no interest in the Munsters. I I never grew up with it at all. And me and my son tried watching like the Halloween one or something like yeah. that. And we we turned it off. Like we're not we're not monster fans. Halloween so was that like the like nineties Fox uh TV movie they did? Or what did they do? They go on like a cruise ship or something? Oh yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it it was it uh, I'll, like I'll check. I'm not I'm not a not a fan of it. The monsters. Yeah, I, I gave him a shot, and it, it's before my time. You know, whatever. Sure. Like it's, what, what about uh, have you ever tried some Adams Family, like the old Adam, stuff? Ooh. Yeah, Adams Family. I grew up with the two movies. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah. like, have you I'm ever tried watching like, the, the '60s I TV I show? Or anything I think I put it on one day. What's that? Or like the '60s TV show of uh, Adams Family. Uh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm more more familiar with the two movies that Got, came out in like the, sure. in the 90s or whatever I think we all are i think i just was curious because uh, i know that i've tried watching some of it but i'm just like oh it's like a 60s sitcom and that's like okay that was about mm-hmm. it but i was just curious if you ever thrown it on because i know it yeah was, like, some of the older older television is kind of hard so sometimes it works i like like old old like batman serials and stuff like that like oh. a lot of old black and white stuff yep but uh yeah, I don't know. Older comedy doesn't hasn't aged well, I don't think. Mm. So I, I couldn't find a cruise ship one, but I did find the Munsters visit Marineland. This is a, a sixty minute feature film of uh, the Munsters at Marineland. If uh, any of you guys are interested in that, so uh, I think I'm good. not a, not a Munsters guys. Like the voices are weird, and like the <laughs> there's nothing. It's like supposed to be funny, but like there's nothing funny like happening. I don't know. It's, it's just not for laugh tracks. Yeah, I I was just we we were talking about that monsters a lot last week, so I was just curious. Um, yeah, here come yeah. the monsters. Is that the one I watched? It, I, got, I probably um, logged it. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, um, so I guess Rob Zombie has come out in def- uh, saying because it was announced that so the monsters trailer came out last week and then. A few days ago, it was like, oh, it's coming to Netflix. And they're like, ah, see, it's a piece of shit because they're afraid it's going to bomb. And it's like, actually, that was always the plan. And like, I even, mm-hmm. I would say, like, yeah, I mean, and you read about it, like, no, this is like a direct video kind of production. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of money going on, but I don't know. Rob Zombie had, of course, make a Facebook post about it. So, you know, people just make things up online. And I wish it, I, I wish I had. Oh, it is. People are nuts. Like, when people hate things, man. They, uh... Yeah, he's he's got a lot of haters out there. I don't know. He's he's right up my alley. The the monsters thing is just like a passion project for him. It's one thing he's always wanted to do, and he's been given the green light. So go ahead and do that. Hopefully, you come back and make some more gory horror movies in the future. <laughs> so mm. so so you say that, and I would have said the exact same thing. But then today, like this post he made, it sounded like when I came onto the project, things had already been set. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought this was a passion project, but it sounds like it's some yeah. weird like mercenary thing where you got brought in, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like we're being sold a fucking tale here about how passionate he was about the monsters. It's like this guy doesn't even care. <laughs> it's like, it's, but it's like because like, his statement, at least on my reading of it, uh, and I kind of glanced at it. It's maybe I'm getting it wrong, but I was like, this doesn't sound like a guy who really cares about this or he's already in the process of disowning it and being like, yeah, this thing is going to suck, but uh, it's, it's not what I wanted to do. Or maybe it isn't, he didn't get to do his passion project as much as like, Hey, you're Rob Zombie. You can kind of like do this thing. It'll be kind of cool. And then it's maybe he's like, Ugh, 
no thanks. And like he's like, this isn't what I want to be doing with my life, making monsters films. But this is maybe a wrong decision. Maybe. Well, hey, <laughs> maybe. I mean, at one point he was supposed to do his Blob remake uh, that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. What, it, too what, bad. Is, what did I see the other day? It was something by Rob Zombie. It was something stupid. And I was like, yeah, it was Jaws directed by Rob Zombie. Like, which is, they're not, they don't work. But I was like, ooh, that would be sweet because it would be like super <laughs> crazy over the top and gory but jaws like other people would hate that because it would not be like the original jaws at all mm-hmm. but i i could see that being cool but uh, it was obviously a joke poster or something but right but well, maybe still, maybe one day we'll get corpses jaws hey give me some give me some money give me some of that patreon money Ooh, all eight dollars <laughs> of it <laughs> actually did have you seen uh, how close you guys are to the uh, the Sallow live watch? We're getting there, RJ. Oh. You know how there's close there's you are, no RJ? way we're close. To Cho- I, Cho- I, chocolate pudding, RJ. I got I got that uh, May. I wanted the May Harryhausen mm-hmm. episodes. You're one subscriber away. No, that can't be true. <laughs> oh. I'm pulling up this Patreon right. I I haven't looked at this Patreon page in probably five years. I think I'm gonna get my. I think I'm gonna get my wife to sign up just to get that one last buck fifty. <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna see what this actually is. But while we're talking about this, uh, one thing we do frequently ask uh, the the patrons on here is, uh, do you remember what your first episode of this podcast was, or did you oh, start? Man. I or... I think what oh, I want to say the full moon uh uh ghoul school, I. Th- think yeah i think oh yeah yeah and then and then i went back and and like went through and downloaded like movies that i had uh had seen before like king kong i know was one of them robocop uh, king kong full moon i'm trying to think what else was in there that i had seen before silence of the lambs that that might have been in there yeah but, Dead Ringers? I'm Dead Ringers, maybe. I've Could... never seen Dead Ringers. Oh, really? Ooh, it's yeah. good. Some Cronenberg. Yeah. For some reason, I saved Cronenberg for like a special night. Is that Ladies Night? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I get that. That makes sense. Okay, I want to read Rob. some movies where I'm like, I know I'm going to like this one, and I just for some reason like never get to it. Like uh, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. I never got around to it for so long because I was like, if I don't like buy it, and I like stream it or something. I'll never edit and enter it into the collection or something like that. Right. So I just, for some reason, like the ones that I know that are, are going to be good, I put them off for for too long. Yeah, end up watching dumb shit instead. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many uh, Criterion Collection DVDs slash Blu-rays do you own? Like that are actual Criterions? Yeah, yeah. maybe one. I think nice. I, I've got Chronos. Okay, mm-hmm. which I've never watched before. <laughs> good. <laughs> I've just got, like every like, Criterion collector. I've got this weird version of uh, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And I looked at the back of it, and it says it's rated PG on the back of it. And I was like, what? And I, I look it up. I'm like, that can't be right. And then I watched it again w- when you guys did the episode or yeah. whatever. I'm like, no, there's no way. This is PG. Like, I, I should find that. There's something weird about that one. I never really looked into it. But it was, right. yeah, it's clearly still says PG on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like actual criterion collection ones i think chronos might be the only one um, but i have like criterion movies just not the the collection ones right yeah yeah hmm. 
So I want to read Rob Zombie's post. This this is what he wrote. Oh. How the hell did everyone get the idea that the monsters cost $40 million? <laughs> Fuck! I wish I had that kind of budget. To put a little perspective on it all, if you add up the budgets of Halloween 2, The Lords of Salem, 31, 3 from Hell, and the monsters all together, it wouldn't even add up to $30 million. Also, the movie was never going to theaters or Peacock or Paramount. It was always being made for Netflix, which is fine, since it's the largest of the streaming services. I'm glad he says it like that. Uh, This was done way before I even got involved in the project. I have no control or say over this type of stuff. This is a universal deal. But the internet loves to invent rumors, which somehow turns to facts, so the fans Mm. can get all bend out of shape. None of this actually matters, but thought you might like the real story. RZ. Jeez. Ooh, the, fans. the people, are, they're getting to him, eh? Yeah, no. the fans. But my that's, fa- my... that's upsetting, though. Like, it's like, people get so fired up. It's like, if someone want, is doing something that you don't like, then, like, go find something else. Like, mm-hmm. there's enough people doing, like, everything that you should be able to find some. Like, you shouldn't have to hate on people that aren't doing what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, sh- you cool. should check out the comment section on our uh, YouTube. <laughs> You say uh, you don't have to hate on stuff. Check out some of the comments we have. You, uh, you guys are gonna release a post soon. <laughs> Fired up Rob Zombie post. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if I, you know, if I get one more post on Salo saying that I don't understand it, I, I might, I might. Well, maybe, but we'll maybe after your rewatch, you'll you'll yeah, finally get. You'll feel finally. I, get I, it. I didn't consent to any any such thing. Yeah, no uh, consent. It's written somewhere. Uh-huh. You, you yeah. collected all that all that money yeah. well right. i mean i <laughs> well he's 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 had his share of arby's yeah i, I don't see any money but uh I, occasionally some arby's just materializes at my house and i go hey, RJ, you remember last week when we were having eating arby's and my, me eating my baked potato with, 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 oh. without a knife <laughs> so when <laughs> So, Jared and I only go for lunch in the summer, sometimes in the year, just because it's too busy. And uh, we went to Arby's last week, and Jared got a baked potato like he always does. And I'm always like, Jared, you got to get some curly fries, man. You got to spice it up a little bit. And he's like, I like the baked potato. It's good. And he cracks this thing open, and it was the oldest, rustiest (laughs) baked potato either of us have ever seen. Like, it looked like it got baked four years ago. (laughs) And we were like, whoa. (laughs) And and, and no fork, or sorry, a a fork, no knife. A fork, no knife. They also, usually they put butter in the baked potato, right, Jared? Yeah. There was no butter in there. Well, it was there, but but it wasn't enough butter to compensate for the the dryness. Jared kind of like plowed at it for like five minutes and then he tried to like bite it and the thing like flipped and it like fell on the table and Jared was like, fuck this. <laughs> right, right, right. Because right. of course, because the, there's also like right. kind of a not giving out trays still for some reason. Uh, mm. There's there always just giving us the brown bag and it's like, okay, yeah. well, now we're going to sit down and like take everything out and, and not have like that yeah. extra protection that the tray lends you. And so I'm making this and it just like yeah. flipped right, like, you know, it Because I was trying to eat the skin. I like this. I like the, I like uh, baked yeah. potato skin and it just landed like right on the meat side. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm not with this. <laughs> this, is, this is bullshit. <laughs> just like, because I was trying. I was trying to yeah. eat this. I couldn't, I wasn't so, just it's so away. upsetting when your when your meal doesn't work out. It so is. There's, there's nothing worse than that, actually. Like that's so infuriating. Well, either I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> it I, is very I, infuriating. I agree. I agree. It can ruin your entire day. It can ruin your whole week. 
when your thing doesn't work out. I considered a different side besides curly fries at Arby's before, though. Probably didn't even know they had baked potatoes. <laughs> I sometimes get matzo sticks, but in addition to curly fries. Sometimes, yeah, you got to get them both. Yeah, those curly fries are the bomb. Oh, so good. So, so uh, I'm just reading the comments on this Rob Zombie post. This is this is this is the Rob, this is the Rob Zombie podcast. Uh, Michelle Vaughn wrote, "I hate that it's coming out on Netflix. Guess I won't see it." And was so excited. Go woke, go broke. They're losing lots of subscribers. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then of course there's a couple of check marks. Uh, Ari Lehman, you are a leader and a visionary. More power to you, Rob. In all caps. From the OG Jason Voorhees. Keep on trucking, brother. So I guess that yep. Ari Lehman's the first Jason. I guess. Give, give me. Oh, give wow. that guy. Give that guy a like for me. Yeah, give him a like. Yeah, he's got the most likes of anybody. 658. And then there Daniel... You go, Rob. There you go, Rob. Look at that. And I think <laughs> Daniel Roebuck, who I believe is playing the role of uh, Grandpa Munster. Thank you for the clarification. Ooh. Great perspective. <laughs> I... It's, it's it's good yeah it's good well i mean this is like more news later on i suppose but we can talk about this now because i remember uh the the zach snyder uh revelations mm. uh supposedly about the uh the snyder cut bot movement uh which apparently it's like whatever i mean of course it was like these people aren't real yeah i i I was surprised that was news at all. It was like it was like bots were feeling the release the Snyder Cut ad. I was like, did you guys not think that was the case? Like always? Yeah. Like yeah, there was people behind it, but like that Wait, was always the whole Morbius thing. I think is a similar situation. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, that, that movie is not nearly as bad as people are saying. <laughs> like it's well, another Marvel movie, Morbius? in my opinion. Like, what's that? Have you seen Morbius? I saw Morbius. Yeah, it's like Ooh. Marvel movie, really. Like yeah. I, yeah. It's it's not like offensively bad that like everyone's claiming it is. And like I don't know, I was a, I used like used to be a Lido fan. Well, at least uh Rec Room for a Dream like sure. is amazing like so he's good and like even his role as the Joker like I thought was one of the better parts of that Suicide Squad <laughs> movie actually. I'm probably yeah. definitely in the minority on that one, but like I don't know. Yeah. Tatted up Joker, just machine gun out of a helicopter. That's like one of the only things I remember from that movie, to be honest. <laughs> well, it left an impression that it, on the world. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess yeah. it started the hate train for him. But yeah, yeah. that's fine. Whatever. Was, was that the beginning of the hate train? Ah. Uh, I think when he got cast, that was the beginning. Or not the, when he got cast. They started cast, showing the pictures of him with tattoos and stuff, yeah, and everyone yeah. was like immediately like, no. Oh. I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I think. And, and, then, and then the stories about uh, him on set. Uh, oh, yeah. Method terror, acting. Terror, yeah, method acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what did it more yeah. than anything. I'm fine with that, too. I don't hate on that. <laughs> Good. That, that's the pull quote. I don't hate on that. Corpse. <laughs> yeah. Corpse. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you, you want to hear from uh, some emails from Creepsville? Ooh, absolutely. Well, we've got yeah. Keegan Day with an email entitled uh-huh. Vibes. Hey, Creeps. I've seen a few movies in my time. A lot of the time I enjoy them. I haven't seen as many Criterions as you yet, so I am yet to become sad and cynical like you guys. 
Anyway, sometimes I enjoy a movie probably more than it deserves just because it looked cool or had vibes and visuals I liked. Grindhouse and New York stuff usually hits the spot for me, even though I've never been there. Do you guys have any biases or vibes that you make that make you enjoy certain movies more than most people? Absolutely. Um, I think Corpse has a couple. What about you, Jer? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think the like kind of Rotten Apple movies. Uh, definitely mm. uh, speak to me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of Steadicam, uh, particularly in the the realm of filth and disgust. Mm-hmm. Like a movie like Street Trash, which I'm just essentially just describing the movie Street Trash. Um, I'm sure this might pop up in what you've been creeping on lately, but I noticed that Corpse watched uh, one movie that would kind of fall into this like kind of weird space of uh, really well photographed destitution, uh, like a bad boy Bubby. Uh, we'll talk about that that. but uh, yeah there's like certain (laughs) movies oh yeah allegedly that that, that's on the uh that's on the ban list the the barn look ban list without him even Uh knowing he does not need to see that movie ever ever because sometimes i've recommended movies to rj for uh in in a period of time before uh animals uh, were up for discussion or on my radar and that's a movie mm-hmm. though that you, unavoidable you can't not see that so mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i'm good rj what do you, do you have any uh 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 biases in your viewing of movies that you enjoy i've, I've F- never farts, been biased butts and dumps butts dumps farts cheap, uh cheap cheap, cheap jokes no 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 i i think i'm probably the only unbiased reviewer there wow. is okay like uh, i'd say i'm the most unbiased most humble and probably all around just good dude reviewer that there ever has been ever been you'd probably agree right how about you corpse <laughs> vibes bias things that i like in movies yeah like general tones i yeah gratuitous violence probably <laughs> is huge on there i like just like crazy over-the-top characters um uh bleak endings are pretty awesome does that does that fit the the sure so you could be watching a movie and you'd be like i'm not really into this and then it's got a nice bleak ending you go nice just punches you right in the stomach at the end of the movie and you're like oh Oh, hey so this will come up relevant to this movie i suppose so maybe i'll hold off on it but there's a movie that uh a, a fairly contemporary movie that I was reminded of, well, with today's movie that we'll be discussing in a few hours, but uh, I'll, I'll mention it then, because that movie also has a bleak ending. This one this one did not have so bleak, but RG, you might know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know if this is it, but I do remember one time Jarrett read, read a review of yours on Letterbox Corpse, uh, and uh, it was something, I think it was about Lamb, and and your review is like <laughs> I feel like I wrote the oh yeah I, and I I didn't uh, I haven't seen Land but I I remember you were just like this this is like I wrote this and then Jared was like I gotta check this out and he like looked into it and he was like oh, holy shit. I, was, I was driving like for work one day and I just like came up with like a whole sequel to that movie after the ending of it I was like some fan fiction in my head like it's so ridiculous yeah that like that kind of thing like you just like if you end it well. And then it makes you reflect on the whole thing, like, okay, this changes like the yeah. whole tone of the movie. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it makes so much sense. You gotta watch that movie. It's so ridiculous. I, okay. I will. But I, apparently that's not what Jared was talking about. Oh, no, but I completely <laughs> so okay. 
really this tells you something about the nature of like the film cycles like no one talks about lamb at all now no that, yeah. that, that movie's just vanished until you just yeah. mentioned it, I went, oh shit, I never saw the lamb. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember Purpose's review. And yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this movie about? And I went, oh, to- totally. <laughs> and then it makes you think about what happens off camera. And you're like, yeah. this is so ridiculous. <laughs> but like, <laughs> such a serious, like, artsy film. Yeah. Uh, I like it. But I, I think about that movie often, actually. Which is there funny. you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's like I haven't seen anyone log that on Letterbox for a very long time. Right. There's so yeah. much. There's so many movies now. They so come and many. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody watches it for like a weekend or two, and then it's just gone. If yeah, if you don't like watch stuff when it comes out, then you you miss the conversation almost. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious. I think I saw that Thor. Uh, like I don't. I don't subscribe much to the marvel stuff anymore but i think thor had like a its second weekend was like really really bad and they're like ooh, like that's probably not good weirdly so. enough our, our our very own keegan day is the last person mm. to have logged this on my list back in may for go. lamb for lamb okay, yeah. okay. It must maybe it's streaming somewhere that could be yeah, that movie. You you think like nothing's happening the whole time, but then when after it ends, you're like, oh, it kind of like makes you reflect on everything that did happen. And it, I don't know, it's interesting mm. <laughs> and, and ridiculous. <laughs> That's uh, good stuff. So, so next up, we got Sugarhead yeah. oh. with an email entitled "Corpse." Hey, hello, he's into it. Jared, RJ, and Corpse. Hope you three are doing well. Hoping this mm-hmm. is a classic episode that goes down in the annals of podcast history. That felt like a very Rob Eagle thing to say. Yeah, that is a little Eaglish. Yeah, I think, I think he would have pronounced it differently. Yeah, just yeah. a just a scooch. Anyway, this week I watched The French Dispatch, and it was pretty good. I'm also watching the newest season of The Boys, and it is mm-hmm. all right. Kind of feeling like it's losing steam, but still enjoyable. Not mm-hmm. sure I have a question. Just trying to push the email count over 10. Oh, you failed. Oh, yeah, well, the, it's, the, it's the, the summer. The, the, the creeps community have failed, but we yeah, appreciate the effort, Sugarhead. Have is, a good show, fellas. Is Sugarhead a Patreon? He is. He okay. is. He, he, does, yeah. he likes some comments on uh, our exclusive content. Ah. Sweetly, yes. Sugarhead. P.S. I meant that Ricky's and Taco Time might be a logical food double feature of sorts. <laughs> Ricky's for breakfast followed closely by some Taco Time for lunch, sauce mm-hmm. included. Uh, I would be all over that. What about so, you, Corpse? Yeah, like the meet, you gotta like meet, so I must want to throw it. You meet up at like 8 a.m., you eat yeah. breakfast, and you hang out and annoy the servers for like four hours. So you're like, well, ready for lunch. You go, let's head, let's head out, and then say yeah. bye to the server. Where are you going? It's like, oh, I'll go to Taco Time. And they go, mm-hmm. what? But you just ate. You're like, no, that was like four hours ago. <laughs> just sitting drinking coffee for four hours after the the bit the Grand Forks breakfast. That's right. Let, you got to digest. You got to digest a little bit. Corpse, do you want to meet us for uh, all day Ricky's breakfast one day? You, me, Jarrett, Sugarhead, anyone else who's uh, willing to come? Yeah, yeah. I maybe I would suggest maybe playing a little hacky sack in the parking lot to kill some time in between Ooh. too. <laughs> Like, instead of going for a smoke or something, two people just go out for a little hacky sack for, like, a half an hour or so and then come back in. Yeah, just like the good old days. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that quite a bit. 
Well, it's good to hear from Sugar Ed. I mean, all-time episodes, there could be some things. Could be some things that would blow his mind. But who knows? Who we'll knows? get there. We'll get there. there. One day. Justin yeah. Peterson. Oh, shit. With an email entitled, Tales from the Creepy Corpse Crypt. Ooh. That's, that's, that's tri- tri- triple C right there. Like Onomatopoeia. Hey, Jared, RJ, and Corpse, what's happening? What a fitting episode to meet one of Creepsville's most elusive residents as you get Ooh. ready to chat about the Japanese hell movie that takes a while nice. to get going, but then delivers exactly what you want to see. But Black Philip Goat Question of the Week. What are your favorite uses of practical effects in horror movies? We all know about the awesomeness of The Thing, The Fly, and American Werewolf in London effects, but can you horror aficionados key us to any more? Yeah, that's a pretty good question. Oh, I, so many. There is so many. One that pops off like right off the top of my head is actually The Fly 2. Has got oh, some yeah. like all time incredible effects of just man yeah. clawing off his own face. That 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 gif is uh, top shelf. I mean, yeah, any Cronenberg stuff is real, real good, and like the thing is incredible. But I'll hit you guys with this one: 1980s Blob, when the melting boy is uh, when when that little when they melt that little boy and he's kind of screaming through the blob. That that uh, is pretty great. That's pretty good. Oh, man, practical effects. I'm trying to think of one that just, like, stands out. I watched a couple this week that I'll talk about later that are Ooh. pretty much... Uh, hmm. the, only re- the only reason to watch them is for their practical <laughs> effects, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Uh, that shot on video stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. What is, like, an amazing practical effect? Amazing one. Shoot, there's just so many that have come to mind. I'm trying to think of one that's exceptional. Society's got some pretty good stuff. I've never seen Society. That's another like oh. portrait of a serial killer that held up on the top. Society's real good. The Flesh Party in Society. Oof. It's good stuff. Well, that's not that Screaming Mad George. Yeah, Screaming Mad George. That is very, very good. For, for some reason, the rebirth scene in Gozu just popped into my head. <laughs> I remember watching that at a, a house party, actually, and putting that on. And there was a, a, a couple of, uh, it was kind of like in an apartment building. And across the hall, one of the, the a customer nerd lived across there and invited some other of these guys who are like pretty into, like they were into board gaming long before people were into board gaming. And uh, oh. they, they were invited along, which was cool. Uh, but they were like very much like comfortable just like hanging out on the couch and I don't know I I thought it was really funny to put on like you know oh Gozu but they're like really no selling it <laughs> they're like mm. ah it's not that big a deal <laughs> like, it's just like totally like uh chal- like but they were watching the movie like was, that part yeah or yeah like... the whole movie they watched the entire like Takashi meet like there's like I think at least that was on and they watched it. Because, like, I don't know, they were, had nothing else to do, I suppose, but hang out, and they're like, oh, they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Like, I think they've tried to be like, I've seen that before. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, a man being born? Anyways, you saw, yeah, I remember, RJ, you saw that one. Remember that scene with, like, the dog when he's, like, swinging it around <laughs> by, like, the, 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 the leash? He's, like, swinging it around like a lasso. <laughs> I mean, I think I think 
Gozu, I, I think I was actually, I think Gozu, there were, uh, like, big parts of that movie where I was just kind of like this, like. man, <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorites, for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's the Japanese Rob Zombie, or the other way around, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, meek me. Practical Effects is my most popular tag that I use the most. Yeah. And I'm just, like, scanning through in the, I watched The Uninvited last year. Have you guys seen that one? It's like a uh, demonic cat that like oh, pukes yeah. out like another cat. <laughs> like that that one had like the, the fake cat was just hilarious in that one. And at the end, it's like floating on like a piece of wood and like they're watching them float away from him. It's like the cheesiest scene ever. <laughs> but that practical cat, that one was pretty awesome. Maybe seen that. <laughs> trying to see. You know, that, that one was pretty good. I, you might like that one. Oh, I don't know. I guess it's a cat. Yeah, I, is it a real cat? Maybe stay away. Well, yeah, R- RJ is pretty no. uh, unbiased. He can watch anything. Uninvited. Oh, I, think it's, I think it's on YouTube yeah. actually. Uninvited. It's a good creepover pick. Mm. It's a good like '80s movie. Uh, I like I I like like rubber suit movies. I I think I uh, yeah. So I'm looking through on here like. Old, like old school rubber rubber suit movies like Ninja Turtles was a huge one for me growing up. I was a big Ninja Turtle kid. Oh yeah, and then that's good I'm stuff. Just standing through like Mario Bros. That was like a terrible movie, but I mm-hmm. love. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like Hell Comes to Frogtown. Like they're usually bad movies, but I just love like the the uh, characters, the way they look, and everything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tammy and the T Rex. That one was funny. Yeah, so many good practical effects out there. Actually, check out on YouTube. Check out a movie called Tree Venge. That's a that's a oh, good. Yeah. Tr- oh yeah, Tree Venge is a good short. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tree Venge is good. It's uh, Canadian too for mm-hmm. everyone out there. Uh, Jason Eisner made one of my favorite movies, Hobo with a Shotgun, and uh, Tree Venge was uh, a short that he made before that. That is a wicked short, and it's all all practical effects. Yeah, yeah. Tree Venge is pretty cool. Yeah, I could probably go on for hours about yeah. practical effects. I got over two hundred tags on yeah. here. So on the so on the flip side of the awesomeness of practical effects, uh, Justin asks, "What are the scariest modern horror films?" And he says, "It comes at night, and the strangers would not be on my list." So, uh, corpse. I mean, you're not amongst the living, so I don't know what sort of yeah. like, like uh, reactions you have to things. Uh, <laughs> no, now that you know what lies beyond life. Uh, which mm-hmm. is just like hockey practice, but like, yes, right. you, have, when was the last time you were like scared watching a movie, or like kind of freaked uh, out a little bit? So like, I watch my basements in my movie, or in my movie, or my <laughs> movies in my basement. Movie. Yeah, so, <laughs> a little dyslexic there for a minute. <laughs> and then like, so what I love is when I turn the movie off and the lights are all out, and I go to walk upstairs, and if you have like that weird feeling, like. Oh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's rare to get, but every once in a while. And there's one underrated movie that I always answer this question with, and it's called We Are Still Here. And you guys will know the, I don't know if it's the director or one of the actors. Can you bring that one up real quick? We Are Still Here. I gotcha. Ted Guggen, uh Larry Guggenheim? Fessenden? Oh, Fessenden. Larry Fessenden. Yeah, the Fessenden yeah. movie. And it, yep. yeah, it's, it's kind of, like, I don't really like ghost movies. This one's got some ghosts in it that can kind of like still are still like physical presences and then it, it leads up to like oh kind of being a home invasion movie too right and, but like the ghost stuff at the beginning i thought was actually really effective and i had that creepy feeling afterwards of like well, going to walk upstairs and yeah 
just like that weirdness, right? Like it was good. I, that one, that one I think is under, is an underrated movie. Oh, Archie, what's the name I of that short? I have seen it, but six years ago. Which short, Jared? That one we watched last year uh, that I... The just... box one? The box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. one's wicked. <laughs> that one's really good. That one, uh, I, I liked that one quite a bit too. That one was kind of pretty spooky. Yeah. Well, it actually, yeah, it executes the idea. It's, it's so simple, but it's so yeah. effective. Yeah. That's what it was that called. That guy's right? eyes, like the guy's face, he was yeah. perfect. For that. And, and just, just perpetually wet. And then, oh. uh, but then, but then it's like because first you go okay, it's a guy that's bad. But then of course, then there's more people. You're like, oh fuck! <laughs> it's like no, because yeah. it's like what happens when you look away? And it's like yeah. oh, oh fuck! Jerry, you're talking about the Whisperer, right? Do you, no, you remember I, that one that you I, made I, me watch? Well, because I watched it whatever it was like twelve thirty in the morning, and I went, RJ, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. It's it's two minutes yeah. long. So I just pulled up my list from last year, and I don't see the box on here. I wonder if it was taken off a letterbox. Was that actually what it was called? Well, see, but I, I'm on my Creeptober list from last year, and I can't find oh. it. So I whatever it was, because I was going to try to find out what it was called so that we could actually tell people, but uh, I don't see it on here. I see The Whisperer, hmm. which was really well, thank, bad. Thank goodness. But uh, I think what, whatever that thing was called... Uh, Oh, it's other, been, it's other, I did make a note of it though, because I wrote, I always write down the top first time picks. Yeah. Other side of the box. Nice. Oh, okay. I found it actually. <laughs> I I couldn't uh, remember uh, the poster because the t- the text is really small. That was made by oh. Caleb J. Phillips. I just brought up my scary tag, and it's one of the very few movies that is in on that under that tag. Oh, other side of the scary. Box. Yeah. Hmm. See, I like that too. Yeah, that's a it's a good one. It's a. Uh, it's uh, effective. There was also that one short. Uh, the name escapes me too, but it's all kind of told in first person, and it's this person narrating, and it's like a loop. It feels like a video game, but everything kind of is changing very subtly. Is as that the, the Japanese t- one? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I watched that last year too. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Uh, I'll so, find it for you. I, I watched the, the one where they're like touring through the yes. house. Is that the one you mean? Yeah, and you're, yeah. you're like waiting. You're just waiting the entire time for like the horror to like happen. You're like, what's going on? Why is there? Yeah, what, I, yeah that one's good. I, I think it's called The Whisperer. <laughs> check check no, out, I, folks, check out The Whisperer. <laughs> no, I, I actually did watch that Japanese one last year too, and I can't. <laughs> it's not on my list. Yeah. You... Japanese horror short house. Let's see. Yeah, it's funny. My it's... house walkthrough. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. They they also did like uh like video game playthroughs, and then they did this like one thing, which I think yeah. adds to the mystery, which was good. My house walkthrough was really good. Uh, it uh, it's like you said, you're always waiting for something to happen, and and then that's it. So I, I think maybe this was re-added because it, I didn't even have it as watched on here, and you don't even have it as watched. So maybe it, uh, maybe it was taken down at one point and then put back up. Man, the people, the people who run uh, Letterbox and the Movie DB, mm-hmm. a bunch of fascists. <laughs> the, 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 so the real no fun club is what they are. Mm-hmm. You can't add, can't add uh, one season television series sometimes sometimes they have two season tv shows on there too yeah it's all horseshit. inconsistent so corpse what about modern horror uh jay peterson was asking what's uh 
some of your favorite modern horror? Scariest. Like, a, like the scary modern ones? Oh, well, I guess we kind of were talking. I, I thought yeah. you just meant in general, but scariest, no. yeah, we... We, I think we're just talking about shorts. Yeah, no, that's what we just wound up talking about with the shorts. Because uh, yeah, those are the only ones that actually are scary. Yeah, those are yeah, the best ones. Sometimes. I what I got under my scary tag. I got a movie that came out last year called The Medium. Which is, where is that movie from? It's a foreign language film in Thailand. Okay. About about a uh, uh, yeah the woman's a medium and she uh, one. One of her relatives is possessed, and it's kind of shot like mockumentary style. So she's yeah. like, "I'm a medium. I'm a medium. This is what I do for my job." And it's almost like found footage style, some of it too. And uh, yeah, that one I've got down under my scary tag. Uh, this might this... be on um, Shutter, actually. It is on Shutter. Yeah, Ooh. I gave that. That's, that's a modern. I'll check um, that out this year then. Yeah, I'll throw it on the list as well here. Yeah. Put it into the, the 31 Days of Horror pool. The creep okay. Tor- oh, yeah. yeah. I got another one called... This one might be on Shudder, too. Let me bring it up here. It is on Shudder. Coco di Coco da. Coco di Coco da. Yeah, and this one went to the Calgary Underground Film Festival, and I didn't get to see it at the film festival. But this is a, a um, time loop movie about mm-hmm. a couple that goes camping in the backwoods. And it freaked the hell out of me personally just like just being able to put myself in their situation i do backwards camping that'll come up later with the movie i watched this week okay Ooh. but uh it that one that one i found really freaky hmm. i uh, found it coco di coco yeah, just, by just johannes yeah. nilom <laughs> yeah that one i was really impressed with that one is a big recommend for sure hmm. um modern yeah like I've got Hereditary and Quiet Place on here. Those are pretty mainstream. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got some recommendations. I added them to the pool. Those two. Yeah, Coco D, Coco Da, or Coco Day. That movie, that's a wicked movie. Yeah. I added them. Real nice. Have you ever seen, when I was thinking of Backwood stuff, did you ever watch Backcountry? Yeah, oh. and I was going to bring that one up later, too, actually. Just, <laughs> yeah. just thinking about the other movie that I watched this week, I'm like, that is another one. Like, camping horror, like, back backwoods camping, like, like me and my wife do that every year, a couple times every year. So it's like, when I see a movie that, like, it, it features that, it really gets under my skin. So yeah. that, that's a good one for me. Because it makes it, what if this bear ate my head? <laughs> yeah, well, like, when you, if you go camping with, like, well, me and my wife have gone just the two of us before. And when the when the sun goes down and it's dark, you can only see like 15 feet away from your fire pretty much. So every noise that you hear, you're like bear, the bear, <laughs> like bear. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's that that country's a good one for sure. I, I think uh, RJ's rooting for the bear. Always, always. Mm-hmm. So uh, sorry to bear, say, bear needs to mind its own business. <laughs> bear needs to eat too, you know. Yeah. Bear shit in the woods? Yeah. Does bear eat in the woods? You gotta wa- wa- watch out for those negative encounters. Negative <laughs> encounters. We're rebranding bear attacks. We're rebranding that, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that bear, bear was minding his own business. Yeah, as he, ate, a negative as he, encounter. As he eats you. Well, that's what, that's what a bear's designed to do, my man. Designed, you say. What, are you going to tell a fish not to swim? <laughs> he just does. He just, bear, he bear, just bear, does. Bear, bear, bear's got to eat. 
Fish got to swim, bear got to eat. That's right. It's not hard. Foodie question of the week. Ooh. Let's keep things nice and morbid and chat about what you would have to eat for your last meal as a death row inmate. Do you pick something you love, try to stick it to the man somehow, or be concerned that you will soon be soiling yourself? I'm not sure how good prison crab legs would be, but they are the rare food that is fun to eat and they don't make you full. Uh, I wouldn't. I would try to eat a meal that would make me have even more shit to come out to to stick it to those guys. There you know you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never. I don't know if I've ever thought about this. Do you guys have any last meals? While I while I think, Jared's would probably the, be taco time. Ooh. Uh, well, that's the first thing that came to mind. There's high, that's like risky though, because what if it's like yeah. super like what if it's runny sauce that day? You won't. I mean, you the, won't. You won't have much time to be bitter about it. I guess. Yeah, and it'll be, be the last sauce you ever had. Right? I know, right? Uh, you'd rather like have the memory of the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Do you got one, Jer? Not offhand. This like I feel like this got brought up in real life recently for some reason. Maybe. And I don't know why. Why? Maybe that... it was when you're on your bachelor party. Oh. Uh, nope. No, no. This I, is really. I, this is like in the last week. Yeah. Okay. I got one that neither of you guys probably have ever had. A uh, uh, big city burrito. I've mentioned this to Jared many times, yeah. but Fort Collins, Colorado, those burritos. It is the. Uh, it's the top of the top. It's the top line. That's what I would want. And I'd say fly it out. I don't care if it's cold. Which I'll is, eat do, it. Do you do you want them to like bring like the, the cook yeah. there or fly it? No, just fly it out. Microwave, Even cold, mi- it's fine. Or microwave it. Yeah, cold, it's fine. It's not ideal, but like if I'm here, flight from De- like Denver to here is like two and a half hours. Wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be in that. I, I, I guess like the other question is like, what are you, what are you doing on death row for? You know, you know why I'm on death row. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Negative <laughs> encounter. Negative <laughs> encounters. <that>. No. <laughs> Negative encounters with, uh, no. you know, individuals. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Corpse? What if, What's your last meal? Yeah. yeah, I guess I, I was think I was thinking about them. I guess the best thing that I've ever ate was probably like Brazilian barbecue. Okay. Up in Calgary, they just come with like the different types of meat and just shave you off a slice or whatever you want, just one at a time. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best thing that I've ever had. You can make it last a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just leave that sign up so they keep coming by your table. Which uh, which uh, place was that? Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the name of it? I'm just looking at different ones. There's like Minus or Minus, and then there's Bolero and Pampa Brazilian. Lots of steak, lots of steakhouses. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a Brazilian barbecue. Actually, I know uh, they have Guacho, Guacho Brazilian yeah, barbecue. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the best meal I've ever had. Was probably there. So I'd, 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 I'd recommend that one or I'd request that one I'll, I'll after take my, off. after my negative encounter with RJ. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to be negative. Yeah. Guarantee on that. The, the dead must stay dead after all. But it's, it's hard it's to true. prove that in court of law. No, see, he was already dead. He was already dead. You can't kill. It's I, I say, don't you remember Game of Thrones? What is dead can never die. Yeah. And then they'd go, oh, they say, yeah, we named our daughter Arya and we got, we got yeah. you. Yeah, like we yeah. sentenced you to the death penalty. I'm like, ha ha. ha. <laughs> Try to <laughs> get. It's too late. 
it's too give late. Me wor- give me your worst. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll, 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 just, I'll go with, uh, I don't know, ice cream or something. I don't know. Like, ice, ice cream? I, okay, I but you 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 got to be real specific. What yeah. kind of ice cream? Oh, like, you know, chocolate, caramel, <laughs> chocolate, chocolate. Like, why not? Like, it's like, yeah. Fuck. Just chocolate ice cream? That's your But, that's but, like, your car- but, like, but like a... Like a caramelly, like like bits of caramel in it, you know what I'm talking. But about? not even like you're not even gonna be like I want like half baked Ben and Jerry's or no. I want like a, I want like a, a blizzard or something. You just want chocolate ice cream with caramel. Uh sure. I mean that's all I deserve. I I am on death row. They, what are they you? They give you like they give you like an ice cream cone and then it falls off the cone and you give them like the pouty oh, face. Oh and sorry. Then... <laughs> well, don't worry about it too long. Bud. They say, "Well, time's up, buddy." It'll be. A, I'll say, "Fuck it, <laughs> just get this over with." Oh, very bitter, like that baked potato. Yeah. You're on the electric chair, like they didn't give me my ice cream cone. <laughs> Whatever. Who fucking cares? Just kill me. I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. Someone's gonna slice just that piece out, mm. and uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of explaining to do. Game to the game talk. What are your favorite oh. horror games? I remember having fun playing through Eternal Darkness on GameCube, and I recall the opening of Resident Evil 2 offering some freaky fun. That's all for now. Don't get lost in hell, and may the creep be with you. Best from Big J Money Peterson. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. Uh, horror video games. Corpse, are you a fan? Are you a gamer? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. I'm drawing a blank on the title of mine. It's right over here. I can go grab it. Uh, the Left 4 Dead spinoff. What the hell was that one called? Oh, Back for Blood? No. Um, no, not a sequel, for... but a spinoff. A spinoff. They were gonna make another Left 4 Dead game, or no, 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 uh, Dead Island. That's uh, what it was. Dead, Dead Island. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was gonna say the there was Left 4 Dead one, Left 4 Dead two, and then they just made that Back for Blood, which I think is a Left 4 Dead, or like style game at least. But so Dead Island is uh, your big one, Corpse. Dead Island's wicked. No, they made a spinoff. They were gonna make another Dead Island game, and they ended up coming out with what the hell is it called? Fuck, it's right over there. I can see it, but I can't read it from here. Anyways, another one I guess would be about the Bioshock games. The first two, especially those movies. Those games are amazing. Oh yeah, Bioshock Two. Hmm. Bioshock, Bioshock 2, I love those two. Back, um, back for Blood? See, that's the Left 4 Dead uh, spinoff. No, what are, what are your guys'? Uh, man, I would have to say... Hmm. Like, I don't know. The last time I actually was playing through scary games would have been, like, Resident Evil 2, which, like, genuinely had some, like, pretty... Like, I don't know. RJ, have you played Resident Evil 2? Uh, not to I I own every Resident Evil. You've never uh, on, R, RJ. You've I never played. You've never played Resident Evil two. Holy. So here here's what I was gonna do. Remember when I went on that Metal Gear Solid kick for that lasted about two years because it's a big franchise. Yep. What I was gonna do next, which I still could do, is uh, I have every Resident Evil on GameCube. All yep. like, I have them all like all the GameCube so, ones. So the, ones the, the the remake of one. And remake of two one two nemesis. i have three nemesis yeah. four and then i have the ones that are gamecube exclusives too like right. uh or what is it code veronica or mm. uh agent zero or something right. i don't know i i got i got those ones too so i was gonna do that uh do did, that did you ever play 
uh, Metal Gear Rising? Did you get to that one, or did you not? I did. Even... You uh, did play it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's it's. it's I, I have that one, but I never got into yeah. it. Yeah, do you, you like hit going like this, like real fast with your thumb? <laughs> it's a, it's actually it's like it is mindless fun. Like uh, mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed playing it for a couple. Like it's not long. I think the campaign's like six hours or something. But uh, you're you're just going around slashing dudes. Like it's mindless entertainment. It's a good way to shut your brain off for a while. And then uh, you get some Metal Gear stuff in there. Not a ton, but uh, it's so popular now because of the memes. Like when that stuff popped up, I I was it, it made me smile because I was like, oh yeah. I, I've seen that. It's funny. The, the game, the game I was thinking about, Dying Light, is the name of it. Un, oh, un, right. Un, underrated game, I'd say. It's a lot like Dead Island, similar where, uh, as you progress, you level up your weapons. It's kind of it's open world. There's all kinds of stuff you can do, and but at nighttime, the zombies get like super crazy, and you can you can hide and just like sleep the night away, or you can try and fight these crazy ones at night, and it's super intense when they're chasing you and stuff. That game is wicked. A uh, yeah. sequel came out. I haven't played it. Oh, uh, Last for Last of Us. That game is amazing too, story-wise. I remember yeah. the year that that game came out, and I was doing like my uh, top horror movies of the year list. That I was like, what was that one movie I watched? And I kept thinking, I'm like, no, it was the game I played. It was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was The Last of Us, and I never played that sequel either. Like, uh, once kids came, my gaming's kind of taken a back seat. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Last of Us, Bioshock, Dying Light. Uh, the Friday the Thirteenth game, I think it, it's there's it's not like a huge game, mm-hmm. but it's super fun. And Ooh, then like yeah. the uh, the online is is really fun. And then uh, now, there's did, like now, does it? I remember at one point it was kind of broken though, right? Or they like took away stuff. Am I right? Yeah, because like, there was like a rights issue because they only had like well partial because of that one uh, lawsuit that the screenwriter had. It really like fucked up that game. Uh, it, it got to the point where they couldn't add any more to it. It was kind of like halt all, like, because yeah. it was an indie game. It was an indie game. But, uh, yeah, no, that game's sweet. And then there's, like, uh, side quests you can do where you basically play out scenes from the movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, mm-hmm. you can just, like, kill all the, the people in it. Or you can do it like they did in the movie. And then there's, like, hidden objectives and stuff like that. So I, I, I found that game really fun, too, for kind of simple game, but uh, but fun uh what what else do i got over there i'm just thinking of like like i know there's like i mean so obviously the best horror games are the survival horror ones uh i would kind of guess but there's like some ones that they've done like that are like indie games that are like online only uh not like console ones that I've, i've come across like images of and it's just like they're super stripped down and I've seen like graphics of these things. Like, what the fuck is this thing? It's like these weird zombies. And I wish I could like find the names of them off the. But I'm doing a search. And of course, it's like, you know, things that like PT that never came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, horror games. Or I'm sorry, PT came out. But uh, it's oh, yeah. the, the teaser of the game that never was. And then it became whatever unofficially. Or they, they try to pitch it as like, yeah, yeah it's this, it's this. It was gonna be Silent Hills, and then uh, and then Konami did that. All that stuff was Kojima, and they basically killed the project. And then they went so far. Like, do you remember when PS4s had PT on it, and they were selling them on eBay for like crazy amounts of money? It was because uh, Sony also was like deleting it off of consoles and stuff like that, just because they didn't want it to get out anymore. Or uh, Konami was. Oh, Konami! They're well, they're too busy making yep. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. 
It's true. It's true. Uh, I watched. I, uh, uh, I should just mention. I did watch a uh, two-hour YouTube documentary on the meta of Yu-Gi-Oh! The card game uh, the other night. I'm, I'm very proud of myself. Uh, you should be. I, I just watched. <laughs> oh, I think the thing I'm thinking of is it's this game called The Forest. I know that game. Yeah, I haven't played it. I know the game though. Yeah, I think that's yep. the game that I've seen like just stills of, and I feel like. I know what it is just from watching the scene, looking at these stills. But oh, well, man, I, what uh, is this? The SC, SCP Secret Laboratory video game. Uh, okay. So, Corpsman's mentioned earlier Left for Dead. I was a big, big Left for Dead dude. Like, uh, so when I that year I lived in the states uh, when I was a freshman in college, all I did was play gears of war 2 and left for dead online with my mm-hmm. buddies and like i i was i almost failed school that year because i was really bad all i did was play those games left for dead is amazing it's one it's it's the best like i, I think in terms of my, my kids old enough to yeah. play some of those games i, I only play uh, co-op games with my kid now pretty much yeah. So. yeah 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 left for dead's awesome uh dead by daylight looks really fun but it kind of bugs me that it's only it's online only because i just like <laughs> I you like Left 4 Dead. I played online all the time, but I don't think I'd be able to do it anymore because like I, I don't want to get yelled at by like younger kids or anything like that. So yeah. I just want to play on my own. Uh, so that one's good. That but, one um, looks similar to the Friday the Thirteenth game. I haven't I've never played yeah, that one. It, it's similar, but that's the one that has all the DLC where it's like one month it'll be Leatherface and then one month it was Pinhead and it like it like the the baddie like alternates every month or something and they like actually get the rights to the villains which is cool is there Um, a new evil dead game out there was a village that came out with that big tall lady with the fingers that one's the most recent one the one that people got really horny for yeah oh uh yeah allegedly that was the resident evil one oh yeah. sorry resident evil i remember like yeah, yeah there was not, like that yeah sorry. resident evil one resident no, I, evil. I, no i made that mistake no yeah. there there is a evil dead game out i know there is but i don't know too much about it uh, so I, uh, I just survival I just game it. there is a game i think it's similar to the yeah it came out this year like yeah like there. just in may yeah mm-hmm. so that'd be one i'd check out but like i said i gotta kind of mostly playing child-friendly games these days <laughs> Hey, you know what's a game, a horror game you could play that I played uh, like a year ago or something? Uh, a game you could play with your kids is uh, Little Nightmares. Have you ever heard of that? Okay. Uh, you're you're like a really, weird. you're like a really little guy on a boat, and you're like walking around, and there's like huge fat guys, and like there it, it does actually. There's a couple spooky things in it, but uh, I think Jerry, I think even you would actually kind of like uh, like it. I don't know if you'd like the art style. I thought it was really nice, but Little Nightmares was a was a cool game. I think. Uh, it would be kid friendly, but uh, I think some like in the first one near the end, you would probably have to take oh, over because uh, it, it does get spooky. Oh, right. he's he's pretty good with that stuff. He he takes pr- he takes pride in not letting uh, fiction get to scare him. him. He gets it. I kind of I think he he gets it. But that's cool. Yeah, it is. I saw a, su- a sweet screenshot of this. Like, yes, that's from that Little Nightmares. Yeah, yeah. So that's the art style, and it's like all these like mucky, like rolly men, and they're all trying to like eat you, and you're just this little guy who's like it's a puzzler game, like a, a platform cool. puzzler. Yeah, you you just checking out little nightmare stills. Isn't uh, this kind of makes me think of uh, Justin's email last week about um, James and the Giant Beach and like things that yeah, are like, yeah, yeah. grody <laughs> grody looking or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking like yeah. yeah, it's like little night. There's these dudes in little nightmares. Yeah. 
No, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I, that is totally like that. Yeah. It's a it's a really cool game. Like corpse, you could play with your kid, Jared. I know you don't play video games, but I I actually think you would like. I could, hey, I could I could find a child. Yeah. Oh, I'll get <laughs> guys, hey hey kid, come in here. I got, come here. I got to go play video games. Yeah. The other nice, nice thing about nice this, and legal. Nice and legal. Other nice thing about this game, I think I bought it on sale. It was like four dollars or something, and it's like a five hour playthrough so you can just rip through it and you don't feel yeah. bad because you didn't spend 60 bucks on it or anything it's little, a good nightmare, game. little nightmares playstation six dollars and 24 cents yeah yeah it's uh it's cool man it's a it's a fun game and uh there's a uh, yeah i i i figured jared would like the uh the roly poly men and uh, well, you, you, it's got cool you, stuff you, you know my type <laughs> i do know your yeah i do know your type you would like it man you should watch some uh you come over to my house i'll play it I'll wa- yeah you, I'll, I'll come over and watch you play video games yeah cool yeah. you bring the pizzas and the beers <laughs> i feel like is this an excuse for you to play video games no <laughs> jerk wanted to come over and watch me play video games all day he he wanted to watch this. i had to i had to play it i mean if you if yeah i mean she she doesn't listen to this podcast. She'll never she'll never catch him. She won't she won't know the real truth. She, she won't hang, know. You you want to hang out with the roly poly dudes? I'm in control of my narrative, Jared. That's right. Yeah. That's right. One last email as we approach Ooh. an hour and a half here. Holy shit! Pretty good, All right. pretty good. From Rob Eagle Ooh. from Sweltering Borkshire. Hello, <laughs> creeps. Uh, in in with musical notes, we're having a heat wave, a tropical mm-hmm. heat wave, but more of that later. I've always been rather sniffy about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I quite liked the first film, but I'd never really rated the others. This week, I rewatched the last one and really liked it. I then revisited the other Pirates films and enjoyed them all too. So, guys. <laughs> Do you have any movies you'd never rated very highly but liked much more on rewatch? Mm, I don't know. I remember liking the Pirates movies when I watched them. I saw that first that was one in 15 th- years ago. I saw the first one in the theater over at the uh, the movie mill. And Ooh. that's it. That's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. I, I tried watching them again recently because uh, my softball team that i play on our our team name is the bunt pirates okay. oh you get it i get it i get <laughs> it so i was like oh i want to watch some pirate movies and get some like some some uh some pirate slang going or whatever and i i tried to throw them on and for some reason i just didn't have any interest in throwing them on you, you would have been better off with the sinbad movies i you, yeah, you did so, watch so i started yeah. a pirate tag now and thankfully those were good Nice. I watched another one too, weird one. But yeah, there aren't really that many great pirate movies out there. I imagine that there, yeah, there's probably because it's all going to be CGI now. No one's going to be making yeah. uh, real pirate movies no more. I mean, you watch like a Captain Master and Cap- Commander, Captain Blood. Surely must be a pirate movie. That's from like 1935. That sounds right up your alley. No. I, I had. Could, I could no. see like Robert Eggers making like a wicked pirate movie. Oh. That would be cool. That would be good. Be I mean, Wobbin the light, the lighthouse is kind of a pirate movie. Yeah, it's got pirate it's a sailor. So it's a sailor. Movie. It's a sailor there's there's movie. good movies with pirates in them, but like pirate movies, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. 
Let's go to the dialogues here. Boop, 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 boop. Are you going to look at pirate films? Pirate cinema? I, I am looking at pirate cinema. Perfect. I, I, like I said, I did that, and I tried to watch some, and I, like, I watched like a shitty oh. movie. You know, uh, pirate cinema is the name of a novel by Cory Doctorow, the, the creator of boingboing.net. Did you, What's a boing boing? You don't you don't know boing boing? Oh no. my god, that used to be the uh, the eminent uh, like news blog uh, on the mm. internet for the the hip kids for about five years, and now it's like you know the internet yeah. exists. Uh, I I don't know it at all, but hey, we're all dumb. We all forgot Muppet Treasure Island, oh, the ultimate pirate movie, and I'm not yeah. even I'm not even being sarcastic that movie fucking rules muppet like, Pi- treasure hook, island hook, hook is awesome hook is awesome tim curry oof oof yeah captain blood's up here so i, I found a pirate list and i list it by most popular treasure planet it doesn't seem like pirates uh peter pan treasure island lots of treasure islands captain blood sinbad what about tales I, of the black freighter hmm. do you remember it's not remember, on this list do you remember what that is so that, oh, that's the uh, the Watchmen. Correct. Yep. yep, the Crimson Corsair. Uh, yeah, that is because um, I always think about that. The joke in that is that because there's no superhero comics in Watchmen, pirate comics uh, became like the Marvel and DC. Uh, so it was like Marvel and DC comics were just pirate comics. It was like a big deal. That's so cool. We'd be like living in an era where like pirates, like everything would be like the the pirate CU. Yeah. Quick question. Did either of you two boys ever dress up as a pirate for Halloween? No. No, but my wife did a few years ago. Oh. Okay. We do have we do have a pirate costume and we bring okay. it to uh to our softball games and if you strike out you have to wear the pirate hat out in the outfield of the next uh. What's the oh. bunt uh, pirates? I get it. The bunt, get the it. bunt pirates, yeah. yeah. The bunt pirates. I get it. I, I also was never a pirate, but uh, I feel like that's one of those costumes. Like whenever, whenever you're watching like a true crime documentary and they're showing like old pictures, it's like a Halloween picture. It's always like a mummy and then a pirate. And then you're just like, I don't think that many kids are going as pirates, you know? Hey, RJ. Yeah. Does, does hook count? as a pirate movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Pirate movie. Yeah. You know, you know what pirate movie I did watch? Hmm. Harlots of the Caribbean. Whoa! Oh, is that the porno? Check it out. <laughs> I've, I've so I've heard. I mean, allegedly. Bring it up. Bring it up. Yeah. Check it out, Jarrett. I don't know what that is. Okay, one, one moment here. I'm just looking up. So there's actually a movie that it, I directed didn't... by one Fred Olin. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so there and, is a and yeah, yeah. It might it might have been a porno. <laughs> it might have been a porno. I was watching it for the uh, the pirate jargon for for, yes. raw, for, re, for research the, sh- the for research yeah yeah I get it so there's it a movie that uh, I, I've seen that kind of been uh, mistagged or tagged with horror uh, it's a movie called City of Pirates from 1983 okay uh, a surreal odyssey in which a melancholic maidservant crosses paths with a homicidal little boy travels to a tiny Ooh. island of pirates and encounters a man with multiple personalities. Uh, yeah, okay. This movie This movie is from Portugal. Are you going to check it out this Creeptober? I mean, it's been on my radar for a while, but I don't know. I don't know if this is the right time. I've been saying that for 10 years. 
I just don't know if it's, I don't know if today's the right day. Neither neither of you guys have seen the Ice Pirates. I have not. I am space space movie. Uh, yep. Some good rubber suits in that. Oh, uh, I I like it. I got it out on the shelf back here. Is that a, is that an alien film potentially? Aliens, aliens a plenty. And Ron, Ooh, I gotta add it to my. Oh, he's an alien in his own right. Gotta add that to my list. RJ, or do you know who's in the Ice Pirates as well? Uh, I got it right up here. I, I see Ron Perlman, John Carradin. Next. Keep going. Oh, <laughs> I'm Jared in it. Duncan himself. Under Mr. my Bruce under under Bruce under my pseudonym. <laughs> see, I didn't know Bruce Valanche was actually like in movies. In stuff. <laughs> I thought Bruce Valanche was just a, a just a, a personality that came out uh, Jarrett style, you know? Well, he's in so, Call Me Call Me Claws from 2001. I, I, yeah, I have seen that film. Okay. But I, I think he plays himself in that as a like as a personality. I see. What, well, what about in the film Breathless, the 1983 Richard Gere movie? He probably plays himself too, is my guess. He might. He might. I've seen three Bruce Flange movies. I got two. Zohan is yeah. probably one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Spring so, Break is my other one, which was a weird so, one. So Rob Eagle's yeah. question was about pirate films. Um, yeah, I think we've, I think we've all. But but he was actually asking about movies that we've watched that we didn't like the first time we watched, but then liked a lot more on a rewatch. Uh, I don't know, Corpse. Uh, you have any anything I, spring to mind? Yeah. Anything recently potentially? Potentially. Maybe Ooh, anything. Oh, potentially. Okay. Okay. Um, let me think. I gotta. I gotta wipe that one out of my mind and think of something else. <laughs> uh, rewatcher. No, not off the top of my head. Me neither. There's not. There's a lot of stuff. It's like if I didn't like it, I. I. I don't give a lot of things a second chance. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Oh. I don't think anything. What about you, Jer? I mean, honestly, the first time I watched uh, Dawn of the Dead, I was like, what is this? This is terrible. Mm. And then, you know, it stuck in my head. I was like, I, there must be something I was missing. And then the next time I watched it, I was like, oh, this movie's really great. And mm. that's one of my all-time banger favorites. So, It's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's nice. coming to mind for me. Okay. Well, nice, nice. let's finish this email of Rob's. Okay. It's unfortunate that your brief association with those male grooming folks has ended. As you know, what? boys, I live by the seaside. The current UK heatwave tempted me to the beach, and I was mad keen to sport the smooth body look. Did I just hear RJ go, you? No, I would never judge him he, on he, his body. He, he just He just cleared his throat is all. I only judge him on the stuff he says, never his body. Fortunately, a pal of mine runs a hair removal salon, and he always gives me the full treatment. He lays ribbons of sticky wax paper on my chest and then lets them dry. I like to watch as he tugs the paper strips and wax off for me. Mm. Regards, R.O. Beagle. P.S. Thank you, Jared, for no longer putting a sleazy slant on my emails. Uh, I also appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah. All. Thank you all. Thank you. Yes. Except for Oliver. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He I didn't mean, email well, in. If he's in England, he's getting what he deserves. Because I've heard it's hot. 
It's hot. How hot is it? <laughs> Very. Yeah. People are gonna die. Yeah, I heard that. I, I heard a lot of people have died. Yeah. It's already. It's good. So that's cool. It's great. Fantastic. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, anyways, nice. that's the emails. Nice. <laughs> Nothing we can do to change it. The, I think the mm-hmm. Sam the Sams have left us. It's just. It's who us, needs them? Who needs them? Yeah. What good were they anyway? What do they ever do for me? Yeah. This guy. Well, um, gentlemen and undead, what yes. you been creeping on this week? Uh, I mean, do I usually let uh, yeah, let sure. uh, the guests go? Sure. Yeah. Corpse, you want to hit it? Is it is it that time? I've been creeping on a few things. Ooh. Well, you might as well uh, hit us with what you got, baby. Okay, I'll skim over a couple of them, maybe. Yep. What time is it? One hour and fifty minutes <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, it's about, about right. Okay, uh, Jarrett, last week you forgot to talk about a movie. I know. I, I thought of it as we were wrapping Ooh. up. I went, son of a bitch, I did creep on something. <laughs> and I went, and I went. I should watch that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the new 4K of it? No. I, where the hell did I watch the it? Direct, I the I... director's cut with extra nope. squi- the squibs? I did not. <sighs> I, I streamed it somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Where it. Yeah. The movie in question is a John Woo film mm-hmm. starring John Ooh. Claude Van Damme. No. And or, his mullet. And his mm-hmm. mullet. Probably the best part of the movie, arguably. Yeah. Would be that glorious, glorious mullet. The, the best part of the first half of that movie would be his mullet, I'd say. Yeah. And the, the slow-mo shots of him doing roundhouse kicks to guys while his mullet flies across his shoulders. Yeah. Quite quite breathtaking, actually. Yeah. Uh, John Woo, I don't know. I'm not a very privy to many John Woo movies. I've heard his name often. Someone that I've wanted to yeah. mm-hmm. del- hey. delve more into. Um. When I when I punched him into Letterbox, I was like, "Oh, I have seen a few of his movies, but he doesn't. The ones that I've seen, he doesn't really have like a uh, like his stamp. I don't think like what were they? Face Off, Mission Impossible Two, Wind Talkers. Yeah, like kind of just like basic or I don't even know generic kind of like Hollywood movies almost, right? I, like well, Face, Face would... Off is awesome. Yeah. Like I mean, they're good mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. but do you look at them and go like that's John Woo? Kind of. I mean, part of his, like, finesse has been kind of crushed out of him as those movies go on. But Face Off definitely has it. Uh, right. And Broken Arrow but, and would be another one I even, I'm assuming you've seen. Even in uh, Hard, Hard to Kill, there's a scene in, like, slow motion doves flying in the air. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or hard, hard, yeah, Hard Target. Not to be confused with Hard to Kill is Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Or is that, I say Hard Target. Yeah, it's hard, no, it's yeah, hard, 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 hard targets. Yeah. Yes, this is a JCVD. Yes, but no, these yeah. these titles they they blur. Yeah. So, what, what do you think of this movie, Derek? So, I saw. So, uh, the, the circumstances of this screening uh, were were somewhat special. Uh, a friend of mine who's lived in this uh, crusty apartment for sixteen long years uh, finally moving out. And uh, it had been like with COVID and stuff like that. We hadn't like hung out a, a great deal like on weekends and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. this 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 was kind of like well, it's kind of uh, <laughs> our, our uh, observing uh, procedures and whatnot have abated for the time being. And so uh, just 
timed with him moving out. We're like, well, this is it. This is the last hurrah in the, the crusty old apartment where many, 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 many movies had been watched prior. Uh, the entire like filmography of uh, Charles Bronson had been viewed there. Uh, a great deal of Shittima. Um, like, yeah, Lee Marvin films, uh, Clint Eastwood filmographies, uh, the works of Al Pacino, uh, many uh, Hong Kong movies uh, had been watched there. So... We're like, well, we got one last movie to watch all together, uh, this friend group of ours. And uh, Corey chose uh, Hard Target. (laughs) Just, just, that was the one he picked. And it's like, sounds sounds good. Sounds good. Um, So that that was the reason why. And we had watched the movie years prior, probably like on DVD. Because it was like, I think we were like, maybe, no, because we didn't get to that one when we were watching Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think it was like Death Warrant. I remember watching, which also coincided with Steven Seagal mm. movies, because watching like these the '90s action man movies, and uh, yeah, I, I I kind of always forget this movie is John Woo's American debut. Uh, in terms of like from working in Hong Kong, this was his like this is it, John Woo, and they they advertised the shit out of this as a big deal. Uh, I think uh, Corey mentioned that he remembers seeing the trailer for Hard Target at Jurassic Park uh, in theater. And it was like, whoa, what is this? And yeah, it was like, but of course, like, who the fuck's John Woo? <laughs> it's like, no, no one, like, no one knows who that is. Like, uh, <laughs> we're going to see Jurassic Park, but because like, I don't know. And then, like, shortly after, you know, at video stores, you start seeing uh, Hard Boiled and uh, The Killer uh, start showing up at like you know, video cinema and stuff like that. Maybe if you had a uh, foreign film section, but. So yeah, I I came to that movie way later. Like I might have seen bits and pieces of it on TV. Like it seems like something that would've been on like the Superstation a lot. It feels like a made for TV movie at, like right off the bat. That's what it felt like to me anyways. Oh, so you know mm-hmm. what though? So watching this in 4K. This movie looks like it's it does feel like a 90s uh, you know, action movie that like probably had like a you know, you know several million dollars thrown at it not a ton once, but... once like the action actually kicks in it yeah. does the first bit i felt like super made for tv well there is like i think like particularly the police protest <laughs> like where, right because like and, what, cause... and even like the music like there's like twangy guitar like at each transition it's like like it feels like like i'm watching tele- 90s television mm-hmm. uh like like what's like what, what, rj if you had to make that sound what would it sound like so this is like like this is like that blues it's like like um i don't know bluegrass or something like that but like mm-hmm. twangy uh because it opens up with a guy no, no, being no. it opens up with a guy being hunted by, by lance Ooh. henriksen uh frank black of millennium fame mm-hmm. uh he basically mm-hmm. how does it go he uh rich men pay him to arrange uh a hunt of like half a vet- million dollars, yeah, for vet. Uh, that they, but they only, but they keep it classy. They only hunt veterans. <laughs> They're like down on their homeless, luck. homeless veterans, homeless veterans. And then, <laughs> nice. But, and so the homeless veteran is like, it's, it's so ridiculous because they're like, we'll give you a gun and you can kill this homeless guy, but he's got to make it all the way across uh, uh, New Orleans. If he makes it from one edge of New Orleans to the other, he gets to keep ten thousand dollars. But if you kill him. Then we'll take care of the body. (laughs) Like it's so dumb. Corpse removal. (laughs) But like it's like B movie, but it's like I don't know. It's 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 really dumb. But like fine. 
It's fine. And there's this idea that uh, because it's like we've been in all kinds of corners of the world and taken advantage of people. It's like like Bosnia, and then it's like, but now you're like in New Orleans in like 1993, and you're like, oh yeah, there's nothing quite like it. It's a hellhole. But I guess like there's a there's a police strike. Even though there's this one woman who's still working, so she's a she's not only a cop, she's also a scab. Okay, that makes sense. I missed like the police strike thing, and I'm like, they're like flying around in helicopter. They killed a cop, and then they're like flying around in a helicopter. I'm like, where are the cops in helicopters? <laughs> like, how are they like getting away with this right yeah. now? Okay, that was a big plot point that I missed. Probably right <laughs> off the bat. Oh, it, like, I mean, yeah, it's neither so it, here nor there, really, because, right. yeah, what happens is uh, one of the uh, veterans that uh, our protagonist, Jacques-Claude Van Damme, uh, befriends, along with the daughter of the veteran who we see get killed right at the beginning, who's come to town. It's kind of like a, a little, little American Gothic-like about a family member coming after a death, um, but there's no uh, orphan child or Sheriff Buck. But... Uh, we get uh, th- these two team up and start investigating and find out like there's like this sleazy fat guy running like a strip club and uh, he's like he got the like the homeless guys to hand out flyers to the clubs essentially, mm-hmm. uh, but he's like also uh, recruiting people to be hunted by this like millionaire man who has like a fancy piano that he plays so you know he's a classy villain and then he's got um, the the mummy is his like henchman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the mummy. Okay, oh, yeah. the cool. mummy. I recognize the him mummy. Right I was like, I was like, I know that guy, and I'm like, where do I know him from? I looked him up, and he's yeah, the mummy from the Brendan Fraser uh, yeah. nice mummy nice. movies back yeah. in the day. And then yeah. he wasn't in anything else ever. And he's actually <laughs> uh, yeah. in this movie. I thought, or he has a presence at least. Yeah. Like he's a good villain, I think. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, eventually the. The, yeah, the one guy they befriend, he gets kind of into the situation where you kind of see how the layout is. They give you a packet of money. They'll give you like, yeah, that's $20,000 wrapped in a black satchel. And you put it around you. And if you make it across town, you get to keep it. And of course, none of them ever keep it because they're being hunted with like men with like a highly trained kill squad on motorcycles and you're on foot. Um, but I guys, feel like I could get away from those guys. Yeah. They give them like a five minute head start yeah. too. This is, this is, <laughs> like, I feel like I... Like in New Orleans, like you could probably get lost pretty quick in five minutes. It seemed like the guy was being followed by the motorcyclists who were just like supposed to be there to like keep you on the street to make it easier right. to kill you. Yeah. So you'd have to take them out, I suppose. So anyway, uh, they find out the coroner's in on it. He's dirty. Uh, he gets killed, and every people's ears are getting cut off. And then eventually, we get kind of like where now. Jean-Claude Van Damme becomes the hard target. Oh, yeah. he's also a sailor. It should be noticed. And of course, the, the, and, and the villain that's holding him back that forces him to take up this case as like a private investigator with no skills of investigation by the daughter uh, is because the union wants its dues before they'll let him set sail. Because, uh, of course, mm-hmm. the unions are apparently like consistently being villainized in this film for some reason between like the cops being on strike and uh and now it's like oh the dirty union they won't let him fly it's like what what's the statement of hard target here and it's just like thrown in for fun and then um after that oh so there's this incredible set piece of uh where they're like oh we got to get this guy because he knows we're we're up to no good and uh you get this incredible set piece of Jean-Claude Van Damme involving a motorcycle and him doing some incredible stunts, 
blowing up gas tanks, exploding his, you know, doing giant flips over the truck, back and turning back around, flipping the back, shooting the gas tank, and exploding the whole truck. You're just like, man, JCVD, he's so cool. Him and his, he's flipping that Kentucky waterfall back, and uh, (laughs) it's a a hell of a thing. And then, of course, it just devolves into uh, the usual territory. Uh, RJ, are you familiar with the film The Marine? Uh, Corpse, Uh, are you familiar with the film The Marine starring John Cena? Because that's like, mm -hmm. this movie is very much in the the vein of uh, The Marine, which came, of course, later. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's totally. like jung, jungle, jungle forest antics being hunted by uh, <laughs> uh, because what is it? The guy from Carcetti from uh, The Wire and uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. That guy, he's the mm. villain in that. He plays the Lance Hendrickson. Um, but anyway, yeah, action set pieces, dudes getting kicked in faces, fake ass snakes. My goodness, how fake! When he punches the snake out, yeah, that, that's a highlight of the movie for yeah. sure. This he gives it a he gives it a bop. Then he gives it another one and knocks it right off, and then he bites like the rattle right off of him. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then, and then so, so it's because he's going to plant the snake so that the rattle doesn't give the snake away, and it'll just attack a guy and poison him and hit, kill him. Home Alone uh, style, almost kind of yeah. like yeah, in the in the in the uh, in the, the, the Cajun swamps, and then of course you meet his uh, uncle. Was it uh, Dumont? Uh, he's like he's like if uh, Colonel Sanders. Crossed with uh, the Cajun dude from the Waterboy, who you can't understand what he's yeah. saying. Well, because this is uh, RJ. Are you aware who plays his uncle in Hard Target? Is it Bruce Valanche by it, chance? It, uh, <laughs> close. No, it is one Wilford Brimley. Oh, the, almost, the, the, di- Mr. Almost. Diabetes. Um, he, was, yeah, he was a highlight, riding horseback with a bow and arrow. Yeah, with, with his bow and arrow from the explosion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the film, that's good, I guess. The, the The climax of the film is in a Mardi Gras float graveyard warehouse. Mm. That is actually really cool. Uh, there's some like really. I, I don't think any of those are actually uh, have ever been using a float, but it's all spooky clown stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just like action scenes of just people just getting shot up, blown up, left and right. And uh, you also get that the, the final battle. Uh, that's uh, pretty good. Where I, it's one of those rare things, and I don't know, of course, because in the version I watched, I, I know uh, Corey, who apparently watches a lot uh, when he was a teenager, he was like, "Oh yeah, this ending is like the whole shootout." There's like way more like people like getting blown, like you know, squibbing, like just shot, like blood mm-hmm. chunks and stuff like that. People getting actually hit uh, a lot more of that. But you get the ending, the final moments of Lance Henriksen, who it involves a grenade. Yeah, and uh, he, you know one of the things is to disarm a grenade. If you know what you're doing, you just like unscroll the like the spark of it, and you're good. You 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 say that with no, such no, confidence. If, but I'm like, saying like, if you're like, you if you're like, like no, you've never well, no no no. But I'm saying like in the movie, it's like it's one of those things. I guess like I think John Woo is like one of these guys who's like super into like I'd be dead. You or I would be dead. Yeah. But like a guy who's like been yeah. around them his entire life and like knows weaponry, it's like mm-hmm. they would just do this. Okay. And he does yeah. it, but the fucking most ridiculous thing is the the spark goes off too close to the grenade, even though he's admiring his work of disarming it. And he goes, mm. he literally goes, whoops! <laughs> and he explodes! <laughs> sparks <laughs> it's, it's like, right before I that, like that. Right before that, John claude Van Damme pulls his pants out, grabs him by the belt, pulls his pants out, and goes, Drops hunting it. season's over, and throws a grenade down in front of his pants. Yeah. <laughs> whoops! 
Whoops. Yeah, good, oh, good classic yeah, action movie. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I mean, I don't know. I never even thought about this until I watched the movie about the grenade thing. I went, oh, yeah, why don't they do that in movies if it's like, that's what you would do. But mm-hmm. yeah, because he has time to do it because it's a movie, but you get the payoff. Oh, and you just get like full body burns, of course. The, the Lance Henriksen one part where he's on fire, like his coat starts on fire and he's like taking his coat off while he's on fire and he's still like shouting out one-liners. Like it's not CGI fire. Like he's on yeah. fire while he's yeah. doing it. Whips his coat at the wall while it's like burns down or whatever. That was pretty cool seeing yeah. that. Yeah, he did get burned. <laughs> Actually? Yeah. Yeah, the flames like in his mm. face. I'm like, wow. Like, and he's just going like he's still acting like he just played it off. Like, yeah, okay, that's crazy. He did get burned. Yeah, he's a good sport. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. No. So, uh, corpse. Did you, did you like this film? Did I like it? Yeah. Um, it's it's cheesy '90s action movie. If if you're into those, like, you'll probably have fun. Especially once like the first half is like, I was like, I don't think I like John Woo when I was watching it. I'm like, is this John Woo? Like, this is not good. Um, super corny. And then once the action kicks in, you're like, he. They're a lot. I wouldn't say elaborate, but they're inventive uh action sequences he likes to he likes to play it up he likes to to make memorable moments i guess kind of thing so if you like if you like cheesy action movies you might have a good time with this one he did you mention he's surfing on the motorbike at one point like front flips over an exploding car Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. he grabs like a gun out of one guy's holster but he grabs it upside down and like uses his other hand to pull the trigger while he's like shooting a bunch of guys the, the mummy, like, when he kills him, he, like, baseball slides up to him and shoots him, like, 20 times in, like, the stomach and chest. Like, there's a lot of, like, like cool action sequences, explosions, that kind of stuff. If you're into that, then you're, you'd have a fun time with this. It, it's it's cheesy, and that mullet is absolutely breathtaking. So, so uh, on the Wikipedia page, uh, there's the line here. In 1995, Van Damme said Hard Target was a bad script, but we had some great action scenes, and John Woo made me look like a samurai with greasy hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuff, yeah, what's wrong with that? It's good stuff. Uh, have you ever yeah. watched, um, either of you, uh, JCVD, that, like, meta movie? No, I I know it, the one you where he plays himself, yeah. but it, he's in like a hostage situation. Yeah. But he's like him, like he's not like yeah. an action star. He's just I'm me. He's him. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I remember absolutely nothing about it. Okay, maybe if I watched it, it's trailer, probably good. Bring something back. But it, it, yeah, I, it's, I know uh, I saw it when it came out. I had a buddy who was like JCVD. He was like all about it for some reason. I remember watching it, but I remember nothing about. They, it. They had stacks of it at King of Trade for ages. Right. <laughs> yeah, people, it's one of those movies, yeah, people yeah. bought it and just like went this isn't what i was expecting and it just it just went away but i remember like coming at it not as a uh expecting that i kind of like knew it was mm-hmm. like a weird like, yeah it was a movie about uh about the the myth of the man i guess or a guy trying to reconcile he's kind of a loser and i was like oh mm-hmm. it's a sad bastard movie and then it, I, I enjoyed it a <laughs> four lot four stars yeah mm-hmm. four stars <laughs> yep the biggest fight of his life <laughs> Yeah, uh, JCVD. He's like a lower tier, like uh, uh, Arnold and Sylvester kind of, right? Well, Would they're like <sighs> so, but yeah, they're also or, from different decades, almost. Well, they kind of overlap. So, I mean, like, because yeah, Jean Claude was a uh, fairly young. Because I mean, Bloodsport is awesome, and uh, mm-hmm. Arnold was already kind of on his way, probably by a good like decade. And they, yeah, like Sylvester Stallone is like. Uh, was pretty established by the time like Arnie started uh, acting because he was just still the bodybuilder in like pumping mm-hmm. iron or whatever. And like, you know, 
uh, Sylvester Stallone had done Rocky. And like Rocky's, I mean, he Stallone's weird because he was kind of a sister's actor, but then he becomes like Rambo. But First Blood is this like kind of loaf, like it's kind of close to um, kind of a survival action movie. And then it's not mm. till uh, Rambo uh or First Blood 2 Rambo, whatever it's called, that's when he starts turning into, like, the action star who's, like, just oiled up and vascular and muscular yeah. and stuff like that. And that's when he becomes, like, this like the Expendables version of Stallone. But then, like, yeah, the 90s, he's, you know, Judge Dredd and showing up in always uh, mm. action-y stuff. And, but like, he's, he's, when he's... I love off, I mean, though, Judge Dredd. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a good one, I think. <laughs> I, I'm probably higher than most people on that one. Yeah. What do you think of the of Dredd? It it was good too. I I like, I, like I prefer the original, but <laughs> the other one's like a yeah, cool little action movie set in a, like a one location type thing. Yeah, I I like Dread. I I thought that I saw that in theaters and I was like I was like this thing's good. Mom is <laughs> yeah. not the law, Jarrett. He's the law. He's the law. You know what I mean? Well, which also you've been creeping on corpse. Mm-hmm. What else I've been creeping on? Let me bring it up. I watched. I've been like I said with my daughter. We've been watching the Godzilla movies, going through them. So we nice. got to we got to Ibera. Uh, oh yeah, which was uh, some cheesy goodness. I don't got to spend too much time on this. I'm actually starting to get a little bit of Godzilla fatigue. I think to be so honest, I'd be good idea. Yeah. Take a break. Take a break. Crushed two yeah. of them in a row. So it's like now it's kind of been there, done that. Ibera is not probably one of the best monsters so far. Like Ibera is the crab, like, right? Uh, yeah, the crab yeah. lobster thing or whatever. Yeah. So like Mothra was one of the first ones and I loved Mothra. And then mm-hmm. uh, Ghidorah is obviously wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ro- Rodan's fine. And then we get Ibera and he's like Godzilla rips him apart, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He, there's yeah, I don't got to spend too much time on that one. It's a cheesy Godzilla movie. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen a Godzilla movie. I don't like it. So yeah, I would, I'll keep going uh, with them, but I definitely yeah. got to take a break for a bit. I got to switch it up. Yeah, take a break. Not to ruin them for yourself or, right. your, or your kids. Yeah, no, they're they're having fun with it. Like I said, every time I sit down, my daughter either wants to watch Coco or, or Jojo or Godzilla. But, yeah. yeah. You say I think, we're taking actually, a break, sweetheart. Well, yeah, I think I might. Uh, there's some Willis O'Brien movies I think I might try and watch. Okay. After nice. May Harryhausen. Because nice. they. I think that might switch it up a little bit, throw a little, yeah. but it, but still have like the monster theme kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? After that, Bad Boy Bubby. Oh. That's a Jarrett <laughs> pick. I looked, I tried to watch some RJ picks and some Jarrett picks. Oh yeah. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I won't even say it that way. We we threw on a couple RJ picks. One of them, Thunder Pants. Oh. <laughs> You didn't make it through Thunderpants? We did not make it through Thunderpants. You see, you should have been so, watching it with your kids. They would. We, your son might have uh, got more out of it. We. I watched it with my son. Oh. We, oh. We, we threw it. We threw it on Saturday morning, and we were laughing. We were howling like it was yeah. funny. And so yeah, Thunderpants. Um, kid, he, he's born and right away just farting up the storm. <laughs> <laughs> massive, massive farts right off the bat. His farts are like. Uh, injuring his father <laughs> like, multiple so times his dad, his, his dad gets injured like a, this movie like tonally is like uh if you ever seen like matilda i feel like yeah. it's like a matilda type movie yeah yeah it is <laughs> but, i think i think it's on disney plus uh, 
the kid's farts are just <laughs> toxic and, and powerful. His dad's getting injured. Actually, even like the birthing scene of this kid, he like shoots right out at his mom. They catch him like football style. That part was good. Like there's good parts in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the dad gets injured. The dad just like ups and leaves the family. He's gone. He's out of there. Don't see him yep. again. And the, so the mom and the sister like resent the kid for this. And he's just farting it up. And eventually he meets um, Ron Weasley from uh, Harry yeah. Potter yeah. as like the nerdy scientist kid. And he's like, I'm going to make you some pants that contain your farts for you, basically. <laughs> so he makes him his thunder pants. And <laughs> this movie is fucking horrible. Um, it's good stuff, Jerry. So then when he farts in his pants, they like swell up like a balloon and then like they come back down and they contain it into like a lunchbox for him. And the first time he wears these pants, like his his mom and his sister hate him for him. And he like and they always feed him like nuts and and seeds and like all these things to try and like help with his farts. And (laughs) so the first time he wears the thunder pants, he like walks into the kitchen and his sister's just eating it, sitting there eating like a bowl of beans, like just glaring at him. All they eat is beans like right in front of him because they hate him. And uh, he comes like strutting in and uh the 2001 Space Odyssey music's playing while he's just like strutting with his shoulders like so hard, and he just walks right up to her, just takes a big spoonful of beans and watches it back, and just like fills his pants up. His pants just go and just like fill right up, and then he contains them, and like he's happy for a while. <laughs> and then they enter like a science fair where they have to like make like a something that flies or whatever, so they make like this hovercraft that's like yeah. operated by his farts. And they win the science fair. And then his buddy, Ron Weasley, gets taken away by these dudes. And then, uh, and so then this is going on. Me and my son are watching this. We're laughing because he's like, the kid keeps saying dumb shit. Like, he's like, I can't control me arse. <laughs> it's good <laughs> stuff, Jared. <laughs> ridiculous. And then my wife, like, calls from the kitchen. She's like, dinner's ready. So we, like, run in. We have dinner. And then, like, we get busy doing other stuff. And then the next morning, I'm like, so you want to go finish Thunderpants? And my son's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, we we got as much like, as we were going to get little, out of that. He's like, it's a little too silly. Like, I don't think so. Wow. This is my six-year-old that doesn't want to watch The six-year-old was like, it's a bit silly. Okay, well, he's wrong. But uh... <laughs> No, like, we laughed while we were watching it, even talking about it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, we didn't make through it. I might log it just because. Uh, yeah. But does he ever become you... an astronaut? You you should log it for sure because you got two thirds of the way through it. But you you left right at the part where that movie actually gets like like weirdly dark because it's like half of the kids get taken by like the government and then they're like like torturing them and like killing them and it, it gets like dark for for a while and you're just like <laughs> I, I remember watching it, I was like what I was like when did oh, why. Man. The, the so terror. many farts in that movie, just constantly farting. Mm, like, my wife's so cooking good. dinner in the next room, and all she can hear is just <laughs> like over and over again. Oh, See, that's man. good stuff, though. That's family bonding. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We won't forget Thunderpants. No, but yeah, nice. Bad Boy Bubby. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then, so then I watched a Jarrett pick. Oh man, what to mm. say about this movie? <laughs> Mm-mm. I guess I guess probably just get right into it. This movie's about a, a man who's raised in like a cellar by his mm-hmm. mom for 35 years, basically. Yep. And so everything he knows is just something that his mom taught him. And he and when he's like playing by himself, he's just basically mimicking what she does in a day. And uh, 
the first bit of this movie, you're kind of wait, you're waiting for him to escape and like go out into the world because you know that's going to happen. But looking back, I think like the first part of the movie was like the most messed up part of it. And uh, yeah, probably the most, I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit that happens in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the mom, she's like, there's like some incest going on. And like, the he's a, he's a man child. He really reminds, he's probably like three to four years old mentally. Probably he's probably like a four year old mentally, and so his mom's like having sex with him, and the kid and the guy doesn't. I'm, I want to call him a kid because that's basically what he is. He doesn't know any different, and uh, she says basically she goes out during the day and she wears a gas mask and she says there's gas outside. If you go out there, you'll die. There's only one gas mask, so you can't go out there by yourself. Or and if the gas doesn't get you, then God will. Is basically why this kid stays at home, and they have a cat. Of course, they always like, do. So one day he's like, so how come the cat can go outside? And she's like, well, cats don't need to breathe. So then he wraps cling wrap around the cat's face one day, <laughs> and his cat dies. And then his, his dad ends up coming home, who hasn't been there for 30-something years, and he's like a pastor-type guy. And, uh, and uh, so then now he's observing this and he's and he's a drunk too so now he's like all fondling this guy's mom right in front of him and and this is all that he knows like he doesn't know anything else so he's just learning from these people everything he sees them do is the only thing that he knows in life kind of thing so then they're they're doing like they're messing around right in front of their kid and they're going out at night and then they come back and so then he emulates what his dad's doing and starts fondling his mom in front of his dad and the mom's into it at first because she's weird like that but then she sees that the dad's noticing it and freaks out and is like, oh, no, what are you doing? And then they, they end up, like, kicking his ass. So then he cling wraps them as well. And he ends up killing both of his parents. And then he has to go out. He has to leave. And so he puts his uh, cat in a briefcase and then <laughs> takes off into the world. And uh, for the first while, he kind of gets along, like, pretty well. Like, he's jumping from, like, person to person. And people are kind of, like, reacting to him. It, Personally, I thought if I'd see that guy, I would think he was just like a crazy homeless guy and trying to ignore him. Whereas other the, the people in this movie, a lot of them kind of look at him more like he's just like a man child kind of thing. Right. And he ends up get, getting helped along. Um, yeah. What it, when it ends up happening after that, he uh, he gets beat up by a cop at one point um, and then he ends up uh, getting in with like this band these musicians <laughs> and they're kind of like oh you can help us like set up you can kind of hang out with us and they're broke and they're just like whatever just come hang out with us and help us out and stuff and uh and so he's he's doing that and then one day they're like oh man we need money like we're broke like we got no money and then they're like the newspaper's on the table and bubby he looks and he's like and right on the front page of the newspaper is just two parents with cling wrap wrapped around their face, like right on the front page, the cling wrap killer. He's like, there's me mom and me dad. And they're, like, they're like, well, I know, Bobby, you're silly. That's, those aren't your parents. You're ridiculous. He's like, no, that's my mom and me dad. And someone's like, what's that smell? They open up his briefcase and there's his cat cling wrapped in, in his briefcase. And they're like, oh, shit. They're like, okay, uh, Bobby, you got to maybe uh, – Maybe step out from it. We need to talk. And they and actually, so when they when they found Bubby, they saw him get beat up by the cop, and they're like, "We saw that cop beat you up." So these guys, you know, they don't like cops, so they're kind of like they don't want to go to the cops about him. They he's like a man child. They kind of get him. They're like he's harmless, but then this happens, and so they need to have like a band meeting kind of thing. 
So he takes off, walks down the street to the convenience store, and the the guy's like kind of rude to him, and he does he emulates what the cop did to him, and he goes, "You greedy bastard!" and he punches him in the stomach, just like what the cop did to him. Like that's all he knows is what other people have done to him, basically. So every reaction that this guy ever has is something that someone else has done. He has no like imagination. He has no originality. He has no personality. It's just all just emulating what other people have done. So he punches this guy and takes the money and goes back. And they're like, oh, they don't turn him. O- they don't turn him in. They hand him over to some other guy that they know, <laughs> this cling wrap killer guy. They hand him over to their buddy. And then they're out one day and he ends up fondling some woman, just like he saw his dad fondling his mom. And he gets thrown in jail. Finally, I'm watching this like this guy's getting around. He, sh- he should have been thrown in jail immediately. But he's somehow like by a shoestring, like jumping from person to person. There's a few other people in, in, the, in the mix there, too. But he ends up getting thrown in jail. And he's in jail and he's not really talking to anyone. And they're like, <laughs> the, the warden's like, why are you talking to me? Why are you, what are you doing? He's like, well, fuck you then. I'm going to put you in. uh in the cell with this this RJ type type dude. <laughs> sure, sure. So he throws him throws him in the cell with this guy and like Jared, what do you think would happen if you're thrown in a cell with, with RJ? In, in a movie, or real life? Or well, well, I mean, you gotta be you gotta assert your authority, RJ. It's, it's about power dynamics. Do you, well, I, I as you know, I control my own narrative. Right. So you so this this other inmate decides to control his own narrative by by raping bubby um well that's that's just his narrative man <laughs> oh it's not everyone that's not every yeah. man's narrative but, but that's per- just his yeah. narrative it so, reminded me of a podcaster i knew that's just all i oh i'd yeah. say about that uh-huh. yeah. and right when that happened i was like oh no like i now everything up until this point bubby's just like copied what other people have done around him so i'm like he's gonna go rape somebody now which mm-hmm. actually doesn't end up happening thankfully but I, the whole rest of the movie, I'm like, he's going to rape somebody now because that happened to him. But it doesn't end up happening. Um, yeah, and then the warden comes in and he's like, well, you've been rehabilitated now and lets him go <laughs> after he spends a night with this dude, basically. And uh, he goes back out and um, he comes across some uh, people that work with special needs people, like a bunch of like people with cerebral palsy and stuff like that. Oh. And... Uh, they're like they're like saying some stuff and he's like oh she said this and they're like you can understand them and then the the lady with cerebral palsy is like super jacked and is like oh this guy like like she's like yeah yeah and like they like him and everything and he can like communicate with these people who otherwise haven't been understood by anyone really up until this point and so they take him in and the movie like shifts like it's weird this movie starts out really like vile. like horrible <laughs> vile disgusting and as it progresses it, it almost is like the opposite of like most of the movies i watch <laughs> Where, like they get worse as they go this one it's like oh they they take him in he ends up meeting like a woman that that works at this place and they develop a relationship and uh and then he ends up reuniting with the band again and they get to bring him up on stage one day and uh he just starts shouting out all these one-liners that he's learned throughout his life like you greeny bastard you got great tits flow and like all these like <laughs> weird like messed up things that he's heard other people say and the crowd all of a sudden is like into it and and he becomes a hit and they take him back in and he's got a job with this this special needs place and he's got a girlfriend <laughs> but like he can't he's like messed up and like cannot communicate with people and uh things just start going great for him 
And then he, his girlfriend takes him to go uh, meet her parents one day. And uh, I think they um, start making fun of her weight or something. Like yeah. That. Oh, they're, they're absolute yeah. douchebags. Her parents, like, it's like, why did she even bring him to meet them? Like, yeah. they're terrible, terrible people. Super, like, high class, like, snobby jerks to her. They're like, mm-hmm. she's fat. Or, yeah. Just like, yeah, totally down on her. And he's, and then Bubby kind of sticks up for her. And then they're like, oh, if, if God wanted you to be fat, he'd make everyone fatter. Or I don't know. They said something about God. And Bobby's like, he's a cunt. And like, this starts like dissing God because he heard that from uh, a priest that he talked to earlier. And after he got out of jail, some priest who was like defecting from like the Catholic religion, like had like some big speech with him about how like uh, God isn't real and uh Everyone, uh, everyone's for himself and all this. So he repeats that to the to these people, and they're like, "Get the fuck out!" So he goes and grabs the cling wrap, mm-hmm. <laughs> and cling wraps them, and she doesn't even care. It seems yep. she's fine with it. She's like, "Yeah, fuck them." And then uh, he's he's got his gigs with his band, and more and more people are showing up. And uh, what I didn't mention earlier is he ended up dressing like his dad, who had came back who is uh, like a pastor and he had like the neck band, like the white neck band or whatever. Yeah, so collar, Bubby's walking yeah. around the collar. Yeah. Uh, Bubby's walking around with this for a lot of the time and he's going on stage with this. So now he's doing shows and people are like crowds are coming out to his shows. People are dressing up like him now. Like he's got like a <laughs> fan base and uh, he ends up knocking up his, uh, his girlfriend. She gives birth to twins and they live happily ever after the end. <laughs> five out of five. Five out of five. What a movie, man! Like that is a, mm. that movie was a trip for sure. Uh, it sounds book. great. No, RJ yeah. pick. Sure, RJ pick. Yeah, the dead cats. Yeah. There is another dead cat later on in the movie, yeah. movie too. He friends another cat, and some people like beat it to death or something. And yeah, so the dead cat parts. But yeah. like the first one that he cling wraps, he doesn't think that he's just playing with his cat yeah. because his mom told him the cats don't need to breathe. So, yeah. but I mean, it's still unfortunate for the cat, obviously. And he's like shaking it. Well, it's got cling wrap around his head. It's not, not a very pleasant sight. But that's yeah. bad boy, Bobby. That was, uh, that was an interesting one. That was a Jarrett pick. That is a JD. Of course, pick. it was. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they all? It's like being there with Peter Sellers. Well, and the the actor that plays Bubby, I looked him up because I'm like, what else has this guy been in? Is he like actually like a normal person in real life? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, like he's really played a really good messed up guy. That was some mm-hmm. pretty good acting, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in the Invisible Man. Uh, I don't remember him in that. Yeah, I see Invisible the, Mom. Did you say Lee Winnell's uh, Invisible mm-hmm. Man um, and, and Scooby Doo from 2002? <laughs> Scooby Doo. Who is he in Scooby Doo? Uh, let's find out. Is he Scooby? Nah, I can't even see him. He doesn't have top billing. Rowan mm. is Rowan Atkinson. I'm assuming is the villain of that film. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. So well, you're gonna, you gonna watch Bad Boy Bobby there, RJ, or are you gonna skip that one? I got it on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm watching it right now <laughs> as, uh, as we out. do this. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably pass. Yeah. Oh, he's in a he, he shows up in a Hal Hartley movie, one of uh, Sam Sanchez's picks of a movie I've not seen. Um, anything else, Corpse, that you want to mention or talk about? Any other movies that I saw? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I watched the new movie Black Phone. Which, oh yeah, uh, with Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Yeah. 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 Uh, personally, not a fan of it. 
uh, me and the wife fired it up on the projector in the backyard by the fire on uh, Friday night. And uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe for some people it, it's, I thought the I thought the child acting was pretty bad in it, or maybe the characters were just not that well written. There's like a tough kid who doesn't really like sell it as the tough kid. Uh, it no. it's is a good idea about like it's it's like creep van going around abducting children, which is super freaky. Like mm-hmm. just to begin with, right in this town, kids are going missing left and right. What happens is the main character ends up getting. Uh, abducted and then he's in this room and the phone keeps ringing and it's the other kids that have been abducted like they're mm-hmm. from the dead calling him and that to me it was just like totally off i i don't know i i was i wasn't buying it i don't gonna spend too much time on that one it, it was maybe just a not for me type movie i read the short uh, story i think maybe some of that stuff is better in print yeah the the villain uh his mask looks pretty cool Ethan Hawke's little mask thing. Yeah, and that's a bit of a spoiler too, because um, there I didn't know the Ethan Hawke thing, and there's a twist at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, the whole bit. the Ethan Hawke knowing Ethan Hawke is the killer is a is a twist. Oh, I didn't realize that was a spoiler because he's like yeah. in all the promotions and stuff. Yeah. So I was just like, no, I, was it, like, I thought yeah, that was like. I, no. I kind of went in blind, like I knew this oh. black phone, yeah. popular horror movie. I'm gonna watch it, so I don't need to see anything about it and. Uh, they totally, it's like intentionally a twist too. Like you think it's one guy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, That's RJ. Weird. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's like I, his I, name I, is I on the poster. It when I, when I went in to log it and everything, like it's all over there. I'm like, oh wow. Like I guess if I would have done any research on this movie, I would have known like yeah. the, the main twist of the movie or the reveal, right? Like it's a who done it kind of thing. Oh well, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> I thought that was uh, I thought that was well established from the start, but it, it it does seem that way when you look it up on Letterbox or something. Yep. Um, I watched Surf Nazis. Oh, Must die. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a low budget Warriors almost. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I felt different different gangs trying to con- well i guess warriors them trying to get from a to b uh this one's more the surf nazis trying to control the the beach mm-hmm. they take out uh, all the other guys and then but uh they take out the wrong good samaritan that's right and, and big big mama comes to town mm-hmm. she don't uh, fuck around good stuff there um one thing i noticed is one of the lady actors in that movie like i recognize her from somewhere so big I, mama Nope, uh, one of the Nazis. Um, <laughs> real quick, I'm like I know her from somewhere. Don Wildsmith. I'm like, where do I know her from? I bring her up, big time Fred and Ray actress. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I don't know, like fifty. I don't know how many movies. At least ten of his movies. <laughs> so I definitely, rec- definitely recognized her. She's good stuff. Yeah, I've seen se- Nazis. seventeen of twenty-eight of her films. So I've seen more of her than I've seen John Wayne films. That's what I'm point that out yeah pretty good and she's not she's not even like one of my favorite uh fred olin ray regulars but Mm -hmm. i definitely recognize her and she's she's good stuff she's good i i threw the the movies top four movies i haven't seen of hers into my watch list for sure Hmm. um surf nazis must die yeah good good trauma fun um I, i had a good time with that one what else did i watch i'm just skipping through some because there's a couple that i do want to spend oh eden lake that would be the next one. Okay. Uh, Saturday, Saturday night, uh, threw that one on on the projector with the mm-hmm. wife. 
Good one. Good one to watch by the fire. And that's the one yep. that I was talking about earlier when you guys brought up Backcountry. Yep. Yeah. Good, good Backcountry camping movie. Relatable mm-hmm. going, driving down like an old dirt road and just pulling off to the edge of a creek or something like that, setting up camp and hunkering down for a few nights. Um, this movie, uh, who's the guy? Michael uh, Magneto? Uh, yeah, Michael Mag- Fassbender. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, yeah. yeah. So uh, him and his, his girlfriend, they uh, head out to Eden Lake for a nice weekend away together. They, uh, they set up on the side of the lake, and a bunch of, bunch of teenagers show up. Um, Hooligans. They start playing. What's that? Hooligans. 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 Have you logged this one? Oh, yeah, you both seen this one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four and a half from RJ. Here we go. That movie's rough, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so they post up on the on the beach, and then these hooligans show up, and they start uh, playing their music real loud. And what does old Fassbender do? Well, he instead of moving 100 yards down the beach, where you can clearly see there's plenty of space down there, he could have just moved. He decides he's going to go over there and tell them to turn their music down. He's, he's going to use that dad energy. The yeah. dad energy, yeah. It's, there's some male Karen vibes going on here. I don't know <laughs> if you guys are too uh, Big. privy to that term or not, uh, but uh, that's yeah. that's what I was uh, Ken, Ken energy. Ken energy. Yeah. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's a major Ken for sure. Oh. Goes, goes down there, yeah, you guys got to turn your music down. They tell him to fuck off, as they will. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does he do? Well, uh, he uh, he tampers with their property. And he decides to turn their music down himself, which was which was a big mistake in my opinion. Goes mm-hmm. back, it's super awkward, and uh, but everyone goes home at night. Next morning, he goes. Uh, they go to their cooler, and all their food's rotten. So like, oh, we gotta go into town and get some more food. They go to pull away, and they drive over a beer bottle that those kids propped up against the tire and pop the tire. So now he's pissed, and he so he pulls into town. And he sees all the bikes from the kids at one house. And so what does he do? Another bonehead dumbass thing. He breaks into their house, starts walking around their home. And one of the dad, the dad shows up and he's kind of eavesdropping on the dad. And he realizes this guy is not someone that he wants to, wants to talk to. So he, he gets out of there. Mm-hmm. They head back, they head back to the beach. He does some swimming, some scuba diving, and he comes back and his vehicle's gone. So, uh, he's like, Oh fuck. They pack up, or they're gonna pack up and, and head out. And the kids drive by joyriding, because in in my mind, really, in this at this point, he tampered with their property. Mm-hmm. So now they're giving him a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> now they're tampering with his property. He is the adult in this situation. He set the mm-hmm. example right off the bat. Um, they drive by joyriding, kind of mocking him. Uh, he does he call the police? No, he's of course he's got no service. Later on, there's uh, people that do have service in this area, but he doesn't have service. Um, so then he go, they go off. Uh, now they got to hoof it back, and they come across the kids. And uh, does he just like head into town and file a report, or does he confront them? Of course, he confronts them. So the kids, the kids are all standing there. This guy comes up uh, aggressively towards this group of, <laughs> of, chil- of children. And what? Did, real, so what do they do? RJ they, style. <laughs> I've never confronted anybody <laughs> ever. They, they pull out a weapon to defend themselves with. An alter an altercation occurs, and the poor dog is murdered in 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 the altercation. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, once again, Fassbender has has led to some uh, some terrible things happening. He's, he's not a good dude in this movie. I thought he was supposed to be the good guy in this movie that we're cheering for, but he's just clearly instigating every moment. Mm-hmm. Of this. I, I believe uh, the kids call it toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so then the dog dies, and so the kids are like, eye for an eye. <laughs> and uh, Fassbender and his lady friend, who I haven't really mentioned too much, she's the whole time, she's like, just leave him alone. Like, what? stop <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, come on. And uh, they take off. They get in the vehicle. They start ripping away way faster than they need to be driving away from kids on bikes. Crash the vehicle. He gets injured so badly that he can't get away now. And she's like, all right, peace out, buddy. I'm gone. <laughs> and so the kids grab him, tie him to a tree, and one at a time start, like, hacking him up with this knife. Because if every one of them does it, then nobody can snitch. These, these are smart kids, right? They're, they're, no dummy. they're not dummies. <laughs> and, uh, the girl's watching, from, or his girlfriend's watching from the, from the trees, and uh, she takes off and causes a distraction by setting off the car alarm. And... Uh, so uh, the kids take off. She goes, freezer, freezer, boyfriend. They run off. But he's way too rough a shape. She's got to ditch him again. Peace out. She's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens at this point? Okay, so now then there's a bunch of, like, cat, uh, cat and mouse stuff in the forest. And she ends up, like, killing a couple of the kids. And up until this point, she was fine. Again, still, it's, like, maybe survival, but... Really, these these two adults, they were really messing with these kids this whole time and uh, probably deserved what they got. Um, <laughs> cat, cat and Mouse uh, kills a couple of them, ends up making it to the town, comes across mm-hmm. a house party, and all, it's uh, all adults at this house party, and they're all like, what's going on? This we poor woman. <laughs> this poor woman. What has happened? What's happened? They bring her in, they lay her on the couch, and then they all start getting phone calls that all their children have been found dead in the forest by this woman who also killed their dog and her boyfriend who started the whole entire thing. <laughs> and uh, what do they say? They say, we take care of our own. <laughs> and they, it's implied. They, they, close, they close the door. They close the door. <laughs> they close the door. It's implied. Yeah, no. She does not make it out of there. Uh, some people die. And uh, the people that survive, they they get to live happily ever after now that they they got their vengeance for the lost dog and the lost children and Mm -hmm. these terrible, terrible people (laughs) that came into their town and thought they could just tell everyone what to do. What what do you guys think? Did I pretty much nail the, the... Nail it on the head there. I think that's a good take on it. Yeah, I like how you really come down on Steve and Jenny. That's good. In, def- in, defense, <laughs> in defense of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, they these adults were... they every Everything that they did was, like, pretty much mirroring what the adults did. Like, yeah. gave them a taste of their own medicine through and through from start to finish. <laughs> Just constantly the wrong move, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how, I, that's how I read it anyways. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen this because I haven't. It's pre uh, me keeping track of movies uh, in my yeah. Word documents till like, I translated them to Letterboxd, so, like pre twenty ten or something like that. So, yeah, it's been a very long time. But this is one of those movies I think early on that I told RJ he should watch mm-hmm. or borrow. Yeah, Jared gave it to me like uh, either just when we were starting podcasting or just before, I think. And uh, yeah, I remember. Um, 
I remember this movie being super rough, and I was just like, holy shit, especially, like, the ending. So I gave it a pretty high rating. I don't rate movies anymore, but uh, I remember at the time, I probably watched this, like, I don't know, six years ago, maybe seven. And uh, I, I remember watching it, and I was just like, woof. And it's a really yeah, well-made movie. Yeah, it is. It is. It is, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of movies like it have been made since then. Like, there, there are mm-hmm. a lot of movies in this in this subgenre of, like, survival, revenge-type yeah. type movies that it's it's almost played out now. Kind of kind of seen this happen multiple times now. But like you said, it is it is well-made. Everything kind of makes sense the way it flows. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Good good acting. And then that gut-punch ending that I always love, too. In in all honesty, you do want the girl to get to get away, and then it's like, yeah, oh man, like, no, that's not going to happen in this picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but, that was that was yeah. Eden Lake. That one's been on my watch list for a while because, like, like, yeah, I have I have heard it's one of those brutal movies. So, yeah. and uh, watch it with the wife because it's got some uh, yeah. mainstream mainstream actors in it. So I knew it was something that she'd maybe be interested in. And was she and was she a fan? Um. She she liked uh yeah yeah I think she she wasn't like gloating about it but she thought it was pretty good yeah I think. she she was a fan of Black Phone too actually uh, what did yeah. she think of Cryptic Plasm Cryptic Plasm what, what, the, was this her introduction to the work of Brian Paul I'm assuming you watched Cryptic Plasm with her mm-hmm. and or, or was yeah, it with the yeah, or was we, it with we, the children that one was uh, that one was inside on the couch under a blanket, cuddled up together. Uh, nice oh, glass of, it's a nice glass of wine. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't watch Brian Paul in movies with my wife. It's not, <laughs> she's uh, interested in not not yet. No. Um. So I've seen his other movies: uh, Fetus, Bone Sickness, Blood Pigs. <laughs> Uh, I I honestly intro- introduced to this guy through uh, you guys talking about him on the on the pod. Jared's mentioned him many times, and Cryptoplasm was Cryptoplasm was the one that he out of the four. Uh, I remember uh, RJ saying the one day, if there was one I was going to watch, which one should I watch? And this is the one that yeah. Jared said this would be the most closest to it to an RJ. Yeah. yeah. So and I'll try and let's try see. Let's see it. how this plays out. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, so I took some notes on like a lot of these movies and kind of like reviewed them before I came on the pod, so I knew what I was going to talk mm-hmm. about. This one I just kind of watched and didn't really take notes on. Um, <laughs> you experienced it. Oh yeah. man, okay. So Cryptic Plasm. So it's it's shot it's shot on video, low budget, uh, super like passionate. I I love these types of movies. Um, I just like mm-hmm. I find them uh, inspiring, and and you just you just feel the. Uh, you feel that everyone behind it wants to be there and everyone's putting everything into it, even if they don't have the skills or means to, to, to come across on it. The thing with uh, Brian Paul in films is his effects. He goes all out on his, on his practical, super, super gory, bloody, gooey monster effects. And uh, every one of his movies you can say that for. Another thing that I guess sets Brian Paul in a, a out from the other Sean on video movies is he is super over ambitious with his uh, plots. <laughs> <laughs> he, he packs a lot into his movies. And so cryptic plasm, I'll try and I uh, guess go through briefly what this, this movie is about. It's about, so it starts off. It's a guy he's, he's seen or heard of some sightings, kind of Bigfoot style, uh, cryptozoologist mm. stuff going on in an area. And he goes out Blair witch style is what it kind of reminded me at the beginning going out, walking through the forest, trying to find out what's going on. He, uh, 
he sees some stuff and he ends up getting some people to like produce episodes and, and go back out there and find more stuff. He, he finds a, uh, it's him and a, and a cameraman who I believe is played by Brian Pauling. I believe you're right. Yes. Who's in all of his movies. He, um, yeah, he's cool. He's, how, cool. How would you, he's like kind of like a, this like kind of, you know, husky gingery man. Husky ginger metalhead probably. Yeah. Maybe. Um, he, uh, yeah. He's got like, does he got like a orange ponytail and yep. beard? Yeah. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Um, so he's the cameraman and then he's got his buddy who's, who's doing kind of trying to do like a, a, a documentary style thing. And, uh, so then he, they, they, they see some stuff and then he's, he finds this abandoned town and actually the, the movie starts off at this town and, uh, some like, uh, explosions kind of happen and people start like having headaches and they start like vomiting and they're like organs start like coming out of their mouths and like weird white goos coming out of any orifice and this and that and like and then uh, credits goes through the credits and it's just like pulsating flesh with like all the credits over top of the flesh and like it's its effects or whatever so this guy finds this town that's been abandoned but nobody brought anything nobody packed anything up it's just been left all the vehicles are there nothing's been touched um he starts having headaches and he starts seeing visions of himself and uh and then he's like, we got to get out of here. We got to go. And they, they get like far away from there. And then he, this is one of the, of the goofiest parts of his movie. Because they're not goofy movies. But there's like exposition dumps every once in a while. And he's like, what's good? He's like, what's going on with you? He's like, I don't know. It feels like there's like a wormhole that like opened up. And it's trying to like suck me in. <laughs> Just like exposition dumps. It's like, why would anyone like jump to this weird conclusion about like alternate dimensions and wormholes and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it just feels that way. And then so they go back, they go back home and his producer calls him. He's like, these weird people called me and said, they're doing an exorcism. You should go film it. It'll be an episode of our show. And they go there and this, this girl, like, She's possessed, and there's these two people doing an exorcism, but it's not a Catholic exorcism. It's some weird unorthodox one, and it ends up going going sideways, and the two guys performing the exorcism get just, like, absolutely brutally mutilated, and their flesh and skulls are ripped apart, and, like, it's just, uh, it's just gore and mayhem, like, just gnarly, gnarly stuff. Really good effects. And then... Uh, um, yeah, there's another exposition dump where he's like, I feel like what happened to her is happening to me. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, he just kind of like dumps those on you every once in a while. <laughs> he's trying and to like then, fill the gaps in, you know, where we're like, we don't right, have enough money. Yeah, but like when in editing, it's like, ah, we didn't get that shot. Oh, well, better record some dialogue here to, yeah, to, to, kinda, to smooth kinda. things over. So apparently uh, the guy who plays the cryptozoologist, David Gates, is actually played by a guy named Joe Olson. Brian Paulin plays a character named Brian O'Reilly. Uh, and the one thing I'm totally forgetting about, uh, I like until I'm reading the, this like IMDb page. There's a there's a hitman in the movie too. Right. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, the the producers like, oh yeah, these guys. So after they they film this uh, this exorcism, they're like, should we go to the cops? And the other guys, the one guys, the yeah, the documentary guy is like, I don't know, I got to figure out what's going on with me before I make any decisions. And uh, 
they end up talking to the producer and they're like, I think we should go with the cops. And then the producer ends up calling a hitman and he's like, I think we should kill these guys and then release their footage. And everyone will be like, oh, these dead guys footage. We got to see this and then we'll make a bunch of money off of it. So then they go out into the woods to meet up with the producer and the hitman shows up. But then like a tree like swallows them and like rips them apart and like awesome effects again. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit. And then they, they take off and then. They end up going to some building and wormholes just start popping open. <laughs> and like, and then another info dump happens where like, uh, Brian Pullum's character, another version of him comes through a wormhole and it's like a zombie, ver- a zombie version of him. And he's like, I'm the opposite version of you from another <laughs> dimension. <laughs> we can't occupy the same space at the same time. So then like, they're all like melting and, like joining together and the unit like the dimensions are all like falling apart because they can't like you're not supposed to go from one dimension to another and be in like the same area as like another version of yourself and then all of a sudden these monsters start jumping out of wormholes and like eating them and like i'm assuming they're probably like the keepers of like the you can't be doing this it will just destroy you type people right they look like crocodiles kind of but they're like super practical effects awesome practical effects that's that's what you watch these movies for is these like people just like getting torn apart and like melting and gore and like way over the top. Uh, yeah. And then that's kind of how it ends up ending. I think. Yeah. It's just like this wicked, wicked end set piece of like these monsters coming through wormholes and eating different versions of these guys that they keep trying to come through the wormholes, like different, different alternate dimension versions and the one guy's stuck in a wall because he came, went through a wormhole but didn't but like came out in like the middle of a wall so he's like stuck in the wall and then like yeah and then another guy he he comes through a dimension but he like comes through like another version of himself's stomach like alien style and then he's like hanging out of the guy's stomach and the guy that whose stomach it is he like reaches down and like rips the guy's skull apart while he's coming out of his stomach like it, it is wicked actually yeah. <laughs> like no it, it's incredible like and because it, it they do like as well as job you can do, and it's like shot on, you know, <laughs> like the, the, the mini DV tapes are basically, but it's like it doesn't matter because like the effects are so well done, and you're kind of like so much passion and heart put into it, and he puts so much effort into his effects. Like he yeah. that he spent some money. Like that's not cheap to get all that latex, all those like props built, all that fake blood, all that stuff like that. He spent some money on those effects and he went all out on them and it, and it makes it like exceptional. It makes it stand out. Like it, yeah. it's a reason to watch it. And that's pretty much what you can say for all of his movies. Like they all have like this crazy intricate plot. That's super over ambitious for their budget. And then ends up like turning into like this crazy special effects gore fest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're they're wicked. I, I'm a Brian Pollen fan. Thank you yep. for introducing me <laughs> no to his problem. stuff. That's, that's, I'm glad because uh, yeah, Brian, he's he's working on some stuff too. Right? I think like I think you did some uh, crowdsourcing at some point. I'm not sure where that's Sept- septic? septic. Yeah, septic. 2022 release septic. 82 Ooh, minutes. I'm yeah. Baby. There's there's reviews from... out there for it, so it's out or something. Okay, right? yeah, from uh, severedcinema.com, I'm seeing uh, five years in the making. Oh. So, do you think this is uh, an RJ pick, or uh, was Jarrett uh, 
a little or not a pick but the, if this if there was one for me to watch would it be cryptic plasma it'd be this one because it has all of the like alternate dimension stuff in it like all mm. the they, they try to cram all this like these ideas into it and they don't really have like the means to pull it off but like it it still makes it like interesting to follow and yeah. then i and then i think you would be fine with like the effects too like they are super gross and, and over the top it doesn't but bother me they're, they're not like offensive like there's no like sexual yeah. violence there's no animal violence it's Ooh, all just now like, you're talking my language. Yeah, it's all just like straight gore. So yeah, I like that. Like bad things happening to bad people. Just to bad people. Yeah, yeah. just to bad people, like in Eden Lake. Yeah. And so then last week, I, is it Justin Peterson who writes in about the uh, uh, guess what these guys rated? Oh yes, movies? yes. And so every time he's ever written in about that, I'm always like sitting there waiting, like, is he gonna do a corpse one? Is he gonna do a corpse one? I've never been included in it until oh. last time. Oh, and then he kind of set me up too because he threw in some movies that would throw you guys off, right? Because ah. video violence should totally be a movie that's right up my alley. If yes. I'm liking, if I'm liking things like Brian Pollen movies, if I'm watching Marcus Cook, all these other like shot on video, no budget filmmakers, yeah. how do I go and give a movie like Video Violence one star? Yeah, yeah. How? 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 How do I do that? So I'm thinking, so I guess, how should I start this off? Video Violence is probably one of the first shot on video movies I saw a yeah. long time ago before I had really developed a, a appreciation for them type thing. Yeah. I picked that movie up. I actually own that one and the second one on DVD. I bought at like a mom and pop shop that I was driving through mm -hmm. town, like back when uh, the DVD boom was like coming to an end and all these mom and pop shops and all these DVD stores were all selling out all their stock. Yeah. I was, I was driving through all these towns for work, mm. and every time I saw DVDs for rent or DVDs for sale, I'd pull over, go in there. You selling DVDs? Yep. I found this one store in this little town called Hill Spring. It's a little mountain town almost. And I and I go in there and I ask the guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we got a shelf in the back." And I go back there, and he's got all these like obscure like movies that I've seen the covers for, but I've never like gone gone into them before. I bought. Like he had a bunch of weird trauma stuff. I bought like uh, Cannibal the Musical. I bought uh, Redneck Zombies, which I that's one I got to rewatch re too because I had a similar uh, feeling for that one where I was just like, I don't like this is too cheap and, and crappy. Like mm -hmm. that'll be a, that'll be one I got to rewatch. Uh, what else did I buy from that guy? I bought Human Centipede one and two on Blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> on this guy. <laughs> And uh, and the, the the best ones that I bought off this guy was uh, uh, the whole guinea pig series. Oh, so the, that, the that five. Set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's four. It's four uh, jewel case with like two movies on each on each one or whatever. I bought okay. five bucks a piece off this guy. He did not know what he had. And I remember asking him. <laughs> I remember asking him about it and he's like, oh, my son moved off to California and has like a blog website and just sends all the movies that he reviews back to me and I sell them out of my store. Ah, what, I, I, got like, I got like, I got yeah. like Lloyd Kaufman's uh, make your own damn movie box set off this guy. Like I got like a bunch of, bunch of weirds. I'm trying to think, did I get it? See, anyone's? But yeah, I got the that's, video. That's, that's trickled down in, the, the, in effect right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty, that's pretty unique. It, it was it was it was a fine that place was a little gem for a while i stopped in there every once in a while whenever i was going through there just to see if you got any more stuff in but video violence yeah all i remembered from that movie was just a guy standing behind the movie counter having really boring conversations with people for like two hours <laughs> i didn't remember anything else from it 
And uh, I listened to another podcast recently where they uh, they went on like a, a deep dive of shot on video, and they just briefly went over uh, video violence. They just mentioned they're like, oh yeah, video violence is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, it's awesome. And then they just like moved on after that. And then you and then you uh, Justin Peterson threw me under the bus with something that <laughs> is totally right up my right up my alley. And he was like four stars, and I'm like. Fuck. Because he threw it in with, what, Jacob's Ladder? And that movie fucking sucks. And I don't even remember that. Yeah. And, but, like, so then I watch Video of Violence. And I'm I'm having a hard time, like, wondering how much I like this movie. Because I I feel like I like it more just because I see all the people that follow the podcast who have watched it. Yeah. And it's just, like, everybody loves this movie. And it's just, like, a fun movie. Yeah. And so I'm, like, I, I like it. I'm wondering how much I actually like it. I need to sit on it for, I think I watched it yesterday. Okay. Yeah. But it, but yeah, it's a guy. He owns a video store, and someone's leaving these mysterious uh, BHS on his on his desk every once in a while, and he watches them, and they're these fucked up snuff films, and those sequences are grimy and gritty as hell. Whereas yeah. the rest of the movie is kind of like, uh, well, it's just like the guy that is is the main actor, the guy that made the movie too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it it's what it totally feels yeah. like. It just feels like this passion project. Uh, he got a lot of people together for this movie. It's a pretty decent sized cast of like adults too. Like <laughs> making this like no budget horror. Not movie. all just twenty year olds and like the, all these guys are just like, here's my peer group, and that's yeah, it. yeah. It it feels like a high school movie made by like thirty to forty year olds. <laughs> but uh, and then like that final fantasy score that you commented. I don't yeah. know if I read your review before, and that was. Like it felt like that was an original thought in my head while I was watching yeah. it, and then I read your review after, and I was like, "No way!" Like, did I, <laughs> did I like suppress that, and then it like came out while I was watching it or not? But like, I, I was like, "This Maybe. is Final Fantasy VII," is what I was thinking yeah. while I was watching yeah. it. And like, the score is like overbearing, like constantly playing in times when it doesn't even need to be. Right. The camera work at times, he's like doing like these zooms and stuff that it's like way better than it needs to be for this type of movie. They're driving around in like pickup trucks. You can tell he's sitting in the box of a pickup truck while like another car follows him and he's filming it. Like there's, it's, in, it's inspiring and, and fun and a uh, lot of heart. And those, yeah, the, the actual movies that they watch, those like faux snuff films or whatever, those, those are, those are wicked. Cause it gives it like the rest of the movie is like pretty tame. And then there's yeah. like these like super grimy little like videos thrown yeah. in there. And then some of the acting is actually really good too. I thought his wife was really good there near, near the end. She's like getting scared and stuff like that. And everything that she's saying, I'm like, she's, she's good. And then, and then even like the twist at the end with the, or what? Yeah, I guess whatever the, yeah. the lady. And then yeah. she gives like a monologue at the end. I'm like, this, like this is better acting than like a Brian Paulin movie for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like they're doing it. So yeah. I don't know. I got I got video violence too. I'll watch the second one too. Yeah, it's totally right up my alley. I love shot yeah. on video. I love like the gory. I love the grimy. It's it's good stuff. I one star um, was definitely this was like an introduction to shot on video for me. I wasn't I wasn't ready for it when yeah. I when I watched this. And uh, now I now I've watched like this is what I, the type of stuff I seek out. So yeah i think you have to acclimate i think to this yeah. sort of thing and like the first yeah. the first the, at the beginning if someone's gonna like take you through this and explaining it's okay for movies to be like this like you're gonna be like Fuck, right. this is garbage like this is like a waste of my time why would you watch anything like this this doesn't look like what you're used to but but over time when you're like on that hunt for like something more like a bit more authentic or odd or unusual there's just 
there's yeah. so much heart and pat you yeah. can feel that, like everyone yeah. wants to be there and yep. they're all putting like everything all, themselves into it and they're like mm-hmm. they're just they're just doing it and it make it makes me want to make my own horror movies like this kind of stuff like it yeah yeah because because then it, it also has like a cult following right so it's like like you could do this if you wanted right like i don't know i think i think i these type of movies are wicked i'm, I'm I, glad I was thinking you about can... it yeah i was like my i was gonna say that my my uh taste in film has matured but i don't think that's the right <laughs> word to use it's evolved i guess would maybe be yeah. a better better uh, way to put it yeah well i mean thunderpants that's yeah. maturity right there but uh i i am I glad know. yeah i'm glad you came around to it because like um i uh when i watched this what, what was it uh, a couple years ago um like, cause I, I, I don't have a huge background of shot on video stuff either, but I think the thing with this is like, the more you get into this stuff, I think the more appealing this thing come becomes because there's so much to it where it's just like, even like the video rental stuff, which I know is in like new age stuff, like stranger things does that too. And then it's like rentals and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But because it doesn't seem earned, but this movie, it's just like, no, this guy like just had like a movie rental shop and you can and- feel it. And even, yeah. like, how I, like, obtained this movie, yep. like, ties in with, like, the actual movie itself. Yeah. Just kind of cool, right? Like, it's a blast from the past. Yeah, and it I, it feels real, and it's like you said, like, uh, some of the acting, like, some of the acting's pretty good, some of the acting's pretty bad, but, like, they all, um, they all seem, like, really passionate about it, and, like, they're actually genuinely trying to, like, do something good, and it resonates, like, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I also think the shot on video, like, the one where they pick up that girl, and they're, like, cutting her shirt up and stuff, like, yeah. I remember, I, I don't, I think I watched this movie three or four years ago, and I still remember that, because that made me so uncomfortable, I was like, That's this is, it was like, our this is horror, yeah, <laughs> They like cut the nipples out of her shirt and they like carve into yep. her chest and stuff and like ice pick her and everything. I'm like, this is, yeah, this well, is that, not an RJ thing. But like, every, it, it's so like out of nowhere where you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> you're like, they're actually going for it in this right? thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, those I, those, uh, those yeah. hillbilly guys are uh, pretty like vile. <laughs> Eli. Yeah. Eli's Eli. a scary dude. Yeah. Yeah. They got that. Henry portrait of a serial killer vibe of uh, Otis and Henry. Otis, yeah. Otis is also a scary dude. No. Yeah, yeah. Video violence is awesome, man. <laughs> when you mentioned the video store thing, I was thinking about the the movie Found, the uh, that Scott the Scott Shermer movie. So yeah. good, man. Yeah. Found's uh, a wicked one. Uh, Jared, you should throw you should throw on your watch list. Uh, Pig Pen. Pig I think it, I believe it's called. Cat. Uh, that that one reminds me of uh of found and uh i know you like that movie so i, I wanted to recommend that one okay. to you i will do that well, that's jason kosh eh? that's, i don't know so, this found this uh, the seventh day uh, movie looks good by him too i haven't seen that one but but pig pen it's a sad bastard like the kid the kid from found it this it's mm. almost like the same kid but he's like skateboarding around with like homeless people and yeah yeah, yeah found i think would be uh it's on flex too strong for you, RJ. I think too strong for me. I, I don't know if you'd like it. I don't know if uh, it's because I, I think it's like a a pretty mm. like it's not perfect. Just but the end. Yeah, Just it's the... it's fucked. Like it's a pretty fucked up movie, and it's really good. It is like it borders like in that weird space where it's it's so close to being like super good but there's like an, a part of it where like i can't recommend this to a lot of people but it's just like oh mm, it's it's, yeah. it's nothing like it 
Nothing quite like it. And like, actually, hmm. the one thing I'm not, I'm seeing that I don't know. Have you seen American Movie Corpse, the documentary? No. Oh, oh, oh it's so good. You, yeah, you need to get on that. Like, ASAP. oh, it's so good. That, yeah, you yeah. will. I, I cannot imagine you not loving it. It is American yeah. movie. American Chris movie. Chris yep, 1999. Yeah. That is. It is like one of the best documentaries. Uh, it is. It is so good. I think you will love it. Is it you will? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You. It's. It's a, it's a especially, can't miss. Especially for a. Just in general, it's awesome. But especially for aspiring like film people, like uh, mm-hmm. like I know you dabble with that stuff. Like I think you would get even even more out of it because of what these guys are. It's just it's just like two guys. Get me, it's like get one dude and his room. best friend trying to trying to make movies and stuff like that and it's so endearing like yeah. it it's midwest it's, it's as hell so good yeah it's yeah uh, i cannot like yeah I, it's almost it's criminal that you haven't seen it it's like, okay. man, yeah. like yeah yeah that's a that's a hundred percent but uh the other before we should we should get past this though because it is now three hours <laughs> holy shit uh but i was just gonna say uh that's at some point I, I think we'll have to do an episode just on um the uh necro storm stuff oh <laughs> I love that. Well, Necrostorm's my jam. Yeah, uh, Corpse has mentioned a couple a uh, couple times, Jared. He does uh, lots of projectors. So if you you want to do some ne- Necro uh, storms, you know, I uh, I mean, the Underworld can't be that hard to get to. Yeah. Right, Adam Adam Chaplin on the projector. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very tasty. Yeah, RJD, I know. <laughs> did you creep on anything? That. Uh, I've seen one of those necro storms. Um, uh, yeah, I watched the show. Um, I just very. I mean, I I wasn't gonna talk about it a lot, but you, are you guys familiar with that staircase, uh, true crime stuff? I watched the original documentary that by the French filmmakers from like the early two thousands, and then when I saw you log something called the staircase, I went, "What the fuck's that?" Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's just Hollywood reenactment of it, and the casting is actually really good. Like we looked up the. We watched the trailer for the actual documentary, and almost everyone, pretty much except for Mike, uh, for Colin Firth, who plays Michael Peterson, uh, you're kind of everyone else is pretty good. But uh, this is just like the reenactment of that. Uh, I'd never heard of the story, but it's uh, Jay Peterson's neck of the woods, the Carolinas, and uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I don't have a whole lot more to say. There's no definitive answers, I, which I mean, I guess maybe obviously, but uh, there's a couple things that happen. Lady down at the end of the staircase. Did the husband push her? Did she fall? Or did an owl get her, Jarrett? Because that's defense. another... The owl defense. Very popular. Very popular. We've all tried yeah. it at one point in our life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's well made. There's a couple goofy things. Like, there's a shot, kind of like Raw, where there's like a, like a corpse sitting on, like, the examining table overnight. And it's just like... And it's just like, wouldn't they put that body like in the cooler overnight? Like, why they wouldn't leave that on the table, you know? <laughs> I don't know. We got the corpse es- expert, but we, we last longer than you think sometimes. Ah, uh, true, mm-hmm. true. But uh, yeah, if you if you guys are true crime guys, uh, the staircase thing was pretty good. Yeah, is this like a docudrama? Or no, is it like a uh, full-on, well, it's like, movie not movie. It's a movie, movie, but it's or well, it's it's eight episodes. And it's uh, it's just reenactment of everything, and it shows like the docu or the film crew coming to like film them and stuff like that, and uh, a lot of time jumps and stuff because it takes place over basically twenty years. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's like full on like reenactment, and uh, 
where some of the stuff it's what was actually filmed so they're just like reenacting it like key for key uh and then some of it's just kind of embellishment a little bit you know it's pretty good it's pretty good not bad not bad yeah that's it though um, I'll just mention very brief, briefly. I watched a, this uh, Vinegar Syndrome film from their uh, archives mm-hmm. line. It's called Whatever It Takes from 1998. This movie stars mm-hmm. um, uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, Andrew Dice Clay, the, the, oh. the stand-up comic who's always yeah. been trying his hand disappeared at, at acting. I think mm-hmm. he showed up on like a on some Louis at one point, some Louis C.K. Yeah. and uh, Fred Williamson. Uh, I just wanted to get out there that so Don this movie opens up with Don Wilson so he's a he's an undercover cop I think he's a DEA agent who just gotten out of uh, an undercover stint that went bad where like a little like you know 13 year old girl was shot by a drug dealer holding her hostage and it's and he th- feels it's his fault but we, it's, but it's a cold open of him shirtlessly uh, <laughs> uh, painting. And with one hand, mm. and then he's like drinking just like right out of the bottle in the other. Because of course that's what like, artists do. They just like when they're tortured, they go they start painting and they're struggling really hard while they're also just chugging back the out of the bottle. And then they, they throw the bottle, of course, and they cast they throw the canvas to the ground and they're very upset. And then they pull a gun out and they start they tease the idea that he's about to shoot himself in the head, and then it flashes back. Mm. That's the case. Uh and then of course yeah, Fred Williamson's a drug dealer. They're trying trying to take down. That's the movie. But the, the but what it <laughs> is, it's not just any drug. The drug is steroids. And who are these? Who are these steroids being sold to? Pro wrestlers and bodybuilders. Nice. And and this like club that Fred Williamson owns, it has a pro wrestling ring in the middle of it, and it's just it's got like mm. just like, which is like that's a thing, yeah. Like people are like oh, I want to go watch the matches. I want to go watch some. Th-. But apparently in this world, it's like wrestling's real. Which mm-hmm. and this is from 1998. I feel like this is when uh, wrestling was kind of like picking up steam, and it was just like a oh, let's just throw some wrestling in. People like wrestling right now. Which mm-hmm. I mean, they could have done MMA, which would have just been like way more sense. But like they could have underground fighting, but no wrestling, yeah. big body slams and leg drops. That that's cool. And then and then of course uh, bodybuilders just you know doing the stretches and like wow, look at that! This is the best we've ever seen. <laughs> oh, top specimen. And then there's a, but then there's like DEA un- undercover stuff at a fitness yep. club. A lot of people working out. Some uh, dudes raging out, talking about you didn't even sign up. Get off my machine! And then they get kicked in the face. You broke my nose. Do you, do you own this movie? I do own this film. On, in, on I'm blue, looking at the poster on, on like, Blu-ray. This is not like a really appealing <laughs> poster. <laughs> no, not at all. No, so this is like all a... the Fred Williamson movies. But... <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that is a uh, no. This is like the Vinegar Syndrome, the one uh, boutique. Oh, okay. They put out these like pieces of shit movies, and I've just been collecting the action ones because yeah. I'm a, I'm an idiot. But there there there's an enjoyment out of these things, and then like when they go out of print, they go for way too much money. So I've just been kind of picking them up as I went. There's one that I missed out on. It was like a three pack with Vice Academy one, two, and three. I uh, I procured a copy of one and i watched it and i went i think i'm good not spending 180 dollars uh on this box set in the aftermarket because it's like i think you may have made a mistake oh yeah you want some vice i should get the vice academy 
Uh, I you you might need to whatever. I mean, the cover for whatever it takes looks amazing. Yeah, that's the this uh, looks incredible. <laughs> look at that! Look at that value. Yeah, looks incredible. Here, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you the uh, cover for uh, Vinegar Syndrome's uh, Vice Academy one, two, and three as well. It's got some yeah. assets. If you know what I mean. Assets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, there, Jer? Yeah, you tell me. Do you think this is worth a hundred and eighty dollars US? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I would definitely pay twenty dollars for that. Twenty bucks. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'd pay twenty bucks for it. I, I'm I'm more curious about this hand that has a tattoo and there's a face on the ta- on the arm. Do you see this on the forearm here? The hand holding the DVD. There's a tattoo of a face. Okay. Kind of looks like Bruce Campbell. That's possible. And know. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that's me. Somewhere in between. That's, that, those are my tattoos on my. Sleeve. Oh, I see. You know, I, I see. Used to have noticed them before. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't look at stuff. Quality stuff. Quality stuff. Yeah. But yeah, um, we'll leave it there. Uh, very yep. quickly for for the news, uh, oh. Cr- Criterion announced some October releases. Oh dear! Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, actually not bad. Like this is the first time uh, I'm I like, saw it. Ooh. They look pretty good. Yeah, we got yep. ourselves. Uh, let me just load it up here in the old. Uh, the internet box, uh, it's of course taking its time because uh, I don't have internet it open. box. There we go. So we got ourselves David Lynch's Lost Highway. Woo! Old friend of ours, Arsenic and Old Lace. That's an old friend of ours. Yep, classic cinema. Yep, yep. Everybody loves mm-hmm. it. Uh, some La Llorona, whatever the hell it's pronounced. La Llorona. There you I go. I believe Llorona. Uh, we, like we got that that Japanese uh, seven movie Cure that the the kids love. Oh sure, that's sure. That's, that's available. I think good on family streaming. Film? What's that? Mm-hmm. Good family film. Good. Uh, yes, oh, of course for, for sure. the whole family. And then we sure. also have uh, Cassie Lemon's Eve's Bayou, which is noteworthy. Is mm. one of those shows. She's uh, in Candyman, and she was actually also uh, she is the cop who is killed in hard target and she directed this oh. movie of eve's bayou Ooh. yeah nice time yeah well, well, how, how fortuitous and we're getting the only, the only cop in hard target <laughs> yeah and the uh 4k of night of the living dead is coming out so it's pretty cool hot diggity dog yeah. but uh gentlemen and undead we have a film to talk about and uh, i have i have not uh, had the luxury of uh taking a break uh, d- during our uh, chat, so I will be taking that opportunity to do just that. But yeah, uh, so uh, after the break, um, we're going to do a little bit of uh, hit and running of gangsters. Okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> that's it. Then RJ is going to confess. He'll, 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 he'll he fucking snitches. Catholic guilt stitches. Boys. RJ stitches. But then he'll go to hell anyways. That's right.
われることはできないねえ今夜もう一度会って生と死の境を通ってお前は俺と一緒に地獄へ落ちてゆくのだ現世の苦しみ古いきれない罪の意識にむなしくもだえ求め歩く一青年を描いて巨匠中川信夫が情熱を傾けて再び放つ異色野心作This is the Criterion Cruise Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Jigoku from 1960, directed by Nobuo Nakagawa, and we are joined by friend of the show, mm-hmm. the think, one, the one that we call now. Corpse. Do corpses have here. friends? Yeah, I do now. Good to me. Good. <laughs> he's got he's got two here. He's got friends in us. And yeah. us. Especially when you're in uh, Japanese hell, there's all the friends you could ever want. Well, you start, think... t- you start t- turning on each other in the cesspool. Yeah. yeah. More friends than you might want, I guess, in that's, Japanese hell. That's right. Yeah. It's a big old pile. But we're jumping the gun here. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. What's, so what's this movie here about? Well, a synopsis. After a young theology student flees a hit-and-run accident... He is plagued by both his own guilt-ridden conscience and a mysterious diabolical doppelganger. But all possible mm. escape routes lead straight to hell. Literally. I can explain the doppelganger thing. Because did uh, I watched the, the little documentary to this. I don't know if you guys did. I can explain that if you want me to now. Or I can explain it later once we get into the movie. You can explain it now if you wanted. Did either of you guys watch the making of the Infernal? I did not. No, it's on YouTube and there's no subtitles. (laughs) Terrific. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's this is actually a rare feature on the Criterion Channel that I actually wanted to watch. So it's like 40 minutes. The screenwriter, he's talking about that. This movie is intended to be. Uh, a person who's going through self-turmoil. And he said a lesser movie would have cast the same person in both roles, like the same actor as playing both of them. And he said, we're not like that. 
we're not we like ca- other we movies. cast someone else yeah yeah it, he didn't it, he didn't say lesser but it was something like um it was something like that he was just like a lesser movie would have just had the same actor play both roles and he's like not us we got a whole different actor for it so the intent was it's supposed to be the devil on the shoulder of that guy but it's a, the movie's supposed to be him doing things him always and it's his internal conflict so that's uh the tamura character yeah 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 and that's what the that's what the screenwriter said okay i mean yeah i didn't really think about it a lot because at different times it feels like he serves different purposes sometimes he's along for the ride sometimes he's just his friend sometimes it's like well this is like clearly the devil right but then it's not and they play fast and loose with that but nonetheless okay so anyways i uh i own this movie I bought it ages ago. Sure. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. It was Japanese horror films and oh, Criterion wow. puts out the, the, some fine ones. So, you know, Onibaba is real good stuff. And so, uh, oh, yeah. Jigoku was a blind buy way back when, and I watched it ages ago. Couldn't tell you when, probably it was shortly after it came out. I uh, watched it once and I didn't really remember a lot about it. I'm going to have to, I have to say, I think that I remember there was some hell stuff. But I remember at the the first part of the, like a, a huge chunk of the movie before that is a bunch of other stuff, and I was like, I'm here for the hell. I'm here for the cool hell stuff. That's that's why I heard so much about crazy Japanese movies. So I kind of like had shelved it for a long time, been meaning to rewatch it for quite a while. After I'd kind of become uh, more, uh, as we talked about uh, not that long ago, acclimated to uh, watching. Uh, this type of movie and building up a palette for it and then being able to appreciate this sort of thing better. Um, and I hadn't watched it then, of course, when we started this this lousy podcast. I was of like, course. oh, I can't watch it now. I got to wait till we get to yep. it. And here we are. And what a what an occasion joined by Corpse. Um, yes. Who I think I reached out to you, Corpse, uh, mm-hmm. about joining us because I was like, well, if there's any any kind of ghoulish film coming up anytime soon i think i think this would fit the bill definitely threw it on my radar months ago yeah and i I, op- I often look ahead at the criterion movies and and scan through them kind of look yeah. them up on letterbox watch some trailers and i, I keep a, a a constant list of like which ones i'm looking forward to and which ones because obviously they're not all corpse picks but uh, oh, of course. there's a there's a good uh a, a good a good chunk of them in there. Uh, what's the next one I got on my list? First Man into Space, 1959. Oh. Spine number 365. That's the next one I'm looking forward to after this one kind of thing, oh, yeah, right? right. So, um, you guys threw Ju- Jigoku on my uh, radar before um, before I had looked that far ahead. And uh, I've been anticipating it ever since. So much so that I went, I had lots of time to go through the director's other films. A good handful of them. Anyways, I watched uh, The Ghost of Yatsuya, Black Cat Mansion, The Ghost of Kassane, uh Snake Woman's Curse, and The Lady Vampire. So I, I, I crushed a few Nabo Nakagawa films in anticipation for this episode. Oh, man. Nice. That's w- way more work than either of us have ever, yeah. well, ever done. Or at least not done for a very long time. Well, Jared right. well, did that for the first like, year, maybe. Like, like you said, you, you uh, threw this on my radar months ago, so I was able to spread them out to you pretty good. 
Yeah, yeah the, uh, the only oh. one of uh, Nakagawa's movies that I've seen is The Ghost of Yatsua, Yatsue. And I, yeah, I've never seen like Black Cat Mansion or yeah. these other ones. So that's Yatsuya great. and Black Cat Mansion uh, are, are better than the other ones for sure. Those are the two standouts. Okay. I um, saw your review at Black Cat Mansion. It sounded cool. I was like, Ooh. Yeah, very, like, very atmospheric, cool. moody. Yeah. It's got like a lot of swamp and uh, the the misty swamps and then the the black cat lady looks cool too it's got mm-hmm. it's got like a universal monsters feel to it almost mm-hmm. which uh yeah another uh creeptober pick maybe for some people i oh, think yeah. it, might be on, it might be on youtube i'm not sure yeah, i think you mentioned it being on subtitles with subtitles and and uh, uh that sweet sweet 69 minutes long Oof. there you go so, yeah so that's the one better Perfect, perfect, even better. Perfect runtime. So, uh, RJ, were you familiar at all with this before this week? I know Goku. Okay, Son Goku. Uh, yeah, I know Son Goku v- v- from uh, Vegeta. Oh, I know some Vegeta. I know. Some, yeah, it's uh, in the in the um, foreign aisle of the grocery store. They have that Vegeta. Is it rice or is it? It's like salt or something. <laughs> You guys ever seen that in the store? You guys ever seen that? You seen this? You know, Veg- Vegemite? No, not Vegemite. It says Vegeta. It's like a, it's like a kind of salt or something. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I got a, I got a Goku tie-in for this movie. Oh. Today, actually, I watched the Jigoku remake from 1979. Yeah. And oh. right off the bat, the production company comes up, and I'm like, I recognize that. It's like that Toei. I'm not sure how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. But it popped up, and I brought them up right away. Produced a ton of Dragon Ball Z movies back in the day, and like yeah. Power Rangers and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there's a little tie in there with your Goku. Yeah, see, it it all comes together. I actually tried to find that uh, re uh, the remake as well, but uh, I couldn't find it. So I I tried, I tried, but I couldn't get. I'm not, not going to tell you where I found it. Uh, no, um, it was I, class, I guarantee you it was. Perfectly. I found it at that video store I was telling you about earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfectly legal means. Um, but no, I, uh, I I didn't know about Jigoku at all. Okay. And then I watched it, and then I uh, I did some mild Googling, which by that I mean I read about a paragraph or two on Wikipedia, and I went, ooh, okay. So uh, I know more about it now. That's that's wonderful. Let's, yeah. Let's see if we can bestow some of this, this great knowledge of ours uh <laughs> Of course. Uh, to our listeners, our dear listeners who are definitely tuning in to be like, I want to know more about Chigoku to the Criterion Creeps podcast. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? So, uh, our yeah. protagonist, Shiro, uh, he's, he's got a girlfriend, a, fi- a fiance, Yukiko. Uh, she is the daughter of his professor, uh, who teaches religion. Uh, we get some sweet chalkboard action talking about concepts of hell. But before all this, we get this um, kind of a, I guess, a prelude, a montage of hell and this like awesome, like existential dialogue. Uh, very mm-hmm. matter of fact. Uh, it feels like very like this terseness to the, the, the writing of this narration. It's um, it really it's very Japanese and just these wonderful expressions and these like kind of uh, great kind of ambiguous images of like people by rivers in hands talking about the eternal damnation of young babies and stuff. And I'm like, mm. Oh, and in my mind, I went, this, this actually kind of is an RJ pick, isn't it? Oh, why, why do you say that? Jer? I don't know. I feel like you're into eternal damnation of babies. Only the bad ones. 
the bad babies especially yeah <laughs> you you know the bad babies you're just you like yeah there's like these like floating bodies that are all like covered in, like in this white cake and they're floating in like a pool like in like a tub and it's things like could the law even begin to punish them all uh could they yeah and in the end all must die and these bandaged figures just floating suspendedly and you're like what is what is this movie all about what's it what's it trying to sell mm-hmm. well um it, it basically are either of you familiar with the uh the cartoonist uh and like kind of evangelical uh jack chick who made like these really famous chick tracks there are these like comics that are just you're supposed to like like you know people go around and they slip them into your like bowling shoes or in your mailbox and there are these just really weird comics they're just about like you better accept Jesus Christ as your as your love as your lord and savior or you're going to hell he is a like a total anti-papist uh, completely against the catholic church uh, it's all a distraction that will lead you astray from the real god and like it's always like this like kind of like whatever stuff about like morality tale about a character making weird decisions along the way. But by the end, some guy goes who, who acts like he was his friend this whole time goes, "Ha! But I was the devil, and now you're in hell for all eternity." <laughs> that's every Jack Chick track, and that's kind of what Jigoku reminded me of. Uh, apparently, what they were going for was a Faust story, Jerry. Faust? You know Faust. I know about I know about Faust. Yeah, you know Faust, Doctor yeah, Faustus. Yeah, that's what um, some Mephisto stuff. That's uh, that's apparently what they were trying to do. So a tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Yeah, corpse v corpse. Yeah. You know. So uh, back to Shiro. He's he's oh, at, yeah. he's at dinner with his uh, girlfriend and her family, and uh, his buddy Tamura shows up, kind of like all all pale and kind of spooky looking. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he was his for her. She dated him at one time, the, the girlfriend, and he kind of got snagged away. And he's like, "Yeah, that's okay. I, I don't care. I'm over that. I wear sunglasses indoors." And it's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, let's let's go for a car ride, mm-hmm. an erratic car ride." And what happens? Well, they run over the gang, uh, leader of a yakuza gang. Uh, a guy named Kiyochi. They stop. They check in on him. He's like, "Ah, he hit me by a car." You gotta give me some help. And they're like, no, let's keep driving. Whether we won't get caught. It's like, no, this is we should we should go back and help. And it's like, ha ha ha, ha no. <laughs> and then, but but this this gangster's mom was there because it was right in front of his house because he was stumbling about drunk, I guess. And she saw it. She saw the license plate. She keeps a mind of this. It's like because her son has been killed. And uh, now some should take note of. Yes, your son got, mm. got ran yeah. over. Get that license plate. <laughs> they peel off into the dark. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Tamura, the driver, he don't care. He is like, what's done is done. We don't want to go to jail. But uh, Shiro feels pretty bad about all of this. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, tells the the girlfriend about it um, after some 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 contemplation. She's like, well, we have to go to the police. Um, and he's like, well, let's just drive. Let's, let's just catch a cab there. She's like, no, no, I want to just walk. Um, and well, of course, uh, what irony! The, the the cab that he demanded them take, it crashes. It just mm. it just crashes into a tree, and now she's dead. And you're like, man, that's rough. It's like, how many more bad things can happen to this guy? It's like, Not well, enough. It's only the beginning. Um, so let's see here. So then there's like the funeral, and then 
Shiro winds up meeting a it's like a stripper. <laughs> uh, she well, works at the bar. She works at the bar. Prostitute, I I thought. Yeah. Like a sex worker because uh yeah. That's not because she she mentions things about like She's an entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. The people that she uh entertains and stuff like that. And she hones I took in it on as, this guy. I took it as they were both sex workers, but I could have been wrong. The what? The mother and the daughter? The mother and the daughter-in-law or something, oh, right? Right. Yes, yeah, the daughter-in-law. Yeah. Or no, it's daughter. It's it's because it's because that was her brother who died. So it's the mother and daughter, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so, so he was the he was the provider for both of them either way. Yeah. Whatever it was, I thought I thought she was like her his wife or something. Maybe I could have went over my head. Yeah. Either way, he no, was. It's provided, his, no, sorry, it's not. It wasn't his daughter. Her yeah. daughter. It's her. It's girlfriend. 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 Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. providing for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, and they were. Uh, did they go into sex work because he died? Well, so the there is. Kind of the... Yeah, there was a comment that like he was the one providing for both of them, and then because when he was dying, they're like, "Oh shit." What do, like, do? what do we do now? Yeah, and then then they both worked. Uh, showed up at like this, the stripping clubs. So that was how it seemed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, she moves in on this guy, sees him as a mark. And then after, after, uh, bedding down, they, uh, she realizes, uh, that this guy is, this guy was in that car that killed her, her ex, her, her deceased boyfriend. And they ran the plates. Yeah. They run, they ran the plates. (laughs) They just, they just ran them. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. Yeah, you just do it. You have access. Old, <laughs> it's olden times. Um, so then, then we get. So this is like the first, I don't know, twenty minutes of the movie, and then it transitions over to like this second phase where uh, Shiro goes to visit his his parents, um, with, who live in this retirement community, um. That is run by his dad, and it is this—I don't know what you would call it. It's just like this squalor, <laughs> where like just ho- ho- reprobates and horrible people, and like oh, connivers yeah. and dirty doctors, and just like this this you know depressed painter painting, trying to paint a depiction of hell. They all live there. They've all got scams going. Um, but he also meets finds a a woman who is a who strikes a striking resemblance to his recently deceased fiance, um, mm-hmm. uh, Sashiko, I believe is her name. Very striking, Jared. Very striking. It's almost Very like it's, the, it's almost like one of those times where I go, RJ, when did you realize? Wow. <laughs> Let's not get into that yet. Yeah. Let's not get there yet. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. some... Anyway, so um, the, the next thing I kind of specifically remember in this is fishing. And this talk about rotten fish and like rancid yeah. fish and being like, ah, it's good. It's good enough to eat. We'll just feed it to them anyways. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you boys had rancid fish? I, I hope I haven't had any recently. Yeah. Otherwise, I might yeah, have to take off for a little bit. But 
one the one part that stuck out to me was when when he went to visit his mom and she's like dying yeah and his, his dad's in the next room with his mistress and you can like hear them fooling around yeah and i was like i like hated that guy <laughs> like i hated the dad the most out of everyone in this movie yeah yeah like, I, I kind of agree with you it's mm-hmm. all like leading up into like why are they all going to hell that's what it's all building up to right? oh and yeah. like he deserved, he deserved it the most i felt was the dad yeah. he was the biggest piece of shit out of all of them yeah he was a bad dude yeah for sure. yeah so he's got a mistress and like and she's of course we're already like ready to move on from this guy now too um, <laughs> yeah. and move on to the sun while he's like right there's like ah yeah like right in front of this like oh it's it, real real greasy stuff she's so greasy that lady. yeah her <laughs> yeah. and the dad were like the yeah. worst yeah, so you kind of know, like, well, I mean, these, they all got it coming, don't they? Well, who doesn't, you know what I mean? Well, we've all got it coming, kid. But that's the whole point of the first half of this movie, is basically setting up why is everyone going to hell. Yep. Yeah. Um, so eventually, um, the the Yakuza guy who died, his, uh, his girlfriend and mother track him down, track down Shiro, uh, there's a rope bridge exchange with some mm-hmm. pretty amazing uh, dummies <laughs> falling yeah, yeah. Down, down a gorge. Uh, that was a highlight. That was a highlight. De- definitely, sure. yeah. Some good old-fashioned <laughs> body dropping. I I, uh, I was watching by myself, and I, I I genuinely gasped at the the body, the corpse flop. I went <gasps> hitting the rock because <laughs> when it hits the rocks, I was like. <gasps> I was like, no. Are they all right? <laughs> well, I was just, it, it was like the force of the impact and the bounce. I was yeah. like, it's not just like a fake body that they threw off. I think it was a real body is, it is what I'm trying to, to say. Yeah, it had some it weight. Had, had some didn't weight. Like flail her. She didn't flail or anything on the way down. So yeah. it gave like that dummy look, but it like yeah. still like had some impact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, audibly sh- uh, gasped. <gasps> And I went, oh man, it's <laughs> good stuff. That was a highlight for sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then so like, yeah, after that happens, you're like, well, I mean, he, this guy's scot free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, the only people who 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 put the finger on him, it's over with. I mean, there's some talk about like tire tracks that could be used to identify him that are floating mm-hmm. over his head. But he's like, ah, you know what? Of course, uh, his buddy uh, hanging around. Um, it's like, no, you can't go to the cops. <laughs> so uh, there's a big celebration uh, at, at the old, uh, the squalid household where everyone's living. The, mm-hmm. the rotten fish is eaten. People are uh, jumping in front of trains. People are falling to their deaths. Um, but yeah, there's this like ridiculous scene of just like people dying from like food poisoning like, mm-hmm. instantly. But you're like, yep. this is fine. Whatever. We, we got to get to the next step of this film, which I mean, I don't know how this would play uh, to like an audience live in 1960. <laughs> You're just like, oh, hmm. I'm not, there's no really anyone I'm rooting for other than, well, I hope these people soon find their way. <laughs> and did they? Well, no, because that, now they're, they go into hell. <laughs> and so the last like half hour of this is hell and it's like <laughs> so much fun uh the one thing i should mention is like this movie is extremely screenshotable i was watching this mm-hmm. on i was watching this on the laptop and there'd, there'd be this juxtaposition of text with the images and i was just like 
snapping away, sending stuff to RJ as I was watching. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look at this. This is this is weeks of fodder for Instagram. <laughs> yeah, this is the podcast in a nutshell. This is some peak. I mean, yes. This this film really does, I think, encapsulate what the Criterion Creeps uh, is about in a lot of ways. Uh, the sins that the sins that we we do knowingly and the things that we will have to pay for later right sure that's right so what kind of follows is uh the whole thing is sets up like shiro is going to be given these like opportunities to try to like save himself out of this as he gets to explore and experience the various levels of hell Mm -hmm. and they have this kind of thing where people are like in hell but they're kind of like cutting back and forth between like nothing happening to them and it's like kind of like a a mental space where they're imagining what's happening to them and then what's actually happening to them but it doesn't there's no difference there yeah i think there's a how i kind of interpreted things it's like they're they're tormented and then like revived so they can be tormented some more kind of thing basically yeah like, so you're kind of like you're, you you cut between their like different phases of them like how they arrived in hell in kind of rags and whatever or whatever clothes they were wearing but then it cuts to them kind of like in sort of uh, desaturated clothes, being tortured by demons, like being chopped up and cut in half, and then they get brought back to life, and then they get to reenact this over and over and over again. Is sort of the mm-hmm. point for. Um, so some of those highlights are people just being like torn apart, like having their arms and legs torn off, which is a uh, pretty cool. My 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 favorite one was the dad gets his skin filleted right off of him, and then he's like laying on his back, yeah. staring at like his rib exposed rib cage, and his heart's like beating, and like all his guts and everything. That that was the best one for him. Yeah, opinion. that one's super cool. I like that his head is untouched because it, it felt like a comic yeah. book where, or like like an old Looney Tunes where it's like a head that's normal, but then skeleton like piranhas went flew through or something. That's what it seemed like, and I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like when I when I was watching the remake today, I was like waiting for like a oh yeah there it is. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for a, for a part. I was like okay, what's gonna top like the exposed rib cage beating yeah. art scene or whatever? And I'm like they don't do it, but it's it's oh. similar. They never top it. Damn. Um, do they top it with the gore? There's one cool part where they're like there's these big giant demons and they're like forcing all these people to push this crank around in a circle and then they're dropping people in the top of the the crank it's almost like a like a pepper grinder and they're just grinding the people in the in the middle of it while they're like forcing other people to push the grinder to like to create and then it it forms like a river of blood and then the blood flows and then they like they they form back up into themselves so like they're always being like uh, reborn and then killed reborn so they can be tormented some more kind of thing yeah i I like that too but like yeah the the gore in this one it is better and this one felt more like overbearing and chaotic like with like the 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 beating of the drums and like that one demon that they keep showing with like the the club that's just like beating and like it's it, it felt more like like hell than the other one the other one felt like you could kind of step back a little bit more and and, and soak it in whereas the other one felt like it was or the original felt like it was more like assaulting you at times almost like it was yep. and it was longer too the the hell scene in the original one is about twice as long maybe as the the, the remake, which is it, it, what what you're watching this for, is for the hell scene, right? So yeah, it's like it's like what forty minutes in this movie it's in 40, Chogoku? It's about twenty five, I think. I I clocked yeah. it right when they went to hell. I was like, I time stamped. I was like, okay, when do they go on the sack in the in the remake? Yeah. It's about twenty five minutes they get of hell. Yeah, and it's not it's not as chaotic. It's very similar though, like uh, aesthetically, mm-hmm. like they've got like the green 
clouds in the sky everyone's wearing gray they, the black backdrop it, it's very very similar looking it yeah. both movies like i almost like rate them the same almost to be honest hmm. it, i think i think the remake is very it is is similar to this one right it, good the stuff. story like the whole first half is completely different story but i kind of almost feel the same way as i did about the other one but the hell sequence i'd say is slightly better in the original in my opinion mm-hmm. okay hmm. Good to know. Good to know. I'd say it's worth a watch. If you, if you like if you like 1960 yeah. Jigoku, check out the remake because they change enough about it that it doesn't feel like you're watching the same movie. But the hell mm-hmm. stuff, which is the good stuff, they they replicate it pretty well. Very good. Um. So yeah. So amongst all the like mayhem that's going on, people like being like kind of slowly trudging into this river of, uh, was it the pus squeezed from their corpses? <laughs> oh so, yeah it so, sounds so good like said out loud yeah. i got uh i got a screenshot of that jared so i can tell you exactly how it's phrased okay uh because uh i i liked that quite a bit it is um this is the pus wrung from your festering carcasses and a cesspool of your foul wastes drink all you wish yes because they're thirsty because they're thirsty which uh i think is a, a nice level of hell because it's all about the levels of hell i think i think the thirst level of hell is a good one <laughs> you know sometimes i guess always the thing is like so you like donuts eh we can have all the donuts you want <laughs> um, 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 more yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. That, that i don't know there's that, that that comes to my mind far too often <laughs> the simpsons hell yeah, yeah. I, I think about simpsons hell all the time Mm-hmm. All the time. And is that why is that what keeps you on the straight and narrow, RJ? Well, Jared, Simpsons, Simpsons Hell and my boy JC up there, they're always oh. keeping me JC in is, line. But he's silent. He, 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 you're left to your own devices. Not in here, baby. Don't, don't stray. Yet, but you don't know. Maybe he wants you to. Not in here. Maybe he's, there's a plan. Well. <clears throat> so several hours ago when we started this podcast. Um, yes, uh, yes. Just recording this one, I mean. Uh, I mentioned that there was a film that came to mind watching this because there's a bit where, like, I think they called this um, on Wikipedia the vortex of damn souls, where characters are yeah. just running around in a circle over and over, yeah. and over again. And I was like, you know what, this is missing John Cusack in the cell in the cell <laughs> tower, like in the, the in the smash hit cell. Remember that this, movie, RJ? The Stephen King smash hit cell is yeah. that what you're talking about yeah. yes i i am aware yeah people running yeah. around going around and around in circles endlessly Do you think that's what he was going for i think it might have been they've been like you know it's like jagoku the director would turn to the rest of the production and he goes huh, huh? so you guys got it it's, like, it's on cri- I mean? it's on criterion you could probably get it from the library or something back in like yeah. whenever that was 2012 he said when you everyone... guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> when everyone is connected no one is safe Oh, it's a good. It's a it's a classic. People really a classic. People really dump on that movie, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Sell yeah. the the top three reviews: one and a half star, two stars, and half star. Jared, Jared is a cell uh, cell head. Yeah, yeah, a cell head. World yeah. War Z Z Z Yawn of the Dead. Oh. So... see, people are lazy. You know, they've never done anything in their lives. Yeah. They haven't those guys they couldn't even make a thunder pants if they wanted to. That's that's the thing, you know. Yeah. They they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Well, and that's it's, got, it's got Sam Jackson in it, so it can't be that bad. 
Exactly. Uh, very true. Very true. It's about cell yeah, it's about cell phone zombies. It's great. Even Jared gave it two and a half stars. <laughs> it's a high praise. That is from Jared. Maybe Jared's the real cell phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, there's a ba- there's a baby in this movie, Jigoku, and it's in peril. Yep. And, and then on, it gets, frequently. And it's on a large wheel for a very long period of time. And this guy just can't reach it. He's not it's like he's not even trying. Mm-hmm. It's like he's acting he, like he's trying. You see, I, I, the biggest problem I had with that is like, don't go like with the wheel, go against the wheel because you'll get there oh, way yeah, faster. The other way, good point. Seems yeah, dumb. but you didn't think that through. Yeah, he doesn't try at all though. Like uh, he's just uh, that. That would uh, be hell though. Like a baby just screaming in your ear endlessly. And that, I think, that, yeah, it, it would be. I think the biggest thing with that too is like, and you can't you can't like pick it up and just like rock it. It's always in a it's always in a room somewhere else. Like you, you just keep trying to find it. Well, that and also it's a it's a baby that never existed either. It's like this is the baby we were we were going to have, and then he goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> he says, "This is my own personal hell." Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So we're kind of left Crazy. on this, uh, this, this, this like moment of like, Shiro's unable to save this his daughter, his yeah, his, his daughter's soul who got brought down to into limbo hell, because uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was like gestating was, in the womb. She was unbaptized. Oh, that's, yeah. that's how that works. Like original yeah. sin. Yeah. 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 Um, so. so, anyways, uh, yeah, you find out that. Uh, everyone, everyone at the party's dead. Which I mean, we kind of figured because they're all in hell. Mm-hmm. You got, you got to be there mm-hmm. for some reason. Uh, the, the painter, he's hung himself, set his painting on fire, and mm-hmm. uh, then we get though um, a scene of the. His, oh yeah, because you find out it's his sister <laughs> that he's like he was infatuated. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of incest thrown in um, for good reason. Yeah. There's a lot of that in the second one, or in the remake, too. Even though the story's completely different, there's a lot of, like, oh, wait, never mind, this was your brother. <laughs> but it's, like, uh, I don't know. That's a just, sin. Just casually. Go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so this has, like, some real uh, mm-hmm. Racerhead uh, vibes in some ways. These, like, mm. th- like this, this kind of ambiguous final shot of, like, the two figures, kind of these gatekeepers mm-hmm. to heaven, I guess. And there's, like, the pedals raining down, and they're, like, yeah. with their... Um, parasols and they're like kind of gesturing come on in the water's warm yeah. in heaven <laughs> mm-hmm. so did you guys just accept that ending or did you find more about it i i, 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 I didn't look ex- into I it i just accepted it i i did yeah. too and i had like one question like when i finished watching it i was like did shiro deserve to go to hell well so what i think he, he was always like trying to do the right thing I, I agree. He never caused anything negative to happen. Yeah, I agree. He was always the one who was he was trying to do the right thing every step of the way. Every he step of the way he confess, was trying And then to. his his fiance died on the way to go confess. And so then he had to deal with that. So then that's why he didn't. Yeah. And he didn't cause that. He always felt guilty about everything that he did. Yeah. Like, what did he ever do wrong? So, so yeah, go- yeah, RJ, as a theolo- theologian, yeah. what do you say? Uh, I, I think... If he went up to St. Peter, my boy, 
St. Peter would have gave him a pass. He'd say, I saw that you were trying to do the right thing. Okay. So, so say, what, what if St. Peter was uh, Lord Enma and he was going to get some like Oni demons that just beat you with clubs? See, Lord Enma has a different approach to this. He says, You're guilty. Yeah. You're guilty. And uh, he, he goes after them. But even like. It's a, it's a made in Alberta solution. It is. It is. Yeah, because uh, girlfriend dies, and he's just like, shit. And he's like, I'll still turn myself in. And then he gets to know it's like, mom is dying. Come now. And he goes, uh, okay. He's like, I guess I go go see my mom now. And then he goes there, and then everyone's dying over there. It's a, it's a whole thing. He He's always trying to do the right thing. He he doesn't try to do anything bad. Isn't that so true then, of all of us? Yeah. So, so, it, so what, I, what I found out about that. Is that is when he first goes to hell and he sees uh, what's her name uh, y- Yukiko, she's there with yeah. the baby. The baby's yeah. got the original sin, so she lays the baby in the water and it starts going to hell. And she tells him to save the baby. He chooses mm-hmm. to go to hell. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think of that. He doesn't actually go to hell. He chooses to go. And so then when he's following the baby at the end on the wheel. And then at the end, when they have like that ominous ending or whatever, yeah, it, impl- it implies that he actually got the baby and saved it and was able to go to heaven after. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that, that at all. At all. Was like, why the hell did Shiro go to go to? Go yeah. to hell? I didn't think that he deserved to go. I thought that was rough that he was down there. Yeah, was, yeah. I guess it's like I mean his. Yeah, if you want to take his like doppelganger friend uh as sort of like yeah. he's kind of dragging him down he's kind of preventing that... him and i guess i'm not sure what you're supposed to do in that situation be like step off bro leave me leave me be i, I don't know yeah. what, that would have changed he, anything he tells, fundamentally but he tells him every five seconds to leave him alone that's yeah, the whole he's thing like, yeah, he, at one he's point like, he's like where did you alone? come from he says that yeah. <laughs> where did you come from he was a weird character in that if that was like an american made movie people yeah. would question the hell out of that guy because he didn't make any sense that would be the jared leto character <laughs> totally. yeah. yeah but then so, with his grill okay, i was like is he just like a, a devil on the shoulder is he'd exist like the doppelganger thing i'm like what is the what is the deal with that guy is so he... the, the screenwriter said that the intention was that it was it's supposed to be him like both characters are supposed to be him but they didn't want to like make a hard distinction like that's why they didn't have the one actor playing both roles they he said he was like he's like yeah we wanted to make it a little bit like yeah. kind of ambiguous so he's like uh it's like it's supposed to be him but uh, it is a also kind of a separate entity so because it he, is him and it isn't he's he's always just kind of like hopping in and being like you're bad because of this and you're bad because of this and like doing like weird things here or there yeah. but then when they're in hell he's still kind of doing that but then all of a sudden he starts getting tortured he starts too getting tortured in front of the other yeah. guys so i'm like that's why i mean like if it was an american movie it'd be like you can't you if, if he's gonna be like sides a devil on your shoulder he can't actually yeah. be driving a vehicle yep. and and doing and other characters reacting to him right like he go, yep. he shows up at the at the professor's house at the beginning and makes everyone uncomfortable and everything so he is actually like a physical character in yep. the movie he's not just like a metaphorical guy like, yeah yeah what kind of car would the devil drive do you think black Does lincoln. this guy drive a black lincoln that's pretty good that's pretty good uh, i think that's yeah, the, no, I, I believe that's the car in the movie the fury Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, sorry, not the Fury. The car. The car. The car. Yeah, the car. I was thinking yeah. of because I think yeah, it's a it's a Plymouth Fury in uh, Christine. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you. 
I, I agree with both of you. Uh, Black Theory, but also, um, yeah, uh, what was I saying? I, I like the line where he, he's just like, he's like, I'm an imp from from hell or something. Yeah. He says something that he's like, I'm a troll from hell. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay. For real? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, like, oh, you? He was, he, was, he was an interesting character. I couldn't figure that one out, but at the same time, you kind of just accept it. Yeah. A lot of the documentary was that guy being interviewed. Like, oh. the guy who played, like, uh, Tamura. Yeah. And uh, he seemed like a really sweet guy. And he was like, he's like, I kind of had a hard time with this role. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't really like bad stuff. He's like, and all I had to do was bad stuff. And I was like, oh, and he's he's really old now. So you, you feel for him. He seemed like a sweet guy. Sweet I, old I, I looked up his filmography because I wanted to see if there's anything to watch with him in it. And he's not, like, top build in any other movies that he's yeah. in. He's, like, lower... Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I've I've seen like his top yeah. four most popular films: uh, Ring, Ringu Two, Jigoku, and uh, Female Scorpion, uh, Female oh. Prisoner Scorpion, which is uh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a really cool movie. But yeah, there's the one movie that's, the the poster. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this one, Corpse, The Golden Bat. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Golden Bat, yeah, and it's got a couple of the other actors in it too. I couldn't find I couldn't find that one anywhere. Yeah, or maybe it's the director, maybe. The same director, no. Uh, so oh, this uh, one was on my oh, radar. It, it must be the same. It's the same. Oh, Toei Company. I don't know. This one was on my radar, but I couldn't find it. So there was something about those Ringo movies too, Jarrett. Whereas uh, they were talking about the influence of this movie, and the Ring um, director directors wanted uh, everyone involved in Jigoku in the in uh, in the Ring, but uh, a couple of them were dead. And uh, that presents an issue right there. Yeah. And then uh, it was one thing where it was like they wanted the set designer or something like that. It was either Ring or some other Japanese horror director uh, who like I don't know if they ever actually flashed his name. I think he was just a a person talking at some point. But he was like, yeah, I've made Japanese horror movies. And he's like, and we wanted the set director. But it was a conflict or uh, scheduling conflict. So but the the Ring thing was they're like, yeah, we couldn't get like the director because he was dead. So they're like, so we just, you know, went for it. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. Uh, my, my thoughts mm-hmm. on this is, I think this, if I said earlier, I think this film, uh, in its own way, encapsulates the, the philosophy of this podcast. In, in, in a, I, in a I lot agree. Of ways. Uh, yeah. that, that there's, like, pretty well, like, everything we like about our, our, our movies is here. It's not the best version of that by any means like at all mm-hmm. uh but it's like there's so much of that of it here we're like oh this is what we are all about what we're looking for in movies i i enjoyed watching this uh second time quite a bit just in comparison to like a lot of the stuff we have had to watch recently where i'm like not involved at all like mm-hmm. <laughs> on any level uh say like a uh, an adam's rib which is a side you loved adam's rib uh you know you're seduced and abandons um you've yeah. like kicking and screaming uh the works of uh old eric omer um mm. you know this is this is definitely more uh, my 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 speed i guess uh not just because it's like kind of cool gory um hell stuff or anything like that but just on this idea of like um you know life and misery but in a cool way not this ennui <laughs> uh bored rich assholes and like being like man these are really good characters i go no they're not this this is like these characters are garbage 
but we're gonna have fun with it and they're gonna die from like rancid fish I'm like, I'm like, give me more of that, please. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and like, sli- like, yeah, greasy. Give me greasy. Who doesn't like greasy? I don't know. People who are trying to uh, watch their diet, you know, like greasy foods. But the greasier but, the better, I say. But in people that don't like uh, matzo burgers. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. So yeah. that that wonderful like savory salty t- flavor that matzo has. Oh. Mm. You gotta go get yourself one tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'll, I'll throw it to you two. Uh, what did you think of this film? Uh, I think it's usually customary. I let the guests go first. So, uh, Corpse, would you like to take it? Jigoku. Um, yeah, I the the beginning half of this, I'm still trying to wonder how much I, I like all that stuff. Uh, they really you feel like they're just trying to like show you why everyone's going to hell and mm-hmm. at the end of the day if that was like the movie would it, would it be that great no <laughs> it yeah it's hard to say because like there's fun stuff that happens yeah but but you're just waiting for them to go to hell and and then when mm-hmm. you go to hell it, it it's worth the wait and they spend they spend enough time in hell that it's not just like a quick like ending of it or whatever you know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. they, they, you spend some time there, and then it has a, it has a, a style too. I don't know if it was a unique style, if they invented this style, but it's still being used to this day. The, the like almost like neon greens and reds, uh, just like lighting, like it's a straight like black backdrop, and they'll just like shine a light on one character, a green light on one character, and a red light on another character, and uh, they're emulating that today. It's almost like a throwback style that people are still using today. It's like almost yep. considered a gimmick in ways. And I, and I, and I like it myself. Like, I mean, you need more than just that to make a good movie, but if you throw that on top of it, it gives it a good memorable aesthetic that makes it stand out and memorable in a way too. So I don't know if they, if he pioneered that style, I don't know if they're like, this is what 1960. Yeah, I would say that this was. Uh, uh, there's a lot. Yeah. Like, if we, like with all the a lot of like the '60s Japanese stuff we've watched, this was mm-hmm. like an aesthetic that um, was. They were using that, that, like the bright, the lights. Yeah. It, with his stuff, Nobuo Nakagawa, he was not using this kind of lighting in his other stuff before. Like this, this is like visually a lot differently different than his other stuff that he made. It, yeah. It's not the same. Like this is a step step up from everything else that he made. There's uh, actually uh, when you're talking about the like kind of that lighting and stuff like that. Uh, there was one thing that came to mind. So there's this documentary that came out in, like 2009. It's called uh, Henry George Clouseau's Inferno, and it's kind of like a so the guy Henry Clouseau uh, directed um, movies like Wages of Fear and stuff like that that we've talked about on the podcast. Uh, he was working on this project, this movie called Inferno. Uh, it never got finished, but there's all this footage because he just apparently became obsessed with like test screenings and like mm-hmm. it became this like unwieldy thing that just never materialized. But there's all this footage that exists, and there was enough of it that these uh, filmmakers actually made a documentary ar- about this unmade film. And all it is is just like crazy lighting and like trying to figure out different lenses to get certain effects to create like characters uh, state of mind and stuff like that uh i have no idea if this is available for streaming anywhere but i watched this like you know a decade ago but it's one of those like when you were talking about that that's the first thing that came into mind and this was being filmed uh 1964 so i i think that like there was that that experimentation like i don't know if you watched um 
that Love Witch mm. movie. I'm I'm I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's on I yeah, I, I I I'm not a big fan of that, but it does kind of have that sort of like kind of uh, artistic uh, exp- uh, experimentation, I guess, with sort of lighting yeah. effects and like creating a moves yeah. and stuff like that, and creating really great crazy images and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I think this is like pretty much like in that but i think it also is like using those effects to like uh more wonderful effects <laughs> like it's a lot more fun with it rather than like having anything specifically to say about the the story itself i think it's just kind of there to like make for really nice like film decisions making it look exciting mm-hmm. it, it's just a little something extra like when you think back on a movie you're like what do you remember from it like the lighting will be one thing that i remember from this the the visions of hell and it's just like black backdrop with colorful lights shining on like the stuff that you're supposed to focus on basically. Yeah. And, and then all the people that are being tormented are all in gray. Like there's these like gray swirls of people like it, it looks really nice. And when, when I'm watching movies too, things that, that stick out to me, like when I hang out with my buddies or I go out to like a, a get together with my friends, a lot of the time people would be like, Oh, give corpse the remote. He'll put mm-hmm. something, he'll put something ridiculous on the TV. This is <laughs> like the last 40 minutes of this movie. It would be perfect for me to throw on. And it's one of those things where you're all sitting around having a beer eating some pizza or something at the table and people just glance over at the tv and go what the fuck is that kind of thing this is a perfect what the fuck is that type of movie and that mm-hmm. that goes that goes a long way for me yeah. yeah and and so yeah you're you're watching the first half of this movie you're in inve- you're invested in it you're interested in these characters they got a weird story they all have like there's there's things going on to keep you engaged and then you go to hell and it's worth the wait and they get and they spend enough time there where it's not just like a cap on the movie it's still part of it's a good chunk of the movie too so I think I think uh, yeah, it's it's effective and memorable and and stands out for especially for a 1960 movie too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you're saying it was worth coming okay. onto the pod for like four hours <laughs> to talk about? Oh, absolutely! And then the deep dive into Nakagawa too, like yeah, some, yeah, some good black and white uh, uh, Japanese ghost stories. Like a lot of them, like four of them were like the same movie, whereas basically like some rich person fucks someone over and then their ghost comes back and haunts them. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like the different rich person fucks someone over in a different way. <laughs> and then like, but there was, like I said, like under 80 minutes, short, yeah. sweet, atmospheric, not like, yeah, definitely worth my time. Cat, um, the re- the remake, the 1979 remake, I think I almost would say is almost just as good as this one too. So, Hmm. see i yeah. find that interesting yeah i i'm watching it like do i like this more than the other one or not the the hell sequence is a bit better in this one but it's still good in the other one and and in the 1979 one they it's about this girl who like she uh uh she's born so there's this at the beginning there's this guy and this girl and they and this guy runs in and like shoots the guy and he's like you had you had sex with my brother and you're pregnant with his baby and then she steps in a bear trap and he leaves her to die and then the towns the townspeople show up and she's dead but she gives birth while she's dead so this baby was like born out of hell basically and then 20 years later we follow or no and then they they give it to the guy who who cheated they give it to his wife and they're like you have to raise this baby and then this other guy from an orphanage shows up and you're like he's like you probably hate this baby because your husband cheated on you with this lady and everyone's forcing you to raise it do you want to trade it with this baby <laughs> so they like trade babies 
And this other baby's born in an orphanage and she grows up and it flashes forward 20 years later. And all of a sudden she's like dying, like getting into all these uh, incidents where she's like on the brink of death. And every time she's on the brink of death, she goes to hell. So you get these little glimpses of hell throughout the movie instead of waiting the whole time until the end. And the glimpses of hell are very similar to like uh, visually to this one mm-hmm. as well. So they, they have the colors, they have like the cool practical effects. They have everyone dressed in gray, like a lot of, a lot of similarities. Yeah. And, and the one similarity I thought was cool. And I looked it up right away too, is right when you, they first go to this Buddhist hell, right? There's all these kids sitting around stacking rocks. You remember that part? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kids stacking rocks. So in the remake, all these kids stacking rocks. So I looked that up right away. And I guess if you're a kid, you have that original sin, you go to hell. Yeah. You can work your way to heaven, but you have to build your own tower to heaven. So these kids are all stacking rocks to go to heaven, but you can't. It's it's impossible to do, right? And even if you start to get close, that lady, that old lady that meets you there, or whatever, she'll yeah. come by and knock, knock your rocks over. Basically, is like what the Buddhists believe, kind of thing. And the so Buddhists hopeful. Believe, Buddhists believe in reincarnation too, so that yeah. that's all part of it. Like I, I felt like I learned a lot from just like deep diving into the, yeah. the things that I didn't understand in this too. So yeah. that's always fun too, is when you learn something from a movie. You don't always you can have fun other ways too, but learning something's always good. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. There, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. I'm glad you did the deep dive. In the uh, the doc I watched at the time that that was made, which I, I, I can't remember, wasn't too long ago, they said that uh, Nakagawa made uh, so many movies, like, I can't remember, like a lot, like 60 or 70. And they're like, but he only made eight or 10 horror movies or something like that. Yeah. But uh, it was like he made them really frequently. So he got a reputation for as like a horror director or something like that. Uh, and it was, a, it was a whole thing with like the production company and stuff. The, the production company, Jigoku, was the last yeah. movie they made before they went bankrupt. They were yeah. going bankrupt. And it was it, it was the it's last kind one. of funny that it was it yeah. sounds like that it made them go bankrupt. But they were going bankrupt. and It was the last movie they made. Yeah. And they, I kept reading that they said that they were known for making gory horror movies. And I keep like looking through their, their like catalog. And I'm like there's no like gory horror movies in there. So they're like known yeah. for Tugoku basically is what it is. And a lot of the, the movies are like pretty obscure, like hard to find. Like I, I tried to watch as many as I could and they're, they're pretty elusive. Yeah. So like I, cause I was wondering that too. And they, uh, in that little doc, they kind of explained it. So it was like, yeah, they were they were going bankrupt, and then uh, um, when Jugoku came out, um, people who were critics of it that were like negative critics, they were basically just like, uh, they're like, oh well, this was rushed out because the company's going bankrupt. They didn't even try. This is like n- crazy. But then there was like a whole other camp of people that were just like, this is a this is a real strange movie and a, a real good one that you should watch. So they were using that like company bankruptcy thing and like weird ways to like, kind of like to go against the movie for some strange reason. But uh, yeah, it was, this was already started before the company was like announced to go bankrupt. Another thing I thought was funny was uh, one of the people in this show was talking about horror movies. Uh, and uh, so they were talking about how this guy makes horror movies. And then they were talking about horror movies in Japan in general. And uh, the guy said, uh, Hor- horror is for summers. He said, horror is all about, uh, horror in Japan always has summer releases because it, uh, if it gives you the chills, it'll cool you down. And summer's very hot in Japan. And he said, so in Japan, 
we have horror movies in the summer to cool you down. Oh you, my you, god. You, I mean, and we're pretty hot right now. So uh, when you guys were watching this, did, did you find that this movie cooled you down a little bit because of the chills you got? No. <laughs> I was, it was too hot. All those flames kept me too hot. Yeah, I was sweating. I uh I sent Jared a screenshot or two where this also this this same guy was also like he's like directors don't watch movies he said uh, they don't care for movies they just they just make them and I was like what <laughs> I was like who is this guy he was uh he was somehow involved but uh yeah his big thing was that horrors for summer because uh, it'll cool you down man people can but, say a lot of things as this yeah. podcast is an example of. Yes. Uh, what floats his boat. <laughs> yeah. All all I know about that is uh when Jared and I watched Green Room together like eight or nine years ago, whenever it was, whenever that movie came out in theaters, in the dead of summer, it was the hottest I've been in my entire life because everyone was so stressed out from the movie that everyone was sweating right out of their ass. You you didn't have chills from the neo Nazis? I, I that movie's so stressful. I, I haven't even seen, car, watched it since. Car, car, uh, uh, carpet knifing people, just. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> did uh, did you have more to say, corpse? Uh, on anything? Goku. No, no. I think I, I think I got everything out that I had on my uh, on my list there. All right, all right. I'll round you boys off, okay? Yeah. I. Uh, so here's the thing. This movie's super cool. I like this movie a lot. I knew it. I, yeah, uh, because I do like, uh, I take this as Catholic horror, which I realize it's not Catholic, like it's Buddhism. Uh, but uh, I think there's nothing more horrific to like certain religions than ending up in a different religion's hell. So I think that this does classify as a Catholic horror because I think the scariest thing to them would be to like end up in like Buddhist hell. You know, um, one thing <laughs> I, I, I think the sins are similar too. they are. They are. And the levels of hell and stuff like that. I just think like imagine Jared, imagine you were like, uh, let's say you were Hindu and you wound up in Catholic hell. You'd be like, this sucks. When all hell suck. Like, I don't think yes, it was, would. What's the good kind of hell? The one your own your own hell, your own personal, personal hell. hell. You, there's like an end to Buddhist hell. You yeah, get reincarnated apparently. Eight levels, and then and then you're through, baby. Then yeah. you're through. I think Catholic hell is eternal. Catholic hell is eternal. Lake of fire. Yeah, right. which is real bad. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Take, so I uh, I'll take that Buddhist hell. I'll get chopped up oh, by dudes and like yeah. wheels and so and drink, I, drink another... my own pus. Oh yeah. Well, Jeez, Jared's baby. been doing that for years. Yeah. He's been doing that for years. Uh, another reason I like this, I think I've mentioned on the podcast, maybe like just casually like a year or two, maybe three years ago, uh, Andrea is like uh, somewhat Buddhist. Like she 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 actually like uh, subscribes to the Buddhist philosophies more than anything else. And uh, I looked into it once because it's like, I'll check what this is out. Buddhism's main principle. All life is suffering. I saw that and I went. Hmm. I, went, I went oh yeah <laughs> I, I was like I, I i like what i'm hearing and uh more i looked into it, i was like all life is suffering you have to give away everything once you have completely like emptied yourself then you will finally be at peace and i was like i like what they're saying here i was like this is 
this is good stuff. And then watching this movie, I was just like, I get it. They got their eight levels of hell. It's like their eight pillars of, uh, or eight noble truths or whatever. Yeah, that's a little Buddhism for you, Jared. Eight noble truths, eight pillars of hell. Uh, and it's just like, you have multiple levels. And I love, like, uh, Corpse, you brought it up earlier. I love the fact that it's like, uh, uh, like, you brought it up for the remake, uh, remake, but uh, where people die and then they get, like, reincarnated again and then they have to do the torture again and then they die and then they get reincarnated. Like, it happens a bunch where it's, like, people getting tortured, like, uh, guy dudes getting cut up and then they're like, ah! And then, like, it'll be, like, a hard cut and then they'll be whole again Spotted, and then they'll... Yeah. Then they start getting cut up again, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like that. I, I like that quite a bit. So uh, I, I thought that was awesome. And uh, yeah, so I watched the doc, and uh, the dude was talking about he wanted it to be like Faust and Mephisto stories about like men getting tempted towards things that they know they shouldn't, but then they do, and then they, then they sin for it. Uh, and apparently they sold this movie as heaven and hell. And then the producer, once they made it, he's like, he's like, this movie's a crock of shit. He's like, heaven's not in this movie at all. Uh, and they're like, they're like, don't worry. And then they added like the ending and they're like, heaven's the sequel. And then wink. they gave a big <laughs> wink, <laughs> which I think is super, super cool. Um, I, uh, I really liked how long the hell segment was like 40 solid minutes, I think is just mm -hmm. on like disorienting disjunctive jerry uh disjunctive hell which i thought was super cool and then uh some of the hells i liked the most were uh wandering hell which i think is the best hell uh thirst hell flailing hell fire pit hell being cut in half hell blood lake hell flame wheel hell hands hell feet hell heads hell and then hordes of people yelling and screaming hell. Those are uh, a few of the ones I noted. Uh, I, I liked all those different kinds of hell. But uh, I, I did really like uh, just the people kind of walking in circles. I I don't know what it is. There's a, something about that. Maybe Stephen King was right, Jared. Yeah. Maybe Cell was right. Mm -hmm. yep. and one thing one thing I forgot, I'm just going through my notes. I took a few notes here. But when, when he first goes to hell, he's just standing there with a spear through his neck. Oh yeah. oh yeah he's like upside down it's like, <laughs> he's like it's, ah. just there. it's just there <laughs> that's pretty good too i like that so yeah this is a this is a cool movie i like this show i like this show you want to hear from people who don't like this show who hate this show potentially all right well Potent let's run through these real quick have a start yeah. from the astral flight adapter hmm. it's a really bad melodrama not worth the wait to the final third either. Just skip everything until you get about a quarter of the way through hell. Fuck me. It's so slow and boring and shambolic. Utter waste of time. Um, <clears throat> Astral Flight Adapter is definitely Catholic. Uh, favorite films include Winter Light, Wild Strawberries, Stalker, and Nostalgia. They also just three-starred Constantine. And they just watched Spirit of the Beehive, Jer. Look at that. Do, do you want to hear this person's bio? Sure. Anyways, let's see what else. I uh, It was Coney Island. They called Coney Island the playground of the world. There was no place like it. In the whole world, like Coney Island, when I was a youngster, no place in the world like it. It was fabulous. 
now it's shrunk down almost nothing you see and uh i still remember in my mind how things used uh used to be and uh you know i feel very bad but people from all uh, over the world uh from all over the world it was the playground they call it a playground of the world uh over here anyways uh i uh you you know i even got when i was uh when i was very small i got lost at coney island but they found me on the on the um the beach they used to sleep on the beach here sleep overnight they don't do that anymore things change you see they don't sleep on the beach anymore is that from a movie what is what is this sounds like woody allen all the us were in there you know i thought this was a person's like actual bio and then as i was reading it i was like is this like from a movie or something but, but uh let's do a quick google search i, I, I don't want to like the same movies as that person Oh, it's a song. There you go. Hey, American movies available on CTV. Weird. I, I saw that earlier. It, <laughs> is was, it? No. Yeah. So, so was that other movie that you watched? The the uh, was it Vineyards? No, it was uh, whatever it takes. Yeah, that's on CTV Ooh, too. I like that. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh, actually, it's on Tubi. <laughs> Oh, Tubi. The classic. Jarrett Jarrett came around on Tubi. Tubi's better than uh, Plex. I watched uh, 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 Surf Nazis on Plex, and those commercials are infuriating on that one. Mm. I don't mind the Tubi ones. They're short and sweet. Plex is like two and a half minutes of like the same Ritz commercial four times in a row. (laughs) That's always good. (laughs) J.M. Aldman, one star. A special yeah. kind of bad that requires your undivided attention. Uh, that's a weird way to say that you like a movie. Yeah, I think. I think so. Um, this person likes a lot of French cinema, but uh, a recent review is "Scenes with Beans," and it says this is what the left wants: communist beans takeover. Okay. So take that as you will. One more, one star from Michael May. Yep. If I'm being really kind, I call this a failed experiment and leave it there. But without getting mean, I guess I'll add that the pre-hell sequences are overlong, full of melodrama and coincidences, and that the final scenes in hell don't pay off as emotionally as the film wants them to. <laughs> uh, so... Favorite films include The Princess from 2022, Murders at Yellowstone City from 2022, Downton Abbey, New Era from 2022, and uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. Oh. Which is a great movie. Uh, This person is allegedly the writer and co-creator of the uh, Kill All Monsters comics. I can't remember a time when I wasn't watching movies, podcasting about film on After Lunch, Hellbent for Letterbox, and others. So you can check this guy out on all his things. <laughs> Heck yeah. He, uh, he's got interesting, interesting dynamics. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that says it all. It says it all? Yeah. Well, any final thoughts? On this hell, the sinners of hell. Uh, 
no, I'm good. This movie's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. What about you there, Corpse? You think it's... this movie's pretty cool? Oh, yeah. The 40 Minutes of Hell is top-notch. Oh, yeah. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Outstanding. Well, uh, very well. After the break, we're going to be drinking ourselves a nice warm glass of pus and offal. Mm. And uh, I don't know, like maybe stab, get stabbed in the, our feet with some spiky things and get sawed in half by some dudes because of our medical mispractice. Oh, it was the mountain of needles. Oh, so like I think, in, so I think for us, like podcast yeah. hell is like having our ears like blown out with like every horrible thing we've ever said, but like at high volumes, mm. on a loop forever, on a, on a loop forever. Ritz Ritz commercials, endless Ritz commercials, that, uh, and Ritz commercials. <laughs> that too. That's coming next month, folks. Uh, <laughs> these podcasts don't pay for themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> no. Since you brought it up earlier, I would definitely want to be the Simpsons demon that's feeding donuts to people. Yeah. For sure. Like, that's the best That sounds like That sounds like fun. I mean, do you think demons have yeah. a good... Are demons having a good time in hell? Do they enjoy their work? Or do they also, like... Like, I'm not sure exactly what the situation is with Onis. Um, I imagine that, that, that that's just what they're set for. As, or as you said earlier, designed for. I think Tamura was like trying to become a demon of hell, and it didn't work. So it's like too bad for him, right? He, like, he ain't high, but yeah, it's too bad. So yeah, you can email us at criterioncrease at gmail.com and I don't know uh, what kind of de- what kind of demon are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ's Barnloaf and Corpse. I, I believe you go by Corpse M. Corpse M, Mick Corpse maybe, sometimes on uh, Letterbox. Yeah, Letterbox. I'm Corpse it's... M. Look, yeah. Look at that. That's where I'm at. Excellent. Nice. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, we've got YouTube. We're on Patreon. That's where the cool cats are. And if you want to, mm-hmm. if you want to force RJ to watch Salo, uh, you should join. He really wants you to. I... I didn't agree to this. One and more. Uh, I, one dollar and fifty cents. Uh, uh, all it takes one, from one of you. 
I think I I'll have to crunch the numbers on that. Let's see if that's uh, accurate, I'm, RJ. I'm, I'm pretty sure I signed I, 24 to 25 is on there. But uh, I I what, never consented to any of this. What do you What do you guys use for like a watch party? What kind of platform do you do that? Well, in? Good my, my my original idea was uh, uh, at my other job. I do have a access to a theater with a like giant projector um, and like sound system, and I could definitely uh, make make this available to, to RJ and film him broadcast Jared, and watching it. Kind of like Shia LaBeouf style, I'm thinking. I know RJ's a big fan. I've received many a Shia LaBeouf uh, uh, gifs over the years. I'm like, well, I imagine he's what he wants to do is have himself filmed watching Solo. What Five. about the copyright? What about well, the copyright? It's you, though. I'm, you don't have copyright. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. But the sound, what about the audio? We'll, what about the audio? We'll, we'll mute it. So is that not copyrighted? We'll have everyone everyone on the stream. It'll just be audio of people watching it. No. Come on. Sounds pretty good to me. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to find our our, uh, list. But man, it's hard to look at my my own thing. My own Patreon. It's impossible to navigate. Anyways, next week we'll be corpse free or corpse will be free of the creeps um but next week rj we're watching an alfonso caron movie oh so uh, amazing from 1991 a little film called solo con tu pareja solo con tu solo con tu pareja i mean that's gonna be incredible everyone loves alfonso caron uh sure i know you do uh, I like Children of Men quite a bit. That movie's pretty good. Yeah, and you like Harry Potter movies. Uh, the third one's really good. Yeah, there you go. I yeah. heard this is like three times as good. <laughs> I, got, I got scoops. I got people on the inside. Over is it on the channel? I hope so. I'll check it out. Yeah, better be. Out. Otherwise, maybe we won't be. Maybe this is the maybe end. Not. Maybe we're, this is, this is our, the end of... Maybe we will be ascending to uh, heaven. We're being reborn. It's about time. That's what I have to say. Well, uh, thank you, Corpse, uh, for yes. joining us for the last four and a half or whatever hours it's been. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it has been that long. And, so, and, <laughs> and change. Uh, the episode will be a little bit less hey, than that. Guys, I gotta wake up in uh, six hours? Five, five and a half hours to go to work. But, uh, uh, I've been prepping all week, watching all these uh, all these movies, doing all my, my research and everything. No. Oh my god. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Well, to the rest of you, good night. Yes. Good night.